0: Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience.
1: Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day.
2: Hello, Tommy Buns. Hello, Joseph. Welcome to the new studio. I love it. You are guest number uno.
0: This is a great look, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I mixed it up. It's It's brighter.
2: So like a little bit of the old. Yeah. A little new.
0: Some aliens here.
2: A little bit of alien shit. This might be annoying. My name behind me <laughs> might be annoying. It looks cool, but it, it might not be cool. the right spot for it. Yeah, we'll yeah figure that It out. does look cool. It's a little odd, though. Yeah, like, well, me really. and then a big neon thing of my name right behind me. I sense you're going to move that. It's a little obnoxious. Okay. <laughs> I looked at the image on the screen. I was like, Oh, that's not what I was hoping. Hmm. It looked like it looks. <laughs> it looks dope, right? It's cool. Yeah. It's a cool sign, but I just don't know if it's the right background. Yeah, but so, the whole the whole space looks great. Thank you. Yeah. I like it. The ceiling, the star Did you seen the shooting stars across the ceiling? Yeah, dope, right?
0: Yeah, shit. It's uh, it's very consistent. You're you know, when all your moves still feels like you're in the same kind of space. You know what I mean?
2: The last one didn't. That 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 well, that one, one I never door? sat in. But oh, I mean, that's right.
0: But uh, when you know, like the, your second old uh, L.A. studio. Yeah. When you moved it to the, your newer L.A. studio. It's like the duplicate room, right? Pretty so, similar. Yeah. yeah. It, feel, it feels like the same kind of. This feels like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like it.
2: Thank you. Yeah. What's it like being in Texas?
0: It's great, man. I had a great week here. We were in San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. What did you do in San Antonio? I did Spanish shows. Oh, did, shit. Yeah, I did sh- uh, Spanish shows in each city.
2: Oh, wow. So that's what you're doing right
0: now, a Spanish tour? I mean, I'm, I'm going back. Next week, I'm doing English uh, in Lexington. But yeah. That's
2: wild, man. And, and when you go to Miami, you could do both, right? You, mix you could, it
0: yeah. I mean, you could do them in all the cities I was in Texas in. For sure, you could. You know? Diaz
2: used to do that in Miami, and yeah. he was unfollowable. Oh, unfollowable. I'm sure.
0: I am sure. Unfollowable. Yeah. I
2: saw him bury people there. Yeah, because he would do like stand up, and then he would have punchlines in Spanish. Oh yeah, and you would see people falling out of their fucking chairs. I saw him
0: in Miami do a set last year, right the night that he dosed me, and uh, <laughs> and he murdered. So I watched the show. Yeah, because I did, I finished my show, uh, got another venue, and just drove to see him, and then he gave me a fucking pill, and, and then I watched his show. But he destroyed, absolutely destroyed.
2: Yeah, that. it's that the combination, of yeah, like the Spanglish, you yeah, know, a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of English with that flavor. When I
0: featured there, like. Twelve years ago at the old uh, Coral, no, uh, Coconut Grove, yeah, club, and I used the Spanish that you know that I had, like not even planning on it, but once you are in that room, oh my God, it was. It they was, go crazy. Oh yeah, it was like a yeah. weapon. I mean, it was.
2: Yeah, if you think what is the percentage of people that are from uh, Spanish-speaking countries that live in Miami?
0: Ninety-seven <laughs> percent. You can walk down Ocean Boulevard or Collins Ave. I told somebody you could walk twenty minutes, just go on a twenty-minute walk and not hear English. And you will hear Spanish, Portuguese, German, Italian. Yeah, like that. That, especially Miami Beach area, man, super, super, like diverse multicultural area
2: yeah it's fucking wild it's a wild area it almost seems like you need a passport to get there
0: you can walk into places in miami and be like excuse me They're like no 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 english, no english like they'll tell you we don't speak english here <laughs> you know and it's it's common it's not yeah. unusual <sighs> not unusual well, they could get by like that it's like yeah. going to chinatown in new it's, york city it's like a latin american country yeah uh, like you know and then and then you have tons, tons of French-speaking people in, in Miami, too. You know, oh, like do bunch, you really? Well, a bunch of Haitians, and yeah, it's like a big community oh, there. Oh, yeah, okay, that it really, sense. It really is a super diverse city, man. Yeah,
2: my friend Mark moved there. Mark Sisson, he fucking loves it. Yeah. He moved because he was like, you know, let me just try it. Let me see because I, I might not enjoy it. You know, let me see what it's sure. like. Living in a condo Dude. on the beach. He said it's fucking amazing.
0: It's a whole vibe, man.
2: Yeah, great restaurants ah. all over
0: the place. And Christina's just, dad had a, had a condo there when we first got together and we would go there and it was like on South Beach, it was amazing. You felt you felt like you had left the country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you feel like you're in the Bahamas or something.
2: Well, Schultz has been there the entire winter. Yeah.
0: He rode out the whole winter He's loving Miami. it there, right? He loves it, yeah. yeah, he loves it. He might stay there, who the fuck knows? He looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, he yeah. looks like he belongs there. Yeah, he's got yeah. the hat now yeah, and open shirt and all the pictures. It fits him, dude, <laughs> it definitely fits, yes. Looks good.
2: Yeah, and he's already got COVID, so you know. Fuck it. He's yeah. yeah, he's got the
0: antibodies, so he's just roaming around. Yeah, man. Now I'm coming here. I'm moving here, man. Yeah. I I'm excited. What does that feel like? You know, I I've been uh you know this. I've been a huge LA advocate defender for years. Everybody people talk shit about it. I'm like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like I you know, I, I liked it. Yeah. But I, I do feel like it was the whole thing was horribly managed for the last year and I don't I don't like it as much anymore. I really don't. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I mean, I've been there 19 years. It's the longest yeah. I've ever lived anywhere. Me too. Same and kind of thing. Yeah. And so yeah. like, you know, I mean, we looked around. We started talking about it, and then you know how it is. It's like I mean, your spouse is like, "Yes, I want to do," it. and then she became the harder force in it. I was like, "I guess we're definitely <laughs> doing this," you know? Because I don't think I didn't think I could ever get her to. I would throw this around sometimes, like the idea, like hey, let's move to. I, used, I, I love Denver. I was like, let's move to Denver.
2: You know, because her family comes from communists. Yeah you know, countries and like this idea of socialism is so appalling to her. Yeah. Marxism and socialism. When she hears that kind of like, Oh yeah. Even though it's this minor, just woke version of it. Mm -hmm. She's like, you fucking idiots.
0: Like you don't know where this is going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it, it registers differently with those people. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anybody that's been from any sort of, uh, any communist country, they get furious. That's why so many people in Miami were Trump supporters. Yes.
0: Cubans. Yeah. Big time. And they were very smart, um, that campaign, with targeting mm-hmm. them. They went, they, they targeted them. Like, if you just want to study you know, the marketing and, the, and running a campaign, they targeted Latin American people in a really smart way, the, the Trump campaign did. Mm-hmm. Because they were like, y- you know that bullshit that you left? It's That's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And, and that worked. They got <coughs> way more votes than they thought, than anyone thought they were going to get.
2: Florida's just such a weird aberration. Such a strange state.
0: It's so strange. But it's
2: it came up big this year. Florida came up big. People that would never think about moving to Florida were like, Florida's on the table.
0: Yeah. A lot of North like a lot of New Yorkers were
2: like Oh yeah. I mean
0: in in New York Florida's always been a destination for New Yorkers, but it was definitely in another gear this year.
2: Do you see what New York's doing now with like taxes? No. They just proposed a new tax on anybody who makes more than a million dollars a year?
0: It's a lot of new yorkers they
2: they're jacking up their taxes they're jacking up their uh their their taxes to over
0: 14% dude california is going to be so fucked <laughs> so fucked <laughs> so fucked i mean the the thing is man like i still i like la i like parts of la I like aspects of la but it is it is a weird place right now i yeah. don't see how anybody Could say that it isn't for someone who's lived there like two decades. It's dangerous. It's dangerous, and it's fucking dirty, man. Yeah, there's trash, trash everywhere. There's trash everywhere, and there's no
2: money to fix it. Yeah, and then also, like, how are you gonna bring all those businesses back? Like all those places that are boarded up. What's it gonna take to bring it back? That's all you see. You see was
0: so many like these strip malls. Yeah, with um, that have been like I've been driving by some of them you know for a year. And it's yeah. all shut down, and there's garbage, and there's garbage on freeways. Yeah, it's like, weird. You, whatever freeway you're connecting to, you know, you're going five, one, ten. It's like you just see trash everywhere. It's yeah, so all bizarre. the sides of the road. Yeah, yeah. I, that I don't remember seeing before like that.
2: No. Well, they used to use prisoners to clean that shit up. Mm. You know, that was a uh, like uh, that was one of the things that Artie Lang had to do. Really? Yeah. When he was on parole, I I'm pretty sure he did. I I know I've seen other celebrities.
0: Oh, do there's a, like those cleanup pickup. crews. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta yeah. suck, man. Uh, That's really got to suck. Yep. On a hot day. Yeah,
2: not good, but it gives you time to contemplate what you fucked up on. Yeah, what you did. What you do wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, Probably a felony. (laughs) Yeah. Wander around, pick up trash. Mm. I haven't seen any hide nor hair of Artie through the whole pandemic. No. I haven't even heard a peep out of him. No, me neither. I asked about it once. Remember, we were on uh, our little text thread, and I said, hey, has anybody heard anything from Artie? Is he? You don't, no idea? Nobody. Hmm. I mean, I heard he's just like hanging out. Oh, that's probably good. Out. That's good. Hopefully, but yeah. I, I, would th- I would think a guy like that, you know. You don't realize how much like doing stand-up is a part of who you are as a person. Yeah, put you you can be creative. Like, well, you guys actually probably are the best example of taking you and Schultz. Like, Schultz did an amazing job with his Instagram and then turned it into a Netflix special. Yeah, but what you guys have been doing with your live shows is an amazing example of saying, okay, what can we do different? Yeah, like how do we how do we just do something that a fucking network would never let us do.
0: Yeah, not in a million years. Not in a million years. And, you know, it's it's really been like incredible the the response from you know from fans who, who yeah. are supporting it, and it makes you go like, oh, it, like it it makes me realize how we're living in this shift right now in the entertainment business, where we've known that like creators can take control and create things, but now you realize that that paywall can be controlled. Creators and it's gonna that's gonna increase. That's here to stay. You know, like when paywalls first started, you go like, oh, like Netflix, or you try to read an article sometimes, like from one of the big publishers, right? And you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta subscribe. That is going to be the norm across the board for entertainment, I think, for the next foreseeable future. And people are gonna be able to do things like we're doing and have way like way more control. Do things like make features, mm-hmm. make television shows. Yeah. Like what we're doing is, you know, we have this fan base that that loves what we do, and we're just taking it on the live shows to another level. So, like, we spend money on production, we shoot original content, we hired like this crazy, the best makeup artist, that did prosthetics, and made Christina look like a uh, like a like a real whore, and uh, <laughs> and it was great, and. um and then we can do these uncensored clips which you can't do on really any other platform right and we control it and, and it's it's you know it's part of the ticket it's like we're going to do xyz and we're going to try to deliver on all these things and we had like musical guests you know we've had um Marcus King band was on the last one and yeah there's oh, <laughs> Who's that girl? That's Christina. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, man. In, like, so I
2: saw that clip, and I didn't know
0: that that was Christina. They put a prosthetic nose on her, lips on her. You
2: want to see how these big tits fart?
1: <laughs> Go ahead and watch YMH Live
0: 4 her, now man.
1: at livestream.
0: That's crazy,
2: because yeah. now I get it that it's her. But when I first saw it, yeah. I was like, who is that? You know
0: what somebody said to me this week? He's, he, he's like, hey, who was that um, hooker with you? And I was like, was Christina. And he was like, oh, I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, is Tom's wife cool with this like that you hang out <laughs> with this chick and I was like yeah yeah she's real cool. With it. So all the,
2: the the tattoos on the fake tits and all that everything. stuff is fake. It's yeah, all rubber everything. prosthetics.
0: Yeah. It looks so good. We got like one of the top top makeup artists in Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. That that and that's like Part of like what we're doing with those is we go like we got to make it. You always have to raise yeah. the bar and, and like make the value there. You
2: know? Now, when you plan these out, like how long in advance you do you're doing it basically once a month, right?
0: Yeah, sometimes we t- like we're doing um, another one coming up, and then we'll take like a month or two down. Sometimes I go back and forth between two bears with Bert and YMH. But you do five. a live one of those too. Yeah, like the New Year's one where we showed my fun accident. Oh. Uh that was a that was a ticketed event. <laughs> yeah. 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 So but and, and it was we shot that. We shot that for the New Year's live show. So mm-hmm. the whole idea was we're going to do like we always Bert and I were into like competing, you know, we always like compete on things. So right. that was the whole idea for that thing and like just make make it a bigger show than normal, you know? So we brought in a uh, uh, animal person that put like snakes and spiders and shit on. You know what I mean? Like just make it a more entertaining show oh. and and go harder on it and go go longer
2: and so when you plan out you plan out the whole format
0: we plan out yeah so the latest one that we did was i think the tightest show that we've done where we you know we go we're going to do a solo segment we're going to shoot sketches we're going to have a musical guest and then we end on what we call the heavy segment which is shit that like the videos i text you and stuff you know? <laughs> <laughs> things like that and then we, we we you know we try to push the envelope on those but then what comes is like, you know, when we first did that heavy segment, it was like all shit, just like people shitting in each other's <laughs> mouths. And then you go like, hey, you can't just keep shitting on people. Right. So you start looking for other crazy things. And, and like, where are you getting these videos? Dude, like one of my producers was like, you know, I cried last night prepping these clips. <laughs> like, <laughs> where is he finding them? Uh He looks and people like the fans become like associate producers. I mean, our email <laughs> inbox is pretty epic, man. I'd you know, imagine. And it's pretty crazy. And then I, I go like, I just don't want to see like I don't want to I don't want to play murders and stuff, you know, because there's so right. many videos of that. And then my producer was like, "Oh, okay, that'll that'll cross out a whole category of videos." So I was like, "That many yeah. murders? People will send in, you know, just because it's it's the internet, so they'll right. just send in the wildest shit, like uh, yeah, some cartel guy getting cut up." I was like, "No, I don't want that. I don't want that on the show, dude." So we just try to like push it. Like there was a lady masturbating with a butcher knife. Mm. You know what? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Why? It feels good. I don't know (laughs) she was just doing so we just showed that clip but like how bloody was it it wasn't bloody she had built up some calluses um what I don't know she was really good
2: there was no blood
0: Mm -mm.
3: no
2: she had the knife in or in in
3: yeah sharp side up was it yeah what Mm. oh yeah you saw it I saw
2: it so was it cutting her
3: it should have been so was it dull Mm. how do you know it's just what it looked like. It didn't look like it was. It didn't look dull. It could bad. have been a fake knife, but it didn't look like it was. Why?
0: Yeah, that's, and that's, see, this is the reaction that, that people want, you know, when they're watching it at home. Because we also um, encourage people to record themselves watching that segment. <laughs> and then they send it in and we share those. which is Like
2: really the cool. old Two Girls, One Cup. Yeah, yeah, like reaction yeah. vids. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was a big one. The Two Girls, One Cup was yeah. like, that was where all that stuff came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's one with me and Red Band where we watched the BME Pain Olympics. Yeah. You ever seen that one?
0: Uh, I've heard that, yeah, that was, um, was that early 2000s? Yeah, yeah, it's all like dudes cutting their balls off and yeah.
2: opening their sack up and pulling their nuts mm. out. There and, was there was something like that. Challenge for you and Bert. Cutting
0: the <laughs> tips of their fingers off. This and, dude had like split the tip of his dick and, and had like a bar in there and like rope wrapped around. It was rough, man. But this guy operating on his eye um, <clears throat> himself. Yeah, why? Uh, yeah. What are you doing? I don't know, man. Why did he do that? Did he have other options? He or? was speaking in Russian the whole time. Oh. So, But he was like, he was so calm. And was like, you know, just injecting. Maybe it my it. friend Lex could translate it. Yeah, I'm sure find he out. could. Yeah. Find I out. mean, this dude was a dirty hands. <sighs> and just like putting like, pliers and shit <sighs> in his eye.
2: <laughs> it, <laughs> it makes fucking... me so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many of those videos, that, but I don't, I don't like pursue those anymore. Mm. The only way those stumble across me is like when I talk to you.
0: Well, like, you know. I only sent, like, when we get ready for a show, you ask me, like, how we prep for, like, over a month to do one of these. And when, for those crazy clips, I ask them not to show me, like, in detail, all, like, sometimes they'll show me a few frames or what, what's kind of happening. Cause I want to be able to react to it, right. You know, of first time on camera. And then afterwards, <laughs> if something was really crazy, I'll be like, give me that so that I can send it to people <laughs> and upset them.
2: So, when you decided to start doing this, like, what was the initial plan?
0: Like, was, where, where did it come from? The The plan came from the fact that, I mean, honestly, it, it really happened a total accident. It was, we were, it's during the pandemic, and, you know, touring stopped, which, like you were saying, you know, it affected us all differently. I was bummed out by that, you know? Yeah. You forget, like, how much you are used to doing stand-up all the time. It's just, like, going to the gym, or, just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like getting up and getting breakfast. Like, it's so, it's so required right. part of your day almost, right? And so it had been a few months, and and the idea came. My agent called me. And he goes, would you do a t- – because, you know, people were doing live or, or streaming ticketed stand-up shows. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I just was completely opposed to it.
2: Yeah, I saw people that were good comics that did that, Yeah, and it was terrible. I was like,
0: nah. I mean, you couldn't even – you couldn't talk me into it. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that, man. Yeah. Standing in the fucking closet. Like, How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. So – Get out of here, man. <laughs> so I was like, I'm definitely not doing that. And he goes, well, what if you did the podcast? And I go, okay. Then I was thinking about, we've done live podcasts, in other words, at a venue, right? And I was like, yeah, but that has the element of the audience, so what could we do basically to make it, what justifies a ticket? So that, right. that's, this is how like, the things came about. And The first thing we thought of is that, you know, we do a, we, we do a clip show every week where we play audio-video clips And you go, but we have restrictions. Like there's sometimes we play a video that we see in our studio, but we can't show you like on YouTube, right? Right. So the whole thing was like, oh, we could find one of these uh, platforms that will let us do uncensored clips. So that was just like the first thing. And we go, okay, we could do uncensored clips. That'd be really fun to be able to actually show them. And then the idea came, well, we we should do sketches. Like we should do stuff to raise the value of the whole ticket. And so it just kind of built like that.
2: And so now you guys actually sit down, you have meetings, you oh, yeah. produce it. It's I like... had to
0: hire more producers, digital content oh. guys, a development guy like yeah. And and the goal is that we're you know, we are gearing towards shooting like a feature. Wow. Because and, and it'll basically it'll be funded by fans. And
2: know? when you have this feature, will you release it on this platform? I the think the same way. That,
0: I think the the idea would be to release it on the platform first and then since we'll own it you know we could then license it or distribute it through a bigger company to a larger platform
2: did you have to worry about with that do you have to worry about content cuz you know well it couldn't show those kind of no, things no 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 but for the
0: feature so. it wouldn't be like that i mean the the thing that we're writing is it is pretty crazy but it's not it's not showing like wild internet shit you know right. it's it's all it's you know it's scripted so we're shooting it ourselves so like think of it as you know it, like you go to a the movie, you see a Tarantino movie, you see wild violence. You could still show it, right? Right. It's a movie, but but it would be you know more along those lines where it's it's scripted and it's shot that way, but we're not showing real crazy shit. Out.
2: So you'll show some wild shit, but it'll be There's, fake.
0: I'll tell you what what I wrote these two things that we're gonna shoot that are pretty fucking in, insane, and that uh, I already had a casting director go, I can't send this to an actor. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. But wow! It. But I mean, it's fun. It's fun that we can, just that the opportunity exists. You know? Yeah. When so. are you gonna do that? You think? Well, I mean, there's so much going on, but I'd I'd love to get the ball rolling over the summer. You know? Dude, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I love it. I love when people take these weird moments where you don't know what to do and you figure it out. Yeah. And you find some new
0: path. You mm-hmm. find some new things. Some you adjust and adapt. Mm-hmm. It's it's the coolest thing that's come over the last. I mean. That for us has been the thing. I was the biggest fan of seeing. I knew this was going to happen, and I, I think I was drawn to it because you want that. I'll drink this shit. I, w- I knew it was going to happen because I go like, "This is what I would do too." And that was the all these comics that did their own specials and released them. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is this is the smartest thing they can do."
2: Yeah, especially if you put it on YouTube, so many people could see it. Yeah, and, and like, you don't you- have to worry about being censored.
0: Yeah, I loved when I started seeing that more. Like you know, you saw like Schultz did it, Mark Norman, mm-hmm. Giannis, like all those guys, yeah, putting the special out, and you see the view counts go crazy, and then they're they're basic, they're just releasing their own special. Yeah, it's a real smart way to do it. Really smart way yeah. to do it. And this is just further along. Now you're you're controlling the content, and like I said, like you're in control of the the paywall, which is something that really didn't exist before. That the, the content creator, you know what I mean, like you. I think you're going to see that explode to the point where in the next few years, people will be choosing, like, because you you see everyone jumping into streaming, right? It's like Mm -hmm. Netflix, and there was Hulu and Prime, and now there's Paramount and Warner. I mean, that's just going to keep growing, man. So it's going to be like people are going to be choosing where to spend their money on that the same way when when we only had cable, and you could choose, like, are you a basic cable person? Do you have the next tier? Do you have the premium stuff? It's gonna be the exact same thing, but selective and then you're gonna see bundles. I'm sure you'll see bundles where some of these companies will pair together. Well, if you sign up for this thing, you can get these three bundles together. Right. It's just that's how entertainment's gonna go, at least for the foreseeable future. And then there's gonna be independent creators like yourself that just yes. have your own little website and you just yep. all of it gets done through you, so you're not splitting it with anybody. That's true. And and I think there's gonna be a lot more of us and then you'll have you know, you'll say you'll see Consumers go, well, I'm definitely going to have my Netflix and my Hulu, and you go, great. But then there's going to be people who go like, no, I, I prefer YMH and this other sports thing, and that's where I spend my money. Yeah. And, and you know, or people that have all of them. But it's, it's definitely going to be, that's going to grow, man.
2: Well, I keep hearing this rumor that Apple's going to try to do that with podcasts. They're going to try to have some sort of a I streaming heard that service. Too. I don't know if that's true, though. And I don't know if it's true either. But, it, but here's what would be interesting if they decide, and I think... This is also a rumor, that they were going to make it so that downloads only count if you specifically download it, not if you subscribe. Oh. Yeah. That'll affect some numbers. That'll change everything, because there is maybe 20 podcasts that I subscribe to that I never listen to. Yeah, same, Right? Yeah. So they're getting downloaded into your phone, and they count as a, as a download, but I don't listen to them. And so in that case, would that, that wouldn't be a download, because you didn't- Wouldn't be a download. So you'd have to actively download it. Wow! So you'd have to go to it and purposely say, "Oh, the new, you know, whatever, two bears, one cave." Yeah. Click. You have to do that. That'll definitely affect. People are terrified of that.
0: Yeah. Terrified. And they're they're saying they're going to do that. Yes. That'll change everyone's ad sales for sure. Oh my god! In a huge way. Huge huge way. way. Yeah. And
2: um, so, like at Spotify, we, we get it by streams, so I know exactly how many people stream things, which is different. That it's is. Neat. But it doesn't show anywhere. So you don't just, but you don't get, too.
0: there's no download, right? Or there is there? Well, I think you can download it and save it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's about, how, yeah, because you can listen yeah. on a plane. Yeah, yeah. It's about how many people are actually listening. Yeah. Because that number subscribe.
0: is different, like you said, from subscribing yeah. to actually It's listening. a big difference. Yeah. It's
2: weird, you know, because you've got to think of how many people have these inflated, crazy inflated
0: numbers. That might be like a 50% difference. Yeah.
2: Well, there was an issue uh, when podcasts first started coming along where, Someone would download a podcast or they'd start listening to it and they shut it off and start listening to it again, and it would count it as a
0: second download. Dude, and they were doing it three, four, five times. I remember that, um, that big shift that everybody mm-hmm. who podcasts know about, yeah, um, when you saw numbers go like in like a fifth of what they were for, like yeah, a they, month.
2: they thought they had some crazy, you know, huge what? successful show, and then yeah. it got adjusted. And you know how, like, how I
0: knew it was bullshit? I didn't know, no for sure, talking to ad agents, like our ad agents. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, yeah, this, uh, these numbers are this. And they were like, okay. Like, just, just the, I was like, oh, I can just tell by your voice that something's off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, what's wrong? And they are like, just, you know, that just doesn't seem right. And, like, and then they were telling me like, and all these other people are saying these things and it doesn't seem right either. Like, and they said, because we know what that looks like when that's a real number. Um, In terms of like uh, the impact of the ads and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. And they were like, so they're like, it, they weren't blaming the podcasters. They were like, there's this system is not right. Yeah. You guys are, you, I mean, we're we're reading from the computer. Like, this is what it says, you know? And they're like, yeah, that's, that's not right. And then they overcorrected that big time for like a month period where everyone was like, I guess my whole audience <laughs> went away. Like it just went completely down. And then it kind of bounced out.
2: The most fucked up number is the amount of actual podcasts now. That's the most fucked up number. Because it's it's more than a million. Really? Yeah, it's more than a million podcasts. So obviously we're dealing with the entire world. Yeah. But I think it's more than a million just English speaking. That makes sense. I'm pretty sure. So which is, in America, you know, one out of every 320 people have a podcast. That's pretty crazy.
3: (laughs) That's pretty Uh, crazy. Uh, This (laughs) research podcast (laughs) (laughs) hosting.org. As of April 2021, there are 1.9 million podcasts. Oh my god, it went up! Doubled. It doubled. Mm-hmm. That's what so the many. F- dude.
2: It was like a million four months ago.
3: He says there's over 47 million episodes to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> so when people tell me they're going to
2: start a podcast today,
3: yeah. Yeah. I'm like,
2: oh, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah maybe. Try I mean,
2: it. why not? I, I still think
0: because uh, people ask me sometimes, and I mean, I, I might be wrong about this, but. I still think that like, well, what's like, what is the angle? Cause if it's just sitting around and shooting the shit, you you could, that could work. I'm not saying it can't, but it's, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. So it's like, you know, you, you start, if you're studying it, you go, well, you know, like my favorite murder, like that's an angle, right? It's like a specific and, and that, mm-hmm. that's what I kind of think like for somebody who's starting new, I'm like pick something, you know, like pick a world or something and, or like just some, target way of doing it so that it's unique because if you're just like was me and my friend kevin (laughs) (laughs) okay all right me and kevin just chilling you know the the number of podcasts with substantial followings though still remains like pretty small
2: yeah i wonder what that number is
0: it's got to be i mean it's got to be pretty small man
2: well there's so many people that only do it occasionally too
0: yeah that's a problem for them
2: yeah yeah i always tell that the comics i'm like why not do it all the time and they're like oh i'm busy
0: yeah are you yeah. How busy are you, man? How busy are you? What are you doing? Yeah. 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 Well, well there's time. only
2: a few people that do it, like you, or like I do, or, yeah. like a few, or you just really just do it all the time. you got to treat it like it's a job. It, it really is a job. It is a job. Yeah. Is,
0: I mean, you know, it's a fun job. Yeah. I love doing it. But. Well,
2: this is the thing we were talking about earlier, like, uh, that when I started, uh, I experienced as well, when I got a studio, an actual studio, where people were like, why are you doing this?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're
2: like, um... Because I have a million downloads an episode. Yeah, right. So like right. if you had a show that had a million views. Yeah, you're going to sit in your car and do yeah. it? Yeah, so when I started yeah. doing that, and I was like, because there's a lot of people listening. Like, yeah. how many? Yeah. And you would tell people, they're like, wait, what? Yeah. And that's when, like, when people started finding out the numbers of people that were actually listening to
0: podcasts, that's when it started getting weird. Yeah.
2: People were like, how many how many downloads do you have?
0: I know, because they, you know, a lot of people, they just... Obviously, we'll see like a YouTube view count, and you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah that's who's watching, man. There's yeah. a whole other segment of this audience that just listens. Yeah. Substantial number of people.
2: Yeah, giant amount of people that just yeah. listen in their cars. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I wonder what the next thing is going to be. Because if it's not just doing what we're doing, just sitting around shooting the shit, yeah. like, what is it going
0: to be? That's a good question. I mean, it really is. There are endless. The thing is that, that I love about like what we're doing with the streaming thing and, and all this is that you. What you can do now is just whatever you can imagine. Yeah, there there are no limitations. Yeah, you really can just make any kind of fucking show you want, and you don't have to act like. We all just used to go like, "Will do you grant me permission?" That was what it's like to be an entertainer, and you
2: had to talk to these people that were like so arrogant. Oh God! And they all knew what was funny and what was good and how to do it, and they would tell you how to do it differently, and you'd be like,
1: "Oh,
0: do you remember? Do you have? Do you remember the last time?" Or did you pitch shows? Have you gone in on pitches and stuff? Yes, it's, it's been a, a long time, but I, I have daunting experience. I mean, they're just so condescending and oh, so weird. I did one a couple of years ago with like a great group of people pitching with me, like writers and you know producers. Where the executive did the, like rested his hand on his face for the whole for the whole thing, and I was like, "This is who I'm." Like, you know, what I mean, like gave you nothing for the pitch, and I was like. Mm. I go. I don't want to end up with this guy. I hope we don't end yeah. up. Yeah. It's just like that's Imagine the person. On that's the, the person. Set, oh my god.
2: On the set like this, while you're when you hit your punchlines, like.
0: Mm. And that guy gives notes. That's my favorite. You know, we had notes for this last pilot we did where I was like, this is the single worst note. What was the and, note? I mean, they killed all the comedy and they killed the logic. You know, like the logic of a scene. Like there was something about a watch. I remember that they were like, well, who would have like. A nice watch i'm like a lot of people have you, do you not have you not seen watches before like they're, they're like yeah but that's too nice of a watch like for the thing and i was like why is it what are you talking about like that was the conversation i was like no So i kept leaving it in drafts you know and they're like they would say are you supposed to take that out and i was like i'm not taking it out people have watches what are we what are we talking about so they was wanted like they were to contr- take a
2: scene out because someone had a watch and, and they were like nice? and,
0: and they were like it's too nice of a watch and i was like no it's not and they were like yeah the people won't relate to it. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's a whole fucking nice watch industry. A lot of people know that there are nice watch and they were just like but it was like that was their contribution it wasn't even you know what I mean? Like right that was the contribution from the executive. Well there's a thing about a like, lot of the
2: sitcoms where they're always trying to bring it down to the everyman level. Yeah. Like dumb it down yeah. or slow it down. Make the kitchen's a little too nice. Let's yeah. make the kitchen like, a little smaller. A li- little shittier. Yeah. 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 And I like,
0: was like, let's king of queens it a little bit. And I wasn't it wasn't like some fucking, you know Hundred thousand dollars. It was just like a nice watch, and they were like, "Nah, no, it's got to be like fifty dollars watch." And I was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> now I disagree, and they're like, mm. and they're "Like, and, I, and I'm like, this is what you get paid for, right? To to tell me this? That's amazing. Man. Those kind of conversations are so frustrating. Yeah, it's just on." Un- but
2: it's only necessary if you need someone to take your thing and then put it on their network. Yes. Right? right. And when they do that, they're going to fuck it up anyway because there's going to be a bunch of commercials in between it. You're only going to have seven-minute segments, and then you're going to cut to several minutes of commercials and then come back. Mm-hmm. That's why, you know, you have a 30-minute show. Only 22 of it is actual show. Yeah. Eight minutes is just commercials.
0: Right. For a half-hour show.
2: Yeah. Which is nuts.
0: Yeah. I mean— 44
2: minutes for an hour.
0: Yeah, it's—, it's it's that's a lot of.
2: It's a lot of commercials. Yeah. And that's the average. And then they have to water down whatever
0: you're doing so that the advertisers are cool with it. Bro, The man, I, I just, now that we do what we do, it's like the idea of. Going back. Going there. And especially like that type of thing, like a sitcom <clears> notes, <throat> like real network sitcom notes. I'd be like, I'll I'd jump off this bridge right now, man. Yeah. Can't no, do it.
2: I can't. I can't mm. do it either. I've, I've been offered things. And I just I say I, that those days are gone. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Plus, it's like you can't do everything. <clears throat> you know, you, you just you can't. You can't do everything. No. There's got to be a time where you go, I, I need to like just concentrate on
0: what I'm doing. I think that's when things thrive the most. Yeah. When you focus on the For few sure. things that you really like. I feel like the good thing about podcasts is I can do that and still
2: do stand-up, like, no problem at all. Like yes. doing the two of them is no problem at all because podcasts and in fact I think it stimulates your brain because mm-hmm. you're having interesting conversations with really smart people yeah. or funny idiots.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or both. You. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then you you know, you you do something. It's something it's exciting. It's like it's it stimulates your brain. It makes it you does. think about stuff. And then it doesn't take away from your time to do stand up. It's but the, a sitcom does.
0: Absolutely does. I mean, it's the perfect um like if you're a comedian and you're living right now and you get to do what we do, like mm-hmm. podcasts and stand-up, I mean, it is a dream. Yeah. It's the most awesome gig you could have. I couldn't imagine a bigger, better gig.
2: No, it's an awesome gig, but, I mean, how many fucking guys didn't have one into coming into the pandemic, and then all of a sudden the revenue was just...
0: Whew. That was scary, man. That was scary. Like, honestly, I mean, I, I really counted my blessings, you know, that, that we had the podcast, and, and because... You know, we're touring comics, yeah. So you go like that's that's my job, man. Did you guys
2: start testing guests? Did you did you do that kind of thing?
0: Um, no, we we stopped having guests for a while, you know. And also, people did like they didn't want to come in. I didn't pressure anyone to come in. And some people wanted to zoom, and I was like, I think the zooming thing works for like a one-on-one conversation. Like this could work on you know, it's better in person, but it can work on Zoom. But for like like your mom's house or something, I was like, yeah, I don't want to have someone. Zooming in to be a guest, like it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah. Cause then like they're there and we're showing them something and like it, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. So it was fun, like doing, the, doing it with no, we did it with no guests for two years one time. Just we, really? did, we didn't want to have guests. For two whole years? Yeah, because the show was starting, was growing and I had this uh, this thought where I, I, was, I was like, you know, if we can build a fan base that comes not for the guest, isn't guest reliant, mm. that'd be a great thing. Yeah. Where they're just coming for the show well, that's Bill Burr. Bill yeah. Burr's solo, show yeah. is almost entirely solo. Monday Morning Podcast. Yeah.
2: yeah, And Tim Dillon, same thing. Yeah,
0: but those two guys can really fucking talk by themselves. Tim like, Dillon's the, the greatest yeah. at that. Yeah, yeah. That's a skill set. The, yeah, That is a skill set. I tried yeah. that once, and I was like, that's not me. I can't do that.
2: Well, Tim has Ben, his producer, mm-hmm. and so he does all this. Bounce of his, things yeah. off of him, yeah. And he's always crying, laughing. And, yeah, you know, that helps.
0: Yeah. But Bill can just sit there and Ram. rant. Yeah. And it works. I mean it really works. It's One of the best podcast. I mean it's top yeah. 10 podcast. Yeah. No, it's great, man.
2: But he's he's free though. He can record it in his underwear in a he's hotel so good, room though.
0: somewhere. He can just Yeah. He can just uh just go up there. Like I mean that's what I realized like how good he is. It's it's not like what most people see where most people go like, "Oh yeah, cuz I've seen his specials and he's great." And you're like, "Yeah, no, I know that." But that's not why i he's holy shit level great. It's because he can do like you know, a five-minute monologue, amazing. You know, he can do. I've sat with him on a panel in front of like a crowd, and he's just talking, and it sounds like bits, but they're not. Right, right. He's, he's like just talking. I remember I, I was had Al Madrigal to my left, and I was like, "What in the fuck is this material?" And he goes, "No, he just talks in bit, <laughs> like." He well, can his just,
2: that muscle yeah. is so strong. So from strong. From doing with him. that podcast that yeah. way. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah. So he yeah, and it's in like your point. It translate his pod translates to the stage. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like him, his better than anybody's. Yeah, because he has
2: ideas that he he fleshes out on the podcast. Yeah. and then what the fuck is this? And then the next thing you know, it's on stage and it's polished and he shortens it up and tightens it mm-hmm. up and it's adds perfect. to it. Yeah,
0: it's like it's his uh, farm league for his standup. <laughs> yeah, you it know? is. Well, that's what Stanhope said he was doing
2: with his podcast. He was using it like an open mic, and he was fleshing out ideas on yeah. on his because Stanhope lives in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Bisbee, Arizona.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Have you ever visited him out there? No, no. Me neither. No. I Bird heard that has. bert has been out there, yeah. yeah. Morgan's been out anywhere there. Anywhere there's anywhere there's a party. bert has been so Yeah. Yeah. That's his kind of party. Yeah. Everybody's always hammered. No, it's yeah. It's idea. I mean yeah and I've also like I've seen Bill backstage and he's like, Is this funny? And like this it's like this the an idea and then he goes out there and you're like have you been doing that for six months he's like no just tonight i'm like oh okay
2: (laughs) well that ranting muscle is a real thing you know just like any other kind of thing where you just regularly do an activity yeah you wouldn't think about it and podcasting is a a muscle too right like so like it gets you better at having conversations with people Mm -hmm. that's there's a skill there's a back and forth skill and some people aren't that good at it some people are really good at it and you get better at it when you do it more often but you don't think of like just being able to rant as being a skill
0: right yeah yeah and then then you can look at your own act as a comic and go like oh that was a rant bit mm-hmm. you know some if you don't do them a lot you're like that's a ranty bit yeah and you kind of get away from it but you see that if if you exercise that muscle a lot you know you can get good at that at, at flexing that rant muscle yeah and bills and probably the best
2: the opposite is true I mean, we're talking about just talking to people. One of the weirdest things has been getting in contact with people that haven't gone out and haven't been around people oh, yeah. during the entire pandemic. There's quite a few of them
0: like that. And they like, become strange.
2: I had Adam Egget on the podcast before he started venturing out, mm-hmm. and he had been locked in his home for months by himself, single, right? Mm-hmm. So, And he was just like pale. And yeah. Yeah. Weirded out by everything. Yeah, his and eyes
0: are all fucking bugged out, yeah. He's just like,
2: I haven't been around anybody. I'm like, how? what are yeah, you doing? It's not then? healthy, man. Oh, it's terrible. There's How many people are like that that are in this country right now that have just like this weird mental health Dude,
0: you moment? know, I thought about this when I was like in the hospital and then in, in recovery, and I know it's not as extreme as, as what I'm going to compare it to, but it made me think a lot about the effects of isolation mm. because I was basically in a room one of two rooms for three weeks. And my communication with people would be short, you know? Someone checks on you, know, I'll check your vitals and leaves. Mm-hmm. And you're just alone. Starts to fuck with your head, man. What were you doing for fun in there? <sighs> I mean, not much, man. Like, I mean, just... I'd have my phone, uh, TV, you know, like,
2: And the TV is like in the hospital, so what kind of channel? No, so
0: that was that was like um, yeah, that's bullshit. You're like, how many fucking Korean channels are here in LA? So, like they have they have like a a, like a bank of channels for each language. So you're like, there's like six channels in Farsi and then six in Korean. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably tell people what
2: happened. People who don't know don't pay attention. You and Bert were doing this dunk. Challenge.
0: Well, we, we so we were shooting content for our live show which was a yeah. new year's eve live so that was like exciting we had done one before where um, we played tennis and we you know we had like just goofy shit and was fucking around and we shot some s- sketches and stuff so we we had this idea we're like we competed let's compete let's do basketball and then we'll do a dunk contest we'll lower the rim and raise it and see who can dunk on the highest rim and that'll be part of the competition you know Oh, how dare you? Jamie. Just
3: as him actually dunking. This was the video oh. he just put oh. out where they were doing before Oh, that. yeah, that's
0: that day. Yeah, that's that day. How high is that one? That one's like eight, right? And then... What's regulation? Ten. Can and you then, dunk at ten? No. I, d- I dunked at nine, though. and so I beat Bert. Oh. So, so this is like eight and a half right there. And then the nine... This is nine right here. Right? So I beat him. He couldn't do it. And it was over. That's mm. over right there.
2: And then you
0: did... So right there, they're all like, oh, and Bert's like, holy shit, because he couldn't do it. And I'm like, oh, it's over, and there's Tristan Jass who we went with, he's like a really talented kid. Basketball, I, I'm, I won, I won, excuse me, I won. And, uh, and then right after this, one of those guys goes, uh, I think you, got, you can go a little higher. Yeah. And I was like, <sighs> I remember, I, I felt the adrenaline. You know when someone's like, you got this, and you're like, like you feel like your throat kind of tighten up, yeah. you know? And that was, they raised it three inches. That's it? From, from that, 9-3. So, you know, just because I, I, I didn't have a lot more room. I was like, oh, that was, like, it was clean, but I was like, I can't, I can't go that much higher. And just on the push-off, push-off on the left foot, my left patellar tendon snapped. Now, did you strain it before that? Not that I knew of. I mean, eventually when I talked to the doctor about it, he was like, this probably would have happened, like, doing something else what yeah why he's just like you know he's, he said it was such a strange place for the tear to take place he's like it took it he first he goes he goes you know it took a tremendous amount of force to to do what you did how did you do this i was like a fucking dunk contest mm-hmm. and he was like what <laughs> i was like dunk contest he was like a slam dunk contest and i was like yeah dude and he was like okay he goes well normally these patellar tendons snap in like one of two places and like Yours snapped in a place that it rarely happens in. Like, it's not at one of the attachment points. It was like a quarter of the way down. It's like, it's very strange the way it snapped. Hmm. So, didn't you do, like, deadlifts or something the day before that? I did squats three days before. Were we, you
2: sore when you went to the dunking thing? No. no?
0: we're doing, I was doing 255 uh, sets of 12.
2: Okay, so not really heavy weight. Not
0: crazy weight and, like, right. I mean, but not super light, but, like, you know, being able to... I, d- I didn't have a problem with it, mm-hmm. and then, you know, what, th- I do remember this, That so- I, someone reminded me of this afterwards at, at my office, that I do remember they were betting whether I could do nine feet at the office, and some people were like, yes, no, and I jumped in my office in like jeans and a t-shirt and touched the ceiling there, and I was like, that felt funny. Oh. Something felt funny in your knee. Yeah.
2: Here's the thing about tendons and ligaments, yeah. especially ligaments, when they snap, they don't hurt.
0: I d- it didn't hurt at all. Yeah. It didn't hurt at all. They just give out. It just gave out, and yeah. I don't know if I would have felt pain if it wasn't for landing on my arm and snapping my humerus in half. And that, that pain was, was so severe.
2: That was so hard to watch. It
0: was extraordinary pain. Like, and then was, when
2: Bert takes it and pulls it, yeah. and move, Why did he do that? I th- he was like, "You're right, buddy." I think he was. In, everyone was in shock. But that we you should have he have done that? Is that bad? to uh, Move your arm they, like that? They, yeah, it's what not. What
0: do you do? You're not supposed to move it. You're supposed to leave it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have radial nerve damage, and that you know, some people would argue that it could be exacerbated by being moved, but some people would say that you know it didn't. Uh. Oh, Yeah. Right there yeah yeah it hurts so much man i
2: could only imagine it
0: hurts so much Um, i could
2: only imagine
0: and then you know that i i did something pretty crazy uh so i went to a hospital immediately right from the paramedics came and as soon as i as soon as i got to that hospital i looked around i don't know where i am or anything i was like i'm not staying here so they why i just knew it was a shitty hospital where were you you don't I, say? I don't want to say, but I just knew. I just knew instinctively. I was like, "Mm mm." Really? Yeah. And my memory's so you know when you have like intense experiences, your memory's so sharp from it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember so every detail of like a month, like everything. Wow. People I met. I remember everyone's name. You know. Whoa. So I got that emergency room. I remember that Scott was in the bed next to me, and then this uh, nurse came in. We did X-rays. And they're, you know, they put this straight brace on my leg, they're like, you know, tendon snapped, and then they did a horrible job wrapping this arm in like a makeshift kind of splint brace, you know? And I was like, and then they're just pumping me through. They're like, how much pain are you in? I'm like, all of it, what are you talking about? Like, all the pain. And they're giving me drugs. And then they're like, well you need to have surgery, you know? So I, I called my primary physician, and I was like, who should operate on me? And he's like, dude. Like, the two people I would send you to are out of town right now, I was like, all right. So the emergency room doctor there is like, I'll set you up with this person that can do surgery tomorrow. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it here. Really? And I was like, I'm leaving. And they're like, you wanna leave here? And I was like, yep. And they're like, your, your leg and your arm are like completely non working. I was like, I don't care. They're like, are you, are you sure? I go yeah. So, Lindsey, who works with me, who was there filming, I like, get in his car. I mean, it was hard to. You like, got a
2: guy named Lindsey working yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh,
0: he'll hey he'll hear this. Give it to him, man. Give it to him. Might uh, want to change that name. <laughs> <laughs> so, is he, he uh, is he
2: he him. He, he, no his no pronoun? no. He's
0: his <laughs> his pronoun. He's very he him. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's his. Yeah yeah. But he doesn't put it in his signature. But he's a, he, he's a great guy. Um, so Lindsey <laughs> helps me get in the car. Sorry, Lindsey. Um, and he uh, drives me home, so I just go, I go home with a broken in half arm and a leg that. Doesn't Why didn't work. he take you to a better hospital? And it didn't. It didn't occur to any of us. I didn't go take me to the hospital. I was, go home. So I went home, and Bert and Leanne had like helped set up this area in our house because Christina's like, you know, beside herself, like so overwhelmed. And they were really, really great. And I got on the couch and I slept on the couch. Oh my god. And then the next morning, Bert had hired, I was like, find me one of the fucking like wheelchair drivers like that takes people around. He found a guy that for $50 picked us up in a 30-year-old van and a 50-year-old wheelchair. No. Yes, and I was like, who the fuck did you find? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> so he, you know, I, I do, I, I tell him this, that I, I'm always like, you know, I'm a, a roll solo, like, I'll be like, I- I'll go by myself to things. I grabbed him. I was like, don't you fucking leave me in this family. God <laughs> <laughs> don't leave me. And he was like, okay. Oh, my God. How old was the guy driving the car? Dude, he was, he reeked of cigarettes. <laughs> his hair was so long that when he pushed me, like, in the wheelchair, his hair would, like, be on my back oh, and my neck. no. I was like, God. But I was in so much pain that I was just, like, just grinding my teeth. <laughs> he takes me to an orthopedic surgeon, like, to this office. And when I wheel into the office, that guy goes, what the fuck are you doing here, man? And I go, what? He goes, you need to go to the hospital, like, right now. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, man, you need to go to the hospital right now. He goes, I just saw, like, with the the x-rays from last night. He goes, you, I mean, just go right, right now, immediately to the emergency room. I was like, okay. He tells me, you know, this is gonna be easy to fix, the tendons, like, the real work, but just go. And it'll be, it'll suck for a bit to wait and everything, but just go. So then I go to Cedars in L.A. And then, you know, you have to wait. And then we get into, like, the fast track. And Bert, you know, is with me. And then eventually I get into a room later that day. And then two days later, I have surgery. and then, Wow. And then from I stay there another few days. So what they do with you for those two days? It was like, I mean, they were pumping me full of drugs. They rewrapped my arm, which, so they had to take off the old wrap, the shitty wrap. And I was like, no. And then reset it and rewrap it. Oh man! Yeah, that was that was so much pain. And then, then they operated. And then um, a couple of days later, I go to a recovery place, like a rehab recovery place, for two weeks. So that's why that's what you know. You're just alone all the time. You know? Yeah. And it's it's strange, you know.
2: And the two days of waiting was just because they needed it, operating room uh, time, or? or just
0: like uh, so. I that's the other thing. Uh, I ended up getting. Like one of the best trauma surgeons. So I was like in the trauma ward, and and this is like one of the most sought after trauma surgeons. So I'm so lucky to get him. And I tell him that he's like, Tell me, you know, what happened. I tell him, and I tell him I left that hospital. He goes, Let me tell you something. He goes, That is crazy, but that's the, one of the smartest things you've ever done. Wow. He was like, That was really, really smart of you to do.
2: Imagine if they butchered you.
0: Yeah. He goes, You know, because it was basically like, that these two operations are major operations, and like I have titanium plates in here, you know, and like somebody scar look like. Um, it's just like, it's pretty gnarly. I mean,
2: take your jar and check it out. Yeah, see the whole thing. Dun dun dun. Now, how long ago was this? Uh, December first, and the
0: <sighs> surgery was December fourth. Bro, that is and a like,
2: crazy scar. So they went right through your bicep?
0: Yeah, and uh, I love that one of the guys is like. Again?
2: pull that up, pull it that up. That's
0: wild, dude. Yeah. And I still have like radial nerve damage, you know? Yeah? Not damage, excuse me, bruising. So it's gonna take like, they said up to 16, 18 months. Like month by month, it gets a little better. Like I couldn't pull my wrist up like this before. If I raised my hand, it would just go like that.
2: When did this, when it become better? Like a month ago, when wow. I can
0: grip things, but I can't use my extenders. Like my hand doesn't open all the way.
2: So when you do, you have to like do it. Yeah, or like I just have to place to... it. But when you place it, can you grab things? Yes, yeah, I can grab. Can things. you do a chin up?
0: No, definitely not. Wow. Yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm lifting weights like four or five days a week, but it's all light, and it has it has to like I just got permission to do. For for like months, it was 15 pounds. He was like, you can only lift 15 pounds in this arm. Mm. And then he gave me permission to go up. So I did 20. And if I did rows, I can do like 25, 30. But it's the all everything here atrophied. You know, like doubt the mm-hmm. whole the whole rotator cuff area, super much much weaker. It's it's weird. Like you're like, that's not heavy, but then it feels heavy. You know. Oh wow. You know, and same thing with like your leg. Like I can do seated squats holding. Weight here, but I can't like put you know weight on my back, right? Like, but but you know you do it like little by little, and you see the little changes. Yeah, like I've been already... through a
2: gang of surgeries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had both of my knees reconstructed.
0: Oh, so you yeah, but like when this thing was in a straight brace for six weeks, when that thing came off, I mean, you look at my quad, it was just like, gone. it's weird. I was right was like, whoa, and you put it next to the other one, and you're like, oh my god, man. it's weird how quick it happens. Yeah, it happens real fast.
2: The the um. I did one of my knees, I got lucky, and uh, I didn't have any meniscus damage on my right side. Mm -hmm. So when I did that one, and that was one that I didn't even know it was bad. I was doing jujitsu, and I was in my friend Will's guard, and I was um, passing his guard, but my leg was sideways, and he extended what's called a lockdown. Mm -hmm. And basically what it's like is, like, you know, your leg wants to go like this, like your arm. And it went that way instead. It's like he straightened it out but he straightened it out, like, up. Mm-hmm. So it just popped, and it just completely snapped like a carrot. And it had this uh, this crazy sound to it. Just like... Just yeah. like that. I'm like, whoa. But it didn't hurt. It was weird because it didn't hurt. Yeah. And we were both like, what happened? What was that? Well, that sounded terrible. And then I moved around a little, and I felt it, and then... Can you uh, tell? I couldn't tell. I kept rolling. I kept doing jujitsu. Wow. And then um, I was home. Um, I was like... I thought maybe I just twisted it. I don't know. But then I was home moving some stuff in my office, and it just went bloop. It just gave out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's not stable. It's fucking blown. And then I, I, I'd I, already done that with my left knee. Yeah. So, so you knew what was up. I had a pretty good feeling. And I went to, shout out to Dr. Gettleman. And uh, he uh, looked at it and he goes, yep. yep. How long was your, your rehab cell? with that? That was quick as fuck. That was crazy because that one was a cadaver graft. And the cadaver graft is minimally invasive. There's just two little holes. Whereas the, my left side, they use a patella tendon graft where they take a slice of your patella tendon with a piece of your shin bone and a piece of your um, your patella kneecap. Mm-hmm. And then they open you up like a fish and screw it in place. And that's yep. your new ACL. And wow. then your body re-proliferates. That, those tendons, the blood flow and everything starts getting. And it takes a long time. It took about a year for this one to feel mostly normal. But... The left, the right knee, rather. I went to a party with just a brace on, like a couple weeks later. Wow, it was nuts! Like I was walking around.
0: Yeah, these were. Man. I just had a
2: brace on, and That's then wild. I was. But the thing was, like my active rehab. I went. I went into rehabilitation right away because I knew. That your knee gets real tight, and that you have to make sure that mm-hmm. you go through the full range of motion as quickly as possible. So, I was doing bodyweight squats in a steam shower like right away. Wow. Right away. Because I was just, I knew I could hold myself up with my left leg mostly yeah. and put some strain on it. But I, what I was basically doing though was forcing my knees to bend deep. Mm-hmm. And I go, That's okay. I can do that. He goes, Yeah. He goes, If you can take the pain, you can do it. He goes, just don't you know, don't lift weights and don't put strain on it and hold on to something so you're okay. So that's what I did once I got and I got six months later I was doing jujitsu again. No problem. Which is probably not wise now that I know what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're it's not totally healed yet. No. So it's like it takes a long time for those cells. Because what I had is a, a cadaver Achilles tendon. They take Achilles tendon out of a dead guy, mm-hmm. and which is a bigger, fatter ligament. Mm-hmm. And they st- it said it's 150% t- stronger than your regular ACL. Sure. And then they stick it in there, and then your body re-proliferates it with your own tissue. So it sort of acts as a scaffolding for yeah. your body to eventually retake it over. Wow. Yeah. But this one has had... Nothing since then. No problem. They told me that all.
0: they're like this. This patellar tendon. They're like that is a fucked up one. It's a big it's, tendon. It's a big one, and your leg becomes. I mean, it's like a a peg for the time that it's in the straight. You can't bend it at all. And then when you get the straight brace off, you you bend it like minimally to start. You know. Do you
2: think that you blew it out when you did that thing
0: when you were jumping up in your your I, office? i You know, I might have because it did feel I, fucked. It did feel funny. It did feel weird. But you know, we played. We played basketball, we played two-on-one mm. before the dunking. Mm. Full game to 11, you know? And we, you know, I was running around and shooting, jumping, like, normal basketball. I didn't feel anything weird. And then Dude, yeah, Oof. just like that. It was so Crazy. strange. It, it, you know, the whole thing is that the experience becomes, like, so intense. and I, I, I don't think, like, I can communicate it to people fully who who haven't either experienced it or the only people who like totally get it like the intensity of the experience and how it affects you are the pts
2: Mm, because they've seen it
0: they work with you know orthopedic injuries every day like they know that it affects you like physically mentally and emotionally nobody prepares you for that yeah so you you have a full year and a half really before you're left i mean right they told me that you know they're like that leg they go consider that a year like a year before it's a what you were used to before the arm, it's like they go, they've seen the nerve stuff because your, your nerve regenerates at one millimeter a day. So I don't have a damn, I don't have like a like a cut nerve but they're like one millimeter a day is, you know, it's really, really small. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we've seen people recover in four months from their radial nerve stuff and then we've seen people that take like 18 months. So mm. it, it, they go, it's just up in the air
2: now did you um look into peptides or anything yeah. else yeah has any of that stuff helped you
0: i mean i've taking them and uh, i i feel better i feel good you know and i'm like you know i'm eating really clean I'm, I you look good yeah. or saying when I, as soon as i yeah. saw you like you look thin yeah oh like thanks your man. face looks healthy yeah i feel i feel good and um I, you know the truth is i don't know what effect the peptides have i take them right and um i i religiously like i follow that schedule mm-hmm. but to me, it all feels like part of kind of the ritual of rehab. Mm-hmm. So like it's like it's part it's my, it's dieting, it's exercise, peptide, like all that is part of the recovery.
2: And are you doing the rehab through a physical therapist? Are you, are you doing yeah,
0: it? yeah, I got a great one. How
2: many days a week are you doing
0: that? We we were at three days a week, then we went down to two, um, and then like now, I don't really need I don't need rehab anymore on my leg. I, I mean, I need to work out and get it stronger, which I do, but I don't need her to, to rehab it. Dr. Karen Joubert, she's awesome. Um, but she's been doing some of my, uh, like, shoulder arm stuff, uh, working on this. But the, the leg is pretty much like, just get it stronger now. Yeah,
2: you just look normal when you're walking around. You don't yeah. have a limp at all. Yeah. Which was surprising. I was like, I wonder yeah, it's how four gonna walk. Yeah, only four
0: months. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I... How do they
2: reattach it?
0: Dude, They they take that tendon... And ex- like, basically, drill the hole back into your patella, and r- like extend extend the the, the tendon and, and drill it back into the patella at the top, like where it connects to your patella, and it's so it's real tender there for like the uh, the first you know couple months, mm. like really tender. Jesus, um, yeah. But now, now um, it doesn't get it doesn't bother me at all. You know, so I put no on a, I put on a sleeve when I do cardio or any type of weight stuff, just like it's like a compression thing. And cardio, you're
2: talking like bike or something, that?: like, Yeah, right? I do Where a lot of elliptical. Yeah.
0: So I do like a 45 to 60 minutes on the elliptical. And I mean, it doesn't bother me. I just ha- I have that sleeve on, it feels good. Uh, the arm, it'll be weird. Sometimes I'll grab weights and pull it up and you'll just feel like a weird shooting pain, you know? I don't know. It's and that
2: to... uh, plate that's in your arm? Yeah. That has to stay there forever?
0: I mean, they haven't said otherwise. So sometimes
2: they back out.
0: I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it looks pretty massive on the X-ray.
2: Where the screws start backing out, they start poking out of the skin. Really? Yeah. But these are fighters, so they're probably getting their arm kicked and shit. And yeah, that's true. They're tackling people with their. Did arm. you know that
0: with vasectomies, they um, you know they take they basically just take a tube and move it and put it somewhere like attach it to another part. Mm-hmm. That in a certain percentage of cases, the tube on its own goes back to where it was Yo. and reattaches. So the urologist told me that. Yo. Yeah, I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah." HR. He goes, "He goes." I didn't believe it when I was in med school until I saw it in practice. Wow! That the actual tube that we surgically put somewhere else reattaches itself to where it was.
2: That's nature, son Yeah same. Nature's like, nah, bro. Make babies We gotta make some people Yeah, pretty wild People on this motherfucker huh? mm-hmm. I heard
0: asteroids coming Pretty crazy, man <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy
2: That is crazy that it finds a way Have you ever seen neurons in a lab seek each other out?
1: Mm-mm
2: It's the weirdest thing Lex Friedman had it on his uh, Instagram page where you're, it's a video, it's a time-lapse video of these neurons that are in a Petri dish and they just start seeking each other out and then they make connections with each other. Really? Yeah, they, they actually move towards each other. They don't have eyes, but they figure it out. Like, look at that. How dope is this new TV? Whoa. That's Ooh. Bright. It's so nice. I like it. I like it a lot. But isn't that wild? Look at how these things move towards each other. Yeah. And they make these connections. Like, they, they literally connect to each other. And, it, and that looking at that made me think about skills. It made me think about, like, someone, like, say, that plays a piano or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, those, no, it's not, like, you can't learn that quick. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you can move the way, like, a talented pianist oh, no. has these things in their yeah. hands. Like, there's stuff I that... started
0: taking piano lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Take Help your hand? Well, that and I just. I kept walking by my kid doing his piano lesson. I was like, I want a piano lesson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you just had to double the person up. Yep. I just was like, you do grownups hour? too.
0: And she was like, yeah. So oh, that's what grownups. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're sitting with my five year old. How about me? Um, you know, the best part is that she was like, um, "What do you want to play?" I was like, oh, "Are we going to go through like this is C major? Like, you know, I figured we'd start like that." And she was like, "No, just tell me the music you want to play. We'll just play the music." And I was like, "Fuck yeah." So, wow. but the funny thing is like you're talking about that watching her play is mm. so unbelievable. Also that I, I could put up a, pull a song up. I like this right here. And she's like, oh, okay. And then just immediately, I'm like, yeah. fuck, just hearing it once. I'm in awe of people that can do that. Yeah, it's so cool to watch. I was like,
2: "This, I can't believe you can just do that. Yeah, there's, there's things that like, that's why I never understand when people say I'm bored. Oh I'm yeah. so bored, like there's so many things I wish I could do, yeah, but I just don't have the time Like right. i I can't go down like a guitar playing rabbit hole, oh, yeah. 'cause I'll lose my fucking marbles yeah. I'll, I'll be like practicing all day, and, yeah, and I'll sing some cringy song, and everybody'll get mad at me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's fun man the 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 piano thing's really fun, well, that's the other thing about musicians too. I used to always
2: really admire uh musicians, like you remember the movie, not not that I don't now, but when I was uh. Coming up as a comic I remember watching that movie Mobetta Blues Yeah And uh, Denzel Washington's Girlfriends were all Trying to fuck him And he's like No 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 I gotta practice And yeah. I'm like Man I wish I had That kind of
0: resolve You're right Yeah Discipline Yeah uh, You know Especially as a young man Oh my god I know Where you're like Oh I'm listening to my set Right now And I need to yeah. make notes You're like No no i got time for this Let's yeah. fuck Yeah let's <laughs> fuck for sure <laughs>
2: well he just comics would we're just not in general not that
0: disciplined about preparation true a- and there also is like there's like almost a need to have a certain level of laziness fuck offness yeah you know what i mean to right to the, to the lifestyle or whatever like the diaz art. who's yeah. the best yeah
2: like he's a he's an impulsive wild man yeah but that's also there's these moments that he creates on stage you're not going to create by like fabricating each yeah. line individually. like yeah. There's other people that are better joke writers, mm-hmm. but there's not a person who's funnier.
0: Right, or like a more uh, captivating, engaging yeah. storyteller.
2: When know? the moment hits, like when yeah. it's, when the moment's there and he captures it, ba-binga, yeah. you know, it's like he's got that thing,
0: and I don't think you get that thing if you're like- He did that set that I told you about, like mm-hmm. in Miami, on a thousand milligrams. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, so much. I know. And I I, I got up <sighs> and I was like, Aren't you out of your mind? He was like, Yeah. I was like, you're, <laughs> So you do feel crazy right now. He's like, Fuck yeah. I feel, he's like, I'm having panic attacks on stage. <laughs> and I was like, How are you doing this, man? It's part we, of the ride. We were on a plane once
2: and he had a panic attack. And then when he came out of it, he told me, He goes, Joe Rogan, I was having a panic attack. The entire flight, I was having a panic attack. But fuck it. If you're going to walk on ice, you might as well dance. Yeah, he takes then, two more two and more. throws them down his throat crazy two two more 250 milligram stars of death
0: that's so crazy <laughs> i mean I, I see i thought that he didn't get them i was like oh that's his tolerance and he was like no i had three on the flight like you had three panic attacks on the flight he's like yeah and then we got yeah. off and he was like let's smoke this joint i was like no man like <laughs> i'm super fucked up right now like
2: i remember one time i gave you a breast strip on a flight oh and my <laughs> You almost, you almost
0: didn't make it, dude. I was <laughs> crying. On I was crying. That was to Australia, so that's a long way to panic. It's fifteen, fifteen fucking hours. <laughs> I was white knuckling <sighs> it in my seat. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I gave John Jones two, and I said, "Really? Yeah." I go, "Don't take them at once." He goes, just says," oh, he's just shit. not a problem, not a care in the world, not
0: a care. He was laughing. Whoa, dude. Yeah. Yeah, some people wasn't. are built different. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've been eating edibles every fucking day for a year, save for two weeks when I was eating oxys and having dilatin shot in my neck. So you doing them at night before you every go to bed? Every night, and I got to tell you, m- after a year, a low dose still gets me going. Really? Like, yeah, I have not. I mean, like I'm literally eating them all the time, and I don't feel like a big increase in tolerance.
2: Are you doing like tens and twenties? Yeah. Yeah, I, maybe it's because that's you're doing a low dose, like 10s and
0: 20s. But I've gone deeper and fucking geeked the fuck out, man. Like, I've been like, oh, I'm going to do 50 tonight. And I'm like, ah, like, <laughs> freaking out in bed. The
2: most often I was doing edibles was when I was doing Fear Factor. Really? Yeah. Because I would take these pot lollipops, mm-hmm. and the, all, the whole crew knew, like, when I was taking pot, well, if I have a lollipop in my mouth, they knew I was getting fucked up. Because uh-huh. it was the only way I could be interested yeah, yeah, in yeah, what yeah. was happening. You look stoned in some of those. I was super stoned. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, super stoned. Yeah. And we'd have long days, too. Sure. Like, sometimes you would do a, a set, like, like um, they would set up a, a stunt, and someone would come in, and they would do it, whatever it was, and then they had to reset for the next person, and it was several hours. Yeah. So we would be there for, like, you know, 10 hours for three or four people. Yeah. And it was a long... Long so ass in day. in between... And those just, were strong? The
0: lollipops? Oh. Yeah.
2: They, inconsistent. Right. That's the problem. Some One would be like, oh, this is pretty mild. And one, you'd be just like yeah. on the verge of entering into the nearby dimension. Yeah. Like, like, like the nearby dimension was right there. You could touch it. Mm-hmm. You could feel it. Yeah. I remember uh, I took one. We were filming in San Francisco. And I took one and got on the BART. And we were all together. We were uh, staying in Oakland and fil- filming in Oakland, staying in San Francisco, I think. And uh, the BART goes under the fucking ocean. And I don't realize that until I am, I'm with the producers and I'm so high, just like uncomfortably high, like I fucked up. Yeah, it's too much. Inconsistent edibles. You don't know what you got. And this one was crazy. And I was, I had this distinct impression that people that I was talking to, that I was looking at a two dimensional cutout, like a two dimensional projection of what I normally saw. But then I could see their soul, like, behind it going like this. Like, and then eventually, like, sliding back into their their two-dimensional frame. Like, I could see, like, part of them that was, like, not always visible. Really freaking out. And I was like, I was so high. And then we we're under the water, and I don't know we're under the water. So I'm like, why are my ears popping? And they're like, because we're under the ocean. I'm like yeah so here I am with all these two-dimensional creatures with their souls peeking at me from the sides and then my ears are popping because we're under the ocean we're on this trench and I'm like this is a place where there's earthquakes yeah like you've er- this is a you, you 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 built a tube and then you can get a thoughts out of ocean. your head
0: yeah those thoughts are starting to go in your head like oh, we're under yeah. the ocean right now oh, yeah, there yeah. could be an earthquake any second Speaking of a city that's super fucked San Francisco, I have friends
2: that have you know moved yeah. out of there, and yeah. they tell me Elon told me that twelve of his friends have been assaulted and robbed just in San Francisco. tech people just wandering around San Francisco,
0: yeah, twelve that's a lot that's a lot yeah there's assaults up in l a and New York, like
2: you know what I've read though that I don't know if this is true. see if you can find this article. They said that uh, contrary to popular belief, suicides are actually down. Oh, yeah, I
3: did read that. Oh, yeah.
2: How is that possible? Because I know it; they're up in L.A. I know they were up at least uh, from an anecdotal standpoint by this one guy who's uh, Swartzen's friend
0: who's a sheriff. There was a news piece last night that uh, like adolescent suicides are up.
2: That's uh, a big issue with a friend s- of mine who lives in Vegas. Their high school fun. reopened... In person, because so many kids were killing themselves. God damn. Yeah, like w- much more than normal. So I don't know when I when I read something about suicides being lower. Yeah. I'm like, how is that? What is this? The Insider: the Rate of U.S. suicides dropped sharply during the pandemic, the largest decline in four years. That's what do we take from that? That's really. That's crazy. Yeah, I would think the opposite would for yeah. sure be true. Well, not only that, it's like. Maybe there's... Can you pull that article back up so I can read some of it? Yeah. Maybe there's a, a contrary article, too, because the problem is, like, who the fuck's writing this, you know? Rates of suicide drops in 2020 ro- dropped in 2020, reaching a new low point for the first time since 2015. Early government data... Oh, it's the government. Shows that 2020 suicides fell almost 6% compared to the year before. It's the biggest annual drop. Ba-ba-ba-bum. It's unclear why suicides were less common in a pandemic year, but explain... Uh, experts believe that the early days of COVID nineteen brought out a sense of solidarity. The fuck out of here, akin to what we see during a war or a hurricane. Yeah, the early days, that shit went away after a few year or a few months, rather. You've ever read a,
0: how many um, g- gun suicides there are? It's it's so substantial. Yeah, that's and what it, the gun violence
2: the, number is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when
0: they say like gun deaths, mm-hmm. they don't always break that down. It's like. If the number's like 30-some thousand, there'll be like 12,000 gun suicides. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Man. Because it's the best way to do it. Yeah. You know, if you're going sure. you
2: to just go right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's super yeah. efficient.
0: Yeah, it's like when someone hangs himself, that's when you're like. You know, um, a kid I went to college with, his uncle shot himself with a shotgun and didn't die. Blew Did, off the front part of his face? Part of, part of his head and has brain damage, but his, didn't die. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, he's you know, definitely affected by it, but <laughs> didn't die. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah.
3: Did you hear about that Ohio State player that got shot in the face before the season started and played like two weeks later? What? No. Yeah, I just saw two very, yeah.
0: crazy football stories that Travis Rudolph, who was like, man, this FSU player, who he went viral a few years ago, this photo of him having lunch with an autistic kid when he visited a high school, he just murdered mm-hmm. a couple people and shot like four other people. And then this other player, I think he played at South Carolina and for the 49ers, he killed like five people yesterday.
3: I thought those was the same story. The, so I thought,
0: you, yeah. No,
2: I think there's two different stories. Yeah, I think the the five people were like his family members. Yeah, too, right? but
0: yeah, but I mean that's fucking. In, that's, yeah, separate yeah. stories. But like, yeah, that they, they both happened like the same day or or a day apart. Dude, uh, hit head impacts. Yeah.
2: That is one of the weirdest things that happens to people because it changes who you are. Yeah. Like, if you, the, and no one understands why. Like, some people, like for fighters, for instance, like George St. Pierre was here the other day. Mm-hmm. He's great. I mean, yeah. he's great. He's, you talk to him, he's right yeah. there. He's right there. He's speaking a different language, too, by the way, right? He yeah. speaks French. Sure. But he's talking Correct. to you yeah. perfect in English I go to about Beijing his life. It's a happy place, yeah. and a sad place. Yeah, saw you saw it, that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. He's fine. Like yeah. like maybe he'll have the effects of CTE later in his life, but hopefully they'll have some sort of therapies that w- yeah. that'll prevent that. But in terms of like every day to day to day, the guy's super friendly, yeah. real happy, real uh, healthy in terms of like he's constantly exercising and training and mm-hmm. he looks great. yeah, he looks great, feels great. Then there's other people, um, one or two fights, and they're fucked. you know I it's- was reading about this one guy who fought in the UFC. In the early two thousands, and you know, was never really a contender. He had a few fights. I think maybe he had like four or five fights in the UFC. And he's fucked. Mm-hmm. He can't remember things. He doesn't know what he's doing in the middle of doing it. Like sometimes he'll have his keys in his hands. He doesn't know where he's going.
0: Yeah, that's super sad. And, and the you see the same thing. It's very inconsistent with NFL players. There can be a guy that played fifteen seasons. Yeah, and is fine. And you're like, you're you're okay. But yeah. 10, 11 seasons as a fullback or like bashing heads every play and the guy's like, fine. And then a guy played three seasons whose car key's not knowing where he's going. Like it's not consistent, you know? <laughs> and
2: sometimes it's just one hit. One yeah. hit'll do it. It's one, one hit'll uh, do it.
0: Yeah. And then everything's broken from then yeah. on. It's really. I mean, head head trauma is really yeah. fucking scary. Man. So one of
2: the things that happens to to uh, football players in particular it seems to happen, but I'm sure it happens to fighters too, is they get really violent, like yeah. n- not just violent like a regular you know you know it's a fucking violent sport. Yeah. Like Neil Brennan had a bit, a great bit about that when a football player would beat somebody's ass mm-hmm. like outside of football. Yeah. He's like, oh. So he just did football where you're not supposed to do football. It's right. like, <laughs> very funny, like, yeah. Because you know you think about the sport of football.
0: Yeah. It's like it's so violent. It's
2: the mo- It's more violent
0: than fighting, I think. I mean, and you see, you see some of these linemen in person. Oh, like man, this preposterous guy, humans. This guy could put me through a steel door. Yeah, like yeah,
2: like a hundred pounds bigger than Francis Ngannou. Yeah,
0: think yeah. of that. Yeah. Think of that. Yeah. Francis
2: Ngannou's. Two sixty-five, yeah. built like a superhero. There's guys that are a hundred pounds mm-hmm. larger than him playing in the NFL.
0: Oh yeah, and the and every play is break the will of the man in front of you. Like, yeah, everything you got, and the and that three hundred and fifty-pound dude squats six fifty and benches five hundred, and they just. Fucking inject them with fucking, you know, <laughs> horse cum. Horse cum every day, and they're like, kill dude, kill that guy. Oh, yeah,
2: good. and that's how you make a mu- that ha- that's
0: yeah. how you make a living. And they give him like, like a fifty eight million dollar contract, yeah. and the guy's like, fuck yeah, I'll do this.
2: Yeah, you yeah. want that Rolex with the diamonds on it? Yeah, you gotta run through all these. People. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude. <sighs> What's that dude? He played. Um, he got into fighting. He was an NFL player. He's he's like not Greg Hardy. Yeah. He was yeah. a fucking violent football player, man. Yeah. Like, he's, uh, super violent.
2: he's a violent fighter, too. Yeah. he's He's got a big fight coming up soon against Ty Tuivasa, who's a, a badass dude uh, from, I think he's New England. No, he's not New Zealand. Is he New Zealand? I think Ty is either New Zealand. What? He's going to get mad at me. Shoot, right? Yeah. I think he's New Zealand, but I, I want to say Australia for a reason, but I don't think I'm right. But anyway.
3: Mm. Yeah. just no, it says Sydney.
2: He is yeah. from Australia. That's what it says. Okay. Why did I? Why did I want to say New Zealand then? Because
3: well, they're neighbors. I think of Mike
2: Mark Hunt. That's why. I'll
3: double check. What is? Uh...
2: Didn't he train it with Mark he was Hunt? Was born in Sydney. Okay. To an
3: indigenous Australian.
2: Um, but anyway, he's a beast. It's a dangerous fight, and um, Greg Hardy is like, um, he's, he's got power, and he's a super athlete. Like yeah. he's a big fucking guy. Yeah. Like you know he's. At the top of the weight class, so mm-hmm. he's weighing in about 265. Yeah. Real knockout power, and just l- sort of learning how to fight. Yeah.
0: But he's got an elite athlete skill. Sure. You yeah. know, like- it's oh, a, he was dominant for, for yeah. a minute in the NFL, like, dominant. Yeah. Really fucking people up.
2: He fought this guy, Alexander Volkov, who was a champion of Bellator, who's this really tall beast of a fighter, like, really good fucking guy. He's really- He just stopped Ouster over him, and Greg Hardy went the distance with
0: Wow. And it was a good fight. That's a tough, th- I mean, e- I mean, you know better than anyone, but like, that transition does not always make sense. You no. Know? That's a tough thing to he,
2: do. He uh, fought this one guy, um, and he got taken down and uh, dominated on the ground, um, Marcin Tibora. That's hmm. who he fought. And uh, he got taken down and, and smashed on the ground. But I just don't think you could have all the skills in that shorter period of time, yeah, and a guy like him probably had like some experience punching mitts or hitting the sure. heavy bag or something yeah, like yeah. that before he became a fighter, yeah. And uh, then you can kind of teach a big guy who's a good athlete straightforward stuff like how yeah. to throw punches sure. and how to move your head mm-hmm. and keep your hands up when you punch. And they'll probably get, but the, the mechanics of that are so different than grappling. Grappling is there's so much going on, like so much going on in terms of positioning don't do this definitely do that mm-hmm. and when this happens you have to do like you have to have this like encyclopedia of information just to figure out how to be safe on the bottom forget about like how to get there and how to revert, forget about how to submit somebody yeah. especially submitting someone off your back it's like
0: and if you and it's like that's when you see like the um, the tr- the lifelong training where where it becomes you know the kid's been wrestling since he was like oh, yeah. or something you're like oh, oh, yeah. you can't you can't jump in at 30 and start No, having that same type of awareness.
2: No, you can't. You can't. There's no way they'll they'll smash you. And that's that's a thing you see in MMA. You know, like these guys, like these elite. Oh my God! Top top of the food chain wrestlers.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, the wrestling. Yeah, that's what takes it to the other. I mean, the power of the like the punching is is its own thing. Like the stand, you see who like prefers a stand up game. Mm -hmm. But like, once it goes to the ground, you're like, oh man, this is a whole other beast incorporating the two things is like you know it's what makes it amazing but yeah I feel like a guy like Hardy would probably thrive more in the stand up aspect of it right and then even though like you know he can
2: well also because he's so violent yeah, know? I mean, you, if you're used to fucking people up in football, fucking people up with your hands and your feet just, is just a new way to fuck people up. Sure. You know? Yeah. I feel mean, yeah, like, really like I'm good, good at this. <laughs> really good at fucking people up, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, football is just, uh, yeah, it's just it's fucking. It's so aggressive. Yeah. And also, they're running at each other, yeah. which is so counterintuitive for a fighter. Like, yeah. You want to get the fuck away from someone when they're sure. doing something like that.
0: Yeah. Man, watching the, uh, every, I think I've said this to you before, but every time I watch a knockout, and then they land the one extra punch. Mm. I feel that in my soul. You know what I mean? Mm. When the guy's like out, and the guy, and the guy's in the moment of a fight, but he just drops one more like hammer on a on an unconscious person. Did You're you like, see Francis Fuck. versus Stepe? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <sighs> oh,
2: like that final hammer. I mean, Stepe was out cold, and Francis cold. just comes down from death from above. Yeah. yeah,
1: boom.
2: Yeah, it's rough in person. That must have been. It was crazy. rough. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was one of those things where after the first moments of the first round, you're like, oh, Stipe's in trouble. Really? Yeah, he was in trouble because Francis was really calm, and he was pacing himself. And he had Kamaru Usman, who's the welterweight champion, Mm -hmm. in his corner saying, stay calm, 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 patience, patience, patience. And so that was, like, their whole key to, like, not just implementing the game plan as far as, like, tactics Mm -hmm. because they had that down too. Like, his takedown defense was on point – his strategy was on point. Everything was great, but also they had this idea of like keep him calm. Yeah, because he's for him to explode is natural. Mm-hmm. For him to be calm, is un- like, yeah. yeah, that's what you have to. He had to concentrate on. But when when he was doing that, DC said it best. He was like, "Calm, Francis is fucking scary." Yeah, he's like, "That's a scary Francis." He looks scary. Oh I mean, God, he's a perfect athlete. Yeah, for for MMA because there's a weight limit, right? Mm-hmm. There's a 265 pound weight limit for the heavyweight division, which doesn't seem. Doesn't make any sense. To yeah, me. I don't understand I don't, it. I don't get it either. There is a super heavyweight division. No one's ever fought in it in the UFC. It's, oh. It doesn't exist. It's never been sanctioned. God, There's he, never been a he fight. He looks. <laughs> he like. He looks like he's yeah. made in a lab. You know. He well. He is. Like yeah. if you looked at like the the lab of nature in mm-hmm. terms of if you want to be a two hundred sixty five pound athlete, it's perfect because he's not too bulky. Yeah. Right. He's not like a short, stocky guy like a six foot, two hundred sixty five pound guy. Yeah. No. He's much taller than that and mm-hmm. long. So he's got all these long. He's really muscular, but he's rangy. Yeah, and he's losing a little bit of weight to get down to two sixty five. So he really weighs like two seventy five. Oh my God! It was just he's
0: perfect. Yeah, so you do look, not want a problem. With and that you can't
2: guy. get hit by him. You yeah. cannot get hit by him. Like Stipe was already fucked after the first round. He was rattled, and then he get caught with a jab in oh. the second round and dropped. And then Stipe tried to fire back at Francis, and then he ran into that left hook
0: yeah and the lights went out oh my god i just saw a highlight that you called of uh i think it was evans where they punch at the same time uh rashad evans chuck and, liddell yes yeah dude. and it and chuck's is like right here mm-hmm. like about to connect yeah oh my god it's such a brutal knockout it's
2: one of the worst ever yeah, yeah. one punch Yeah. Oh. one punch yeah rashad timed it perfectly and that was when chuck was still chuck yeah. Chuck was still this, like, super dangerous knockout puncher, but, you know, Rashad just—he knew that Chuck had, like, this tendency to keep his his chin straight up. And mm-hmm. also Chuck, for most of his early career, was so tough that he would literally invite guys to punch him. He didn't give a fuck. That's crazy. Like, I mean, he had defense. He used good defense. But once the firefight started happening, he re- would
0: rely on his chin because his chin was granite. Guys would catch him, and he would just fucking boom— I remember uh, going to one fight one time where it was it was Cowboy, versus he took the fight late like he was a fill-in. He did a bunch of those. Yeah, but whoever he was fighting, who was a fucking animal, was just teeing off on him. And I was like, "How is this guy still standing?" You know, right? Not, not I'm sorry, not not Cowboy Cerrone. Uh, the he had like Cowboy Oliveira. No, he had like um he was like a country dude. He had like long hair. Um, Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson, that's who Oh, it was. Big Country. Sorry, Big Country. Yeah. <laughs> he he was getting lit. Yeah. I mean, like, it, they were trading punches, but I was like, how how are their brains still operating? I mean, they were trading just haymakers. Big man.
2: Country has one of the craziest chins of all time. I, that's of all time. That,
0: I have, like, a photo memory of that playing in my head where I was like, how is he not knocked out? Yeah, Big Country,
2: he could take a shot like no one else. Up up until, like, a certain amount of yeah. time in his career, then eventually everybody starts, to, your chin just falls apart. Yeah. But he's he'd, he'd been in so many fucking wars. Oh, and, you know, he's a really elite black belt on the ground. Is he? Yeah. You know. never see it because yeah. he's just uh, w- throws bombs on people. Yeah. He very rarely submits people, very rarely takes them down. I would have
0: never guessed that. I
2: know, right? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. That's yeah, where right. I knew him from. I knew Roy from uh, jujitsu. Really? Yeah, he was, like, a really well-respected black belt. He was, like, a really good ground fighter. Like, just b- big, country-strong, stocky, but, like, very smart in terms of, like, technique and strategy. Knows a lot about Jiu-Jitsu. Wow. But then when he got into MMA, he became a brawler. Yeah. Because he has power, crazy power. Sure. Like, weird power. Like power's a weird thing. It's like some guys just have this thing. Yeah, and they just they they can just fucking swing, and then if you get hit, you're fucked. You're just
0: totally fucked. Yeah,
2: like Derek Lewis, he's another one of those oh guys. Oh my god, yeah, has that kind of crazy you, is
0: power. He, is that going to be a fight, uh, Francis and him?
2: It depends on whether or not the UFC uh, makes this John Jones fight happen. The smart fight is the John Jones
0: fight. Oh, they was excited about. Yeah, it. that's
2: yeah. that's the smart fight, but the UFC's going to have to pony up that cheddar. Oh,
0: he want, he made a that was a nice play. Cheddar. I liked it. yeah I liked his his like strategy for being like, give me the fucking money. But the way he did it,
2: yeah, I think um, I think he's got to at least see. It's like if you look at what the potential is, I think the potential is the biggest fight of all time. I really do believe that. So if they limited limited his amount that he could earn, not based on the potential of the fight, I think uh, I don't think that's a good deal for him. Right, and he. He kind of feels like that his whole career, he's basically gotten good paydays, mm-hmm. but they could have been better.
0: Right. You know? And So let me get the fucking points the on big, this one. And this yeah. is,
2: you know, we're also dealing with John Jones, who is, what is John, 34? How old is John now? He's still in his what's prime. He,
3: what's he uh, weighing?
2: 250. Wow. Yeah. He, he I, put...
3: He'll turn 34 in July.
2: Okay, so he's 33. He'll probably be 34 by the time the fight happens. If the fight, ha- if everything goes according to plan, this uh, should be optimistic about Francis and Gano fight. I think it's going to happen. This is on uh, it's of today. Yeah, I yesterday.
3: think that I would think be it's awesome. Man. That's, the, be fight. That's yeah. the fight. That's the fight. That's
2: the fight. But Derek Lewis is a big fight too. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think they'll do the right thing. I think they'll do the right thing. I think they'll figure it out. It's, I just think it's the biggest fight in the history of the sport. I really do because you got the greatest light heavyweight of all time, arguably the greatest mixed martial artist fighter of all time. And John Jones saying, you know what? I'm tired of this undefeated streak that I've been on this one division where I've dominated every fucking person. Yeah, It literally beaten every champ, every challenger, Mm -hmm. you know, had some type close fights. The Diago Santos fight was a split decision. The Dominic Reyes fight was a very close fight. Isn't didn't he it?
0: have a close one with the the Swede too? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh
2: Gustafson. That yeah. was early on though, and he dominated him in the rematch. Though. In the rematch, yeah, yeah. But that was a fight he literally didn't train for. You know, you just gotta think John was just such a partier and so crazy and so wild, but also just extremely physically talented. Extremely talented. And also brave. Yeah. You know, just a brave guy. Like, he's he's a wild man. Like, he'll do wild shit in a fight and pull it off. Mm-hmm. Fought Shogun when he was 22 years old. He's fighting for the light heavyweight title, right? Shogun is one of the legends of the sport. Yeah. Opens up the fight with a flying knee to the face. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. At first, you're fighting for the title. You're going to be cautious. Yeah. You're going to be moving around. You're going to be like trying to be defensively responsible. Uh uh. No. Nah, just. Sh- Taking Boom. shots, yeah. J- jumps in and then finished him, destroyed him in that fight, just beat the shit out of him, and eventually stopped him and became the youngest 22? UFC, yeah, the youngest UFC champion of all time, wow. and no doubt, unquestionably the greatest light heavyweight of all time, and arguably the greatest overall mixed martial arts fighter of all time. Wow. Arguably, there's you know there's arguments. Mighty Mouse st- is a good argument. Uh, Anderson Silva when he was in his prime was a good argument for the GOAT, but it's like if you just look at the overall body of work, what John has accomplished, he's cleaned out his division, he's beaten everyone, he's never lost. He's got one loss in his career, and it's by disqualification, in a fight that he was absolutely dominating, and no one else has that. The only other guy that has that is Khabib. Khabib, but Khabib ended um, much much fewer title defenses, shorter reign as champion, Mm -hmm. but arguably a more dominant <clears throat> more dominant career in retrospect because he never really lost a round. I mean maybe a couple of rounds you could give to other guys, but there weren't like rounds where he's getting his ass kicked. Right. There was never a round where he lost. Mm-hmm. There was rounds where he maybe he coasted or maybe he, you know, yeah. fought technically and maybe Came up short, but you didn't say like that. Round of guy's ass kicked you. Know? Never, no. never say that. Never, yeah. you never. Say, and everybody he smashed, smashed everybody. He finished everybody. He just beat the shit out of everybody. There's a few guys that made it to the decision, but you look at what he's done as a as a champion. He was like he's incredibly dominant. Like so he, r- he's, he's dominant. really done. I mean, he said he's really done. Yeah, done. yeah.
0: he doesn't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. That
2: guy drives a Toyota truck and he lives in the same house.
0: That like on in the. Mountains or whatever. Yeah, he lives
2: in uh, Dagestan. Yeah, and he's a superhero there. Yeah. Dude, when he won, they had they had a video footage of um, the street, like uh, when uh, when he beat Connor. Crazy. And they, people were going nuts, honking their horns. There was a bunch of guys shooting guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's a that's a whole other fucking thing, man. It's
2: a whole other fucking thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and over there, I mean, he's um, I mean, he could be the president. Yeah. I mean, he could be the president of Dagestan if he wanted to. I mean, he's a he's a fucking oh sure. He's a superhero over there. Yeah. And all of Russia loves him. Yeah. Yeah. He's so a- he's the only other guy that's currently active that is in. See, the problem with the greatest of all time, it's like, well, George St. Pierre yeah. said the greatest of all time is Hoyce Crazy. You know, he only points to the fact that, like, look, if you look at like what that guy did, when he did it, and what impact it had on the sport, mm-hmm. I think he's the greatest of all time. I said, okay, I see what you're saying because nobody else even knew. What the fuck was going on back then when it came to ground fighting? And this guy comes out of nowhere out of yeah. Rio de Janeiro yeah. and submits the fuck out of every Everyone. living human.
0: That whole goat thing, though, it's always it is always subjective. Yep. And the and the the truth is, no matter how much you cite stats or anything, if two people in their prime never face each other, mm-hmm. you just you really just don't know. I mean, yeah. you, you see it in all sports. Like the most probably popular goat argument is jordan and lebron you know right. and yeah everyone's going to have their opinion and and also whoever you saw probably first in their prime is who you're always going to be drawn towards you right. know like you i grew up as a boxing fan i'm sure you saw ali fight and like you know like right like you go this is mike like he's the greatest and everybody yeah. who who saw him you always hear it and i don't go like no you're wrong but i'm like well i, I didn't live through it i don't know man right like, I, d- I never saw it yeah when it's happening in your era that was the thing about Anderson Silva
2: that, I, that I'm talking about. Because Anderson, people remember him towards the end of his career when he lost like a lot of fights. You know, He got knocked out by Chris Weidman. He broke his leg in the second Weidman fight. And then over and over and over again, you see him lose up to the time he gets knocked out by Uriah Hall and then retires from or gets kicked out of the UFC. I don't know what – I shouldn't say kicked out. I should say um, released by the UFC. So now he's going to fight uh, – Julius Cesar Chavez Jr. in a boxing match. He is? Yeah. Hmm. Exactly.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that boxing thing really has become, you know, I guess people see the paydays, obviously, and mm-hmm. cause there is always a thrill to see people throw punches at each other. and, and like,
2: Universally understood.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like a foot race where you're like, who's, let's see who's faster. You right, know, like, you know, like, right. That that translates everywhere. You want to race? Yeah. You want to race down the street? See so right. who runs faster? You you want to punch me and see who can yeah. last? But like, I don't know, man. Seeing that um, that Robinson uh, Jake Paul thing, I was mm-hmm. like, it was it was so clear that um, Jake had trained and boxed more. Like when you're seeing the two of them, yeah, and that Nate was like super nervous and just running in, and you go like, oh, this is a lack of experience with boxing, and he's not yeah. a boxer. And uh, I don't know if I mean how many of those. Types of things people will want to see, you know. I mean, it, there'll yeah. always be some draw to be like, I want to see someone get punched. Yeah. But, but it's not that you'd ra- you'd still rather see high level fighting.
2: You definitely would, but these guys, they've figured out something really brilliant. Mm-hmm. They talk a shit ton of you know shit, uh, shit. promo shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, they he's talk- great at it. Uh, yeah. The, the, they're the both, Jake, they're all great at he's it. He's great at it. Yeah. yeah. Talks a lot of shit, gets a lot of people angry. Yeah. Gets a lot of people to hate him. That's yeah. And then does these big ass pay per that's like
0: borrowing honestly from like the pro wrestling world right it is yeah that's yeah. totally what it is like you ain't shit and yeah you know, i could fucking kill you anytime yeah, and yeah. Sign, sign the contract bitch come on
2: pussy yeah and the next thing you know yeah people are paying shit tons of money to watch him knock out a basketball player that had no business doing that
0: yeah and honestly um you know who's always good at being that villain too with floyd Floyd was great oh at yeah that. Floyd knew what he was doing people oh, think, of course you know the money team and well
2: that's pat- uh, part of his thing is like getting people
0: mad at him yeah he was good that's what he started to real and then there's people that love it and some people that hate it but they're all tuning in well you know what happened with
2: Floyd too if you go back and watch the early days of Floyd's career when he was pretty boy Floyd He was a knockout artist. He was beating the shit out of people. Mm -hmm. But he was wading himself into the fire. And then as he got older and more skillful, then he became Money Mayweather. Mm -hmm. And when he became Money Mayweather, he's winning these fights, quite a few of them by decision. But when he's doing that, the way he's getting people hyped up is by talking a lot of shit and getting them to hate him. Right. So he's a different guy. Which so is a
0: brilliant marketing brilliant. strategy. Yeah. B-
2: because he's the most dis- defensively sound boxer of all time. Counter punching. Yeah. Defense. Of all time. So mean, he does. So he wins decisions. Yeah. Right. Doesn't put himself in danger. You see him today, like guys got no problem talking. None. Fifty and oh. Well, forty nine and Conor McGregor. That's yeah. always I always like to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah.
2: and not that Conor McGregor didn't test him, but it's like, come on, man, you got a guy with zero professional fights taking on literally the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah, kind of crazy, kind of crazy. But he went, he won, and so he, he's fifty and zero, right? Yeah. And the guy talks fine, it's totally, no, no fine. problem. Yes,
0: and it's no problems at all. And you look at like I mean, one thing you would never tell anybody to do in boxing is like box with your lead hand down by your waist yeah because the, you, and
2: protect yourself with your shoulder it's fucking crazy. you have to it. be
0: so skilled to to do the way he did it yeah you, you can't teach people that you I know mean, it's like you would definitely not teach him that as a beginning move fuck no yeah but he yeah. also was boxing like as a toddler you know mm-hmm. like, yeah with his dad and his uncle and like yeah th- that, that family was just made to box man yeah boxing is
2: not a thing that i would ever encourage anybody to do because like if you don't do
0: it right as you're learning, you're going to get fucked. You're going to get fucked up. You're going to get the fucked up. The training is great. Boxing training is great. Oh, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I sparred once. And uh, <laughs> it was just enough to let me know that I don't want to do it again. You know? Mm. I mean, it was actually, I can't say it was a bad experience. It was actually enjoyable. But, you know, I mean, I got in some shots. I took some. And I was like, you know, I don't need to do this. But it was, it was an experience. You
2: know who boxing, was boxing a lot? It was Louie.
0: Really, Louis C.K. Yeah,
2: really. He told me he was lo- he loved sparring. I could see that. And I go really. Yeah, I I was, yeah, see- yeah. I, I love it. I love it. I enjoy it. I, I spar a lot. He had video of him, of uh, him sparring. I think you might be able to find it online. See, so if find video of Louis C.K. sparring online.
0: I could also see him like almost enjoying like a, a bad, yeah, like, like a bad <laughs> going it going not well for yeah, him, you know?
2: the, the struggle. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah really, I, really embracing it.
2: Well, he was into running a lot, too. Like, he would, he told me he would uh, he would train for a special, like he was training for a fight. Really? Yeah, he would just be t- putting in miles and just constantly working out. Also, the balance out, the overeating and all the sure. fucking yeah. standard comedian shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, standard yeah. fucking up your body shit. Is
3: there a yeah. video footage of him as, as sparring? A v- I'm trying to find. This is a very old video, so it's not... Yeah, this we're talking about I mean, a long
2: time ago okay. that he was doing well, this. he
3: posted this on his channel. It says Louis C.K. Yeah. Getting his stupid fat ass kicked. Oh. Somebody Who's the guy did, with the... he Spongebob outfit on. Oh, okay.
0: But Louis wearing the black tee, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, this is LouisCK.net. This is really old. old.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to find something newer.
2: Yeah, I think this is like from 2008. This is, I think, from when he was telling me he was sparring. So, yeah, he's in there like really duking it up. And he's in pretty good shape. In yeah. this video. Yeah. That's hilarious. That some guy put on a SpongeBob SquarePants costume on to beat him up. Yeah, I like was talking about
0: how, you know, all dudes think that there's f- the four things that they think they can do that they are probably not even marginally good at. Yeah. Is that fighting, fucking, being funny, and driving. Like, you. They're all right. like macho kind of guy things. Totally, and every guy's like, "Yeah, I'm fucking, I'm good at that." And then you have experiences like the sparring. Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, like this is a not what I thought it was." And so many people are so much like driving is a fun one to experience that like I didn't know how skilled skilled drivers are until I did like like a private track experience, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a fucking clue how to drive." <laughs> you know and then like having these like great pro instructors mm-hmm. you're like oh they like these guys really know how to push this machine and like it's a, it's a skill set oh know? yeah and you think like if you've driven on public roads your whole life you're like i'm a good driver I, i'm a fucking good driver yeah
2: that's like the difference between a person that, like if you see someone like a you, do you do you ever follow chris harris yeah uh, he's my favorite auto journalist. He's awesome. He's amazing. And Matt Ferris great, too. Yeah. Those guys can fucking drive.
0: They can drive. They can drive. They, they can really They go drive.
2: around corners sideways, and they're controlling oh, yeah. the slide. They've been and, doing, yeah, drifting, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. without,
0: they turn, uh, they look like when, you, I've been in a car with Matt where he's like, i got to turn all this traction and fucking stability off. All this bullshit. To, yeah, I'm like, fuck, I'll, m- I'll go flying off this fucking <laughs> cliff, man. Yeah, but it, it is, it's skilled. The driving thing, you can get better at it. You know, there's an intuitive part of it, and there's like your natural skills, but- Once you see, once you have a pro driver show you what's up, it's like, oh my God. You know, same thing, like, people are like, my friend's funny. And you're like, just hold on a second. And then the, the fighting, and then, I mean, the fucking thing, who knows? Like, people, when you ever hear somebody brag that they're good at sex, I'm like, okay, cool, man. Yeah, it's a weird brag. It's a weird brag. There's other things, right? Like playing basketball. A lot
2: of guys pretend they're good at basketball, and it turns out they're not. Are you taking a shot at me? Mm. Um, no, uh, no, no, no. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, dunking, yeah, that's one that people <laughs> say they can do. But
2: isn't that one like that? The basketball yeah, yeah. is a
0: macho thing. The the funniest thing is that like a girl that kicks you act- your ass? A, a skill, like guys with like decent skills, will think they're other level. I mean, I'm sure you see it in every sport. I'm sure you see it in yeah. jiu-jitsu. But with basketball, people will think that they're pretty nice on their local, you know like mm, public park right, that right. that you can like play in the NBA and like you have no idea how unbelievable NBA players are you know like these are the best 400 basketball players in the world on earth on, on earth yeah these guys are other level there's the what's that clip of uh have you seen that uh, Scalabrini That's what I was think? just pulling up uh, yeah this
3: yeah. high school tried to call this guy out this,
0: this is fucking look
3: at this he's a giant he's a really big uh white guy three point shooter People would make fun of him because he's like press a typical But just pause player. one
0: second. So, like, he was he was NBA and, and like, kind of joked about, right? Like, because he's a big white dude. And this high school kid, who's a big high school kid, tells him that he will he can beat him. A fucking Let me see this. NBA play. player. Let's see this. Give me some volume.
3: Uh, That's not. What's the game, And they're going to play for their shoes. Just whatever. You're going
2: to just dribble around until I get my ass tired. I'll dribble around till I get my ass kicked.
3: But he just mans him up. I think he ends up beating him 11-0.
0: Yeah, 11-0. And this kid thought that, like.
2: Look <laughs> at the size of him, though, oh, in comparison. Yeah. He's so much bigger than this kid. Like, the kid can't stop him. Of course not. And he's totally fouling him. Yeah. Oh, this is. He's starting to get hot.
0: Look at this. Wow, eleven yeah. zero. I mean, that's that's reality. Do you remember that time yeah. that
2: Jordan did that when he was retired to an active player? That was the best. It was dude. an active NBA player. That video out. You can watch that. Yeah. That is amazing. Who was it?
0: <sighs> Man, I, I Jamie just, would know. I just saw. Who called that. him out. Yeah, it that, happened. It's happened a lot. No, but there's a famous one. It was like the year after he retired. Yeah, and it was an it was a a guy on the Bulls who was like. He was like, ah, you know, Mike, whatever. I, I could take him or I could beat oh, him one-on-one. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. I could beat yeah, him yeah. one-on-one. He was a rookie. Um, and Mike showed up like, what? What? Corey <laughs> Benjamin. Corey Benjamin. The best one that I heard recently, have you heard the um, Kevin Garnett, uh, J.R. Ryder one? That is phenomenal. Where Kevin Garnett was a rookie and and J.R. Ryder is, is uh, guarding Jordan. And I think they're playing in... Yeah, it's in Chicago, and they're, Garnett and Ryder are having a good game, and it's like third quarter, and Garnett says he just starts to feel himself. He's like, yeah, man, he can't guard you. He can't guard you. Like, you know, he ain't shit. Like, not he ain't shit, but like, you know. Yeah. Like, this, we're taking it to Mike. And J.R. Ryder was like, man, I told him, like, we don't do that shit, man. We do not fuck with Mike. Like, don't do this. <laughs> and, then, and then he said that – uh that, like in the fourth quarter, he was like, I got to guard him. Like stop saying shit, man. Like stop it. You're you're creating a problem for me. I'm guarding him. And then Jordan went into the fourth quarter with like he had 18 points and he finished with 40. Like in the fourth quarter, <laughs> he just was like, fuck you. And then, and then he goes, yeah, he didn't know any better, man. He's a rookie. We, we, he didn't know that we don't talk to Mike like that. like uh, That's a NBA. like it's just a d- bad idea. Yeah, it's a bad problem. Don't do well, it. Well,
2: he was such a rabid competitor.
0: Nobody like it ever. That's the thing is like that's. The stories are all pretty similar. They're yeah. just like there was one moment where things were cool, and then he turned into a psychopath on the <laughs> basketball court, and like he was his whole game became going to break you, Isn't you know, that amazing? and humiliate you, and yeah. he liked it. He liked doing that. You of know? course. Yeah.
2: But that's how you get to be a Michael Jordan. You don't sure. get to be a Michael Jordan by being like a so-so competitor. Yeah, yeah. Just a really good athlete. That's, yeah. That's There's that the,
3: moment at the end of that uh, documentary where he's like, he almost he breaks down crying. Yeah. Where he's like, mm-hmm. if you don't want to be like that, yeah. get the fuck out of here, basically. Yeah.
0: He's like, how many rings do you fucking yeah. have, you know? That's how you become a Michael Jordan.
2: You, yeah. That's not a normal person. Not at all. You have to be extreme in every way. and He's that's very extreme. The same with everything, man. There
0: was that uh, Phil Jackson quote. Where the people people always asked him about Jordan Kobe, you know, because he coached both, and what was the difference? And he goes, uh, "Kobe had to beat you at basketball, and Jordan had to beat you at everything, (laughs) everything, (laughs) everything. Yeah, just super competitive. Yeah, like in that even in that thing uh, in that in that last dance thing, which was phenomenal, when he went to the front of the plane on the team plane, and one of like the you know guys that doesn't play much, he Mm -hmm. was like playing and." Playing for money, and and he was like, "Why, what, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you taking my money?" He's like, "Because you'll know that I have your money in my pocket." <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was his thrill.
2: It's deep shit. Man. Yeah, it's psychological. Super psychological. He used to run a celebrity pool tournament in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He had a thing that he would do every year, and uh, apparently, he was pretty good at pool. And but he would play pool in like this super slick tailored suit and uh, they had this uh pool thing going on there where he'd have these uh, I was unfortunately at the time I wasn't really a celebrity mm-hmm. I could never get in on that Oh, yeah but I would have loved to have gotten in on it Oh that. yeah
0: I just loved I love the shit talking cuz I get yeah. I think it's part of comedy right you just love oh, yeah. a good shit talker so every time I hear a good story about him talking shit cuz they said it's just phenomenal ruthless ruthless Yeah it had that to be. that Mugsy Bogues, he guarded. Shoot the ball, you fucking midget, <laughs> Mugsy Bogues. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, God damn, man. But by any means necessary, though. I
2: mean, that's that's who he was.
0: Yeah, yeah. You have to be like to achieve that level to be like those, you know, multiple championships yeah. in those sports. You're, you're like you're not you're not a normal guy. I forget who was talking about it, but they you know they played
2: in that pool tournament with him, and they said that he beat they beat him. And he wouldn't talk to them for weeks. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't talk to you. Just angry at you. Just couldn't wait to play you again. Yeah. <laughs> this is, he just even a game like this isn't even his thing. No. Yeah. And he um, there he
0: is. They said with the that's um, one of
2: them. See that he's dressed normal in that yeah. one, or dressed uh, you know more casual. But yeah. there was another one that I saw. That he was always, back before they figured out stretch always, jeans. Well, yes, he always
0: wears eight. the weirdest clothes. Does he? He is oh, the yeah. he is the richest man with the weirdest wardrobe. Really? Sure. Yeah, yes. How does it. he dress? Have you ever seen uh, what the fuck is Mike wearing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You seen that? WTF no, Mike it? wearing? It's just pictures of his outfits. Really? <laughs> mm. Yeah, cuz it's ridiculous. Cuz everyone's like, "Wait, don't you have money?"
3: Oh, that's that. I think that's the same day right here. That outfit.
0: Well, that one okay. That's Those not his jeans even... are preposterous. Mm. They're Those... almost
3: bell bottoms.
0: Those are crazy. Look how oversized that coat is. Mm. Okay. That is odd. This one, these aren't even the worst ones. Bad. The other ones are normal. No, there's there's other ones that are real crazy. So
2: they're just running out of content there. Okay, that one's weird with the go- what are the sneakers around his neck? Those that's sneakers, a chain, yeah, oh. yeah That's a, a Jordan, chain. Yeah.
3: Jordan one. Come chain, on. Maybe is that's that? not even that bad. What is that? That is might, that be, on it it might be, be on the shirt. It might be on the shirt. Yeah.
0: There's um, hold like go 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 back wait up. Wait a minute. Go back, go back up. up. What's oh, that? Look at those pants. Those are crazy.
2: Those are ridiculous. That's insane.
0: Yeah, that's that jacket odd. and that those pants. That's those odd. Wild. That's a yeah. wild look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he, but isn't he worth like a billion dollars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or more. More. Yeah. Yeah. His uh, Air Jordan royalties, per, like this is a guy. So they, you know, the shoe industry for basketball players is enormous, right? Yeah, it's everything, right? It's oh, it's so big, man. It's so much money in sneakers, and they break down. They'll break down like whose shoes are the best. And you know, you, usually you're usually talking about active players. He hasn't played in like 20 years. He's number one by a mile, okay? And huge drop off to like LeBron, Kobe, Steph, and all those guys. Hmm. His like royalties per year, for a guy who's not playing for Air Jordan stuff, is like 60 to 100 million a year just on- 100
2: million dollars. Yeah,
0: just, just in sneaker Just sales. like, here
2: you go. So it, what do you do? When you're a guy like that who's not even playing the game anymore, and you're making a hundred million dollars a year, like what do you spend it on?
0: I mean, he bought a fucking NBA team, and then he like builds golf courses like for fun. Like he just, you know, he has resorts and shit now. Like, god, god. damn. Yeah, I mean, what else? I don't know. Like, what else do you do? Yeah, he's. I yeah, mean,
2: I, wouldn't you get bored after a while of doing well, shit like that?
0: You see that like everybody usually like at that level does like kind of the same like crazy house, plane, yacht. And then yeah, you're like what else I need to then they start doing other businesses. Yeah. You know, I'm going to own an NBA team, I'm going to open... I'm going to own a minor league hockey team, I'm a... you know, they just start yeah. I guess the the thing to do it seems like is at least invest in things that are of interest to you, which seems like what he did, you know. Cuz right. he loves playing golf, he loves basketball. Well, he and loves gambling and golf. That's his he thing. He does. And I heard that what he'll do is like if we were all on the golf course together, he'll bet with each of us differently based on what he knows, what kind of money we have. So like, you know what I mean? Like he'd be like, I'll bet you $100 a hole, you $1,000, you $10,000 a hole. So everybody has different bets going with him of different amounts. And apparently he is quick to collect. Like when the round is over, he's like, you owe me $70,000. Jesus. Are you going to go get it or when are we doing this?
2: But didn't he have an issue where he didn't pay his gambling debt? There's, and there's all a these guy who was uh did an article for like G Q or something like there's that.
0: There's articles and there's books written about it and I mean, you know, <laughs> they, yeah. There was always that theory that he was when he was playing baseball that it was like an under the table suspension by the NBA for his gambling, you know? Really? That was a that was a big theory, you know? That is really? never, Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's the that was the main thing. people were like, How does the fucking greatest basketball player ever just be like I'm gonna go play baseball it doesn't add up you know because there was the truth like there was the story of course that his dad had been murdered and how it affected him and they had their bond over baseball but a lot of people said that it was him serving a kind of quiet suspension you know how long
2: did he play baseball for
0: uh seat one season right or like
3: Mm, he was gone for a year and a half
0: right but it was as one baseball season I think yeah. yeah Just that alone is wild. It is,
3: and he made Space Jam in the middle of it.
0: <laughs> Did he make it during that?
3: Yeah, that was part of the movie was him being on the baseball team.
0: Mm. Wow, yeah, amazing. I mean, a ridiculous. Ad- I mean, in that in that doc they show you, they're like that that coach was like, man, he was fu- like, for a guy's had been playing basketball, like he was pretty fucking good at baseball, man. Like the first time, you know, first season playing, you know, it's minor league baseball like he was not bad you know people not probably them.
2: would have eventually yeah gotten to like a real i mean incredible
0: speed yet. obviously athleticism and
2: also just the the drive yeah the drive it's all mental it's like the drive to be a champion but it's not all mental right cuz he couldn't go right straight into the you know major league baseball no. yeah no
0: he need, he you still needed to work out the skill sets of playing major league ball he played a little bit when he was younger right he, he loved baseball I know he played as like a, a as like a kid and in high school and everything he loved it he loved it he was obsessed with baseball and golf outside of basketball
2: baseball's a weird sport right because it's uh, other than Japan and a couple other countries it's really not universally adopted
0: the place that loves baseball is America. America Latin America Mo- mostly yeah. like the Caribbean places you know like do you think they why do you think that is I don't I don't know why I mean part of it is you start you go like you know the stick and the ball thing like mm-hmm. poor yeah right. simple Soccer. like yeah like kick the ball hit right. the ball and and also I think some of these places where people we, you know these communities really know each other like I did this uh this these Spanish shows brought a Puerto Rican comic and like a whole bunch of Puerto Ricans flew in to watch her do a set you know like really? they like so supportive of of like one of their own and I think. When you saw, like, when people in the Caribbean saw Dominican or Cuban players, like, really making it to the big time, it just made it so much bigger in those communities, you know? Mm. Because you see them, like, really succeeding right. on a huge level. And it's inspiring to, like, the whole, the whole island, man. Yeah, and
2: it's, there's so many different play, like Dominican Republic, Cuba. Yeah, Puerto right? Rico. Puerto Rico, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah they, I mean, they love baseball, man. Yeah. Yeah. They love
2: it It's interesting It's like that feeds Into the American scene Right Like did, yeah. do they have Their own major league Teams down there
0: I don't think so I know that like The, the Dominicans Like it's, it's Baseball is huge In the Dominican mm. Republic But they're all playing To get to the majors
2: But as far as like um, Other countries in Europe It doesn't Never caught They don't caught give on. a fuck About
0: baseball Yeah no. But Japan it did Japan loves baseball yeah. I wonder
2: what made that happen
0: I don't, I don't know Yeah that I mean Maybe it's having a few big stars or something? I don't know.
2: Maybe it's a um, post-war occupation thing. Could be. When did uh, baseball become popular in Japan? Because um, in the Philippines, the United States had uh, military bases in the Philippines, and then... um, they brought pool to the Philippines uh-huh. and the Filipino players became literally the best
0: pool players on earth really yeah I had no idea
2: yeah I mean at this point in the game there's uh, quite a few European players that are really good and quite a few American players that are really good but if you ask people pretty universally you know you say Michael Jordan is thought of as the greatest yeah. basketball player of all time Efren Reyes who is Filipino, Filipinos pretty wildly widely recognized as the greatest pool player of all time yeah pretty widely recognized hmm. like by basically it's 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 a similar thing to like a Jordan type yeah.
0: argument. Have you watched um man that that Netflix uh docu series F1 Drive to Survive? No. That's one of the best se- docu series I've ever seen. Yeah? Yeah. They it just, is. It? There's three seasons where they follow a season of Formula 1 and I I go into this being like a like a car enthusiast but I didn't I never followed professional racing of any of them you know mm-hmm. but it's it's brilliant the way they do it so they just it's cut and shot in a way that you emotionally invest in people and storylines so you know you'll see a, a driver who is on the outs with his team and and they it's, they base it's, it's documentary style but they they do it so well that the, you get emotionally hooked to the story mm. and at the same time, that you're emotionally hooked to like, oh, is this guy gonna make the cut? Are they gonna cut him? Another guy switches teams, like he leaves this team and goes to the other team and, and there's just all, and, and you feel like so invested, like the end of the first episode, you're like, I guess I'm a big fucking Formula One fan, you know, <laughs> and then they cut to the races, which like the way they cut it, you know, a normal race is like 90 minutes, but in the episode, it might be cut down to like three minutes, but it's the most dramatic parts of mm. the race. And I mean, you'll just rip through a season. It's just really? it's in, it's so well done. It's the best version of that type of show that I've ever seen.
2: And what's the name of it again? It's
0: called Formula 1 Drive to Survive or F1 Drive to Survive and it's on mm. Netflix and it's it's really tremendous. And you can it has that feel where you're like this feels like this was almost designed to get people into the sport. Mm. But in a very not in a blatant way, like you feel like you're you're watching something that is just taking place but at the end of it you're like i fucking i want to see a race now well know? they do a formula one race here they sure do the uh yeah the austin grand prix at the when is that july i think bro we're going i'd love to go
2: we're going it's a couple months from now we're going jamie you in mm-hmm. fuck we're yes going. dude can we get a like a booth or some shit sure. what do you
3: i do?
0: think that could be arranged how do we do that uh let's make some calls do we can we just i think someone
3: i got emails i think already Oh, <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> And now you said it. Okay, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Now he said it. that just seems like an amazing thing to do. Dude, and the, these guys, but going back to like the skill of driving, Jesus Christ, man! Oh my God! These are the most insane drivers on earth. Boy, they're I mean, going so fast too, dude. In the straights, hitting 215, 225
2: I mean, have you ever seen the difference between a GT three car completing the same circuit and in a Formula One car? No. It's pretty wild, see if you can find that video. It's on YouTube and it, it essentially shows the exact same path being taken by a GT3 car. Yeah. And the Formula One car,
0: just ba-da! Oh, it's so fast. There's a, you know, the Top Gear show? Hey, watch this. See
1: the difference? Oh
2: on the God. left is the GT3 car. Oh my watch God. Watch this. Oh, Fucking so fast. Oh my God. And the sound is so amazing. Listen to that sound. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a sophisticated sound. There's a sound that comes from, like, a rumbling V8, which I'm a meathead, right? I love those cars. Sure. I love that sound. Yeah. But then there's a sound that comes from, like, a Porsche when it's at, like, 8,000 RPMs. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's a better sound. and was oh, it October? Sound? Yeah, October.
3: Oh, it's October there's like, a F, uh, NASCAR one here too.
2: Naturally aspirated Ferrari sound might Beautiful. be the best fucking sound you could hear. Beautiful. There's this, those naturally aspirated cars like yeah. up to like four fifty eight. Yeah. Oh my God. See? Yeah, man. Yes. Yes. So, see if you can find a video of exhaust note of Ferrari four fifty eight. Oh, it sings, man. <sighs> it sings. Those Italians, man. I don't trust their work. <laughs> You know, they, I you trust know. their suits. Yeah, they're probably staring at and someone's ass.
3: Can, and do you want not a particular exhaust? Uh, just exhaust right, note. Just uh, IPD exhaust, Novatec. There's multiple. Oh, that's our, uh, those are aftermarket. aftermarket Yeah. Just the exhaust. One in a tunnel. N-
2: okay, give me that. One in a tunnel's always good.
3: ever. How about
2: that one? The Tunnels are always good. Yeah. It echoes, things. Ah, so there's that great so
3: tunnel was. in
0: uh, Angeles Crest. Here we go.
2: Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sound. Yeah. God, what a sound. Fuck, that's a car. Yeah. So beautiful, too. Those are fucking badass. Such a classic. But, you know, I I understand that they wanted to move to turbos to make them faster and shit Mm -hmm. like that, but...
0: That's a sexy sound, man. You take
2: away a little bit of that, and apparently those are like on high demand now, even yeah. more so than 488s because people want that sound. They like the sound, yeah. And the feel, the instantaneous feel of the uh, naturally aspirated engine. I want to
0: see what that SF90 Stradale
2: is like. That that thing. Preposterous. Yeah. Yeah. Preposterous. They make some preposterous cars. They
0: sure do, man.
2: Y- you know, I know you have a lot of nice cars, Tommy, and you like the nice cars. But you think that's another step. There's a step that you have to take. There's like an extra douche oh, yeah.
0: step. Oh, that's a big step,
2: man. <laughs> I'm not taking that step. That step's a weird step. That's a weird step. A, I'm not a, doing that step. Driving around in a Ferrari? Yeah, like, I'm that's not doing a, that step. You got your dick out on like a tie. <laughs> yeah. Like you just <laughs> yes, you do, hanging bro. it there. Fuck you. Yeah, it's yeah, like, fuck, a, I have a red Ferrari, bitch.
0: Yeah, with, uh, Greg Fitzsimmons had that. Had a great bit I saw him do about guys in a Ferrari. He goes. He says something like, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I'm going to stoplight. I'm looking around, you know? He's like, guys know Ferrari, they look straight fucking ahead. Like they don't look <laughs> around. They're just straight and forward. It's true. What is this? This is the S F ninety finale.
3: Wow. That's a half a million dollars, right? More than that. More, yeah. How much? It starts at six twenty-five.
0: And it's a thousand horsepower or something like that? And by the way, you can't negotiate. Yeah, look oh at that. Oh my thing. god, that's look. amazing. Yeah.
2: Is that a twenty twenty one?
0: Yes, it's a new it's a new can I get some volume on this? <laughs> <laughs> god damn that's pretty isn't it this is their highest performance like production model ever look at that thing just yeah. look at it amazing
2: oh my god it looks like it's from another planet
0: doesn't it it does it does look at that wow Dude. yeah who are like that is that is a move if you go oh I drive this around yeah
2: you know, it's like if you were a single guy, you're yeah. sending a very clear signal. <laughs> What's the signal? Signal is this isn't going to last. <laughs> I like to fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I make a lot of money. A lot of money. And I got one but, of these. Yeah. So what do you want to do? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> no, there, there is that thing. I, I think that with like, a, like loving cars, where there's, there's cars where you go, oh, I could pull up to a, a fucking, you know, store, a, a, a convenience store in certain car. Yeah. And then like if I pulled up in that, I would feel ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and vulnerable. Yeah. Like everybody's going to be mad at you. Yeah, like what I would, are you doing, bitch? Yeah, for Buying some reason a Slim Jim?
0: I feel like the like the Porsche thing like I I just don't feel like those are as ridiculous, you know? They're not as ridiculous. They're kind they're, of They're kind of ridiculous, yeah.
2: but there's just, there's another step. Yeah. Above portion. there it and is. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There, There's no daily driver Ferrari. Right. Well, they tell you. I mean, the the new Roma is like their. You know, like their. Yeah. That feels like their uh, their daily driver. That's the crew. front
2: engine V12. No,
0: that's that's the um. Which one's that? That F- that's F- the Tributo? A12. Yeah. No, that's the that's the pre, that's after the 488. So the You're the deep in this. Yeah, the A12 is the front engine with the V12. This is their. Oh wow. You know, this is, this could be a daily driver. Oh, you know? so
2: it's like a 911. Yeah, this is kind of you know, it's kind of like the fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous.
0: Yeah, people say God. a lot. Of people say the front end looks like um, an Aston Martin. <laughs> Whatever, but it's, that thing's slick. That's a slick car, man. And that could that really could be a daily driver. Yeah, I guess, but it's gonna. It doesn't break. have that exotic, like thing.
2: Don't want my people making your car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're crazy
2: ape yeah. people. Yeah, they make that's great food car, and they man. make beautiful things. Mm. But there's just not. Well, that's a look at that fucking navigation screen, too. They got a dope. They used to have the worst electronics. Like their radios were always dog shit. Yeah, yeah. It always sounded terrible. and No one cared.
0: Nobody gave a shit.
2: The other thing about Ferraris is nobody fixes them up. Like nobody uh, takes a Ferrari and like, customizes it. Like Shark Works. Or right. That kind right. of thing. I mean, sure, people do now. But it's not a, a normal industry. Like for Porsche, from yeah. the beginning of time, there's been a uh, like a, a whole outlaw yeah. Porsche industry. Oh, you know? it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like take people like Sharkworks or mm-hmm. what was the other company BBI that you were tell- and, Yeah, oh yeah, these BBI, guys. The what company that you were telling me about that takes puts a 4.5 liter engine in a Boxster.
0: Dude, they do it in the in the 718. The I gotta, Cayman oh. and the Boxster. Yeah, yeah they, which the, is just the, the tiny Spider. Little mid-engine car. Yeah, I got to give them a shout out because that is unbelievable.
2: A, yeah, and it's such a sick car already because it goes against a lot of what the trends are with modern cars. Demon
0: Motorsport. Demon. D-E-M-O-N? Yeah. Like Demon? D-E-M-A-N. Demon. 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 um In uh, Bloevelt, New York. 4.5 4. liter GT4 upgrade with 500
2: horsepower. <laughs> That's. That's fast. That's fast. That's in that mid-engine, little, tiny car. Yeah, man. Th- what does that weigh? The thing doesn't weigh anything. It can't weigh much. I bet that weighs like twenty-nine hundred pounds. Probably right, right
0: around three thousand or something. Yeah. Is this
3: uh, the different Versa GT3 RS?
0: Oh boy. It yeah. Is- this is their. This is with their engine in it.
2: Oh. See, they're on top there. Yeah, they're dusting some poor guy in a GT3 RS. Yeah.
0: Pretty wild.
2: There's a thing about the Cayman where they always held it back. Ferrari or always. Porsche did a weird thing, where they made the best design. Their five <laughs> sixty. Yeah. Oh my god, five hundred meet the shop building the five hundred sixty horsepower, four point five liter Cayman GT four that Porsche won. That is so fast. I'll
0: be giving you guys a call. <laughs> <laughs> Super excited. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, Porsche could have done that. Porsche had to make sure that the all the 911 owners didn't get pissed. That's Isn't that why they, crazy? It, it is kind of silly. I mean, they basically built this mid-engine mini 911 that people were like, oh, this thing handles insanely well. This is yeah. perfect. Perfect sports car. balance. Perfect balance, perfect sports car. And then they were like, we just want a little more juice in this thing. And you know, no we're not doing it they held it back they held it back but then companies like this are like oh we'll give you what you want yeah
2: Yeah. but what does that do to your warranty it throws it out the window for sure it does out the window
0: every car that i take to like the dealership now they're like you know there's no warranty on this anymore right i'm like yeah "Yeah, i don't care (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah, you if you can do that you should do that but even a regular gt4 is amazing it's so great there's such a well-balanced fun car to drive, and it's the only one of those kind of cars you can get that's an actual manual transmission
0: it is yeah you know, they, the they just started um they didn't offer it before in the pdk and they do now oh do they yeah. that's sad. i know but they still offer the manual yeah
2: yeah there's a lot of cars that they just stopped like the american cars like the gt500 the shelby gt500 no more stick it was always stick only.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I thought that was strange. And and, and the, all the like Ferrari Lambos that we all kind of like were blown away by, mm-hmm. like as kids, like those sticks. Those were all stick. And Ferrari doesn't make anything manual. So weird.
2: Learn like yeah. a man. Mm-hmm. Learn how to fun shift to your own
0: gears. It's fun. It's more fun to drive. I learned late, man. How old were you? Thirty-eight or nine. Oh, really? Yeah. What car did you learn on? On an M two. <laughs> that car? You yeah. learned on that car? Well, I learned before I got before I got it. I I ordered it without knowing how to drive it. What? And then I uh I I hired a I found a guy who was like teach manual and I went in his car, which was like a Honda, and I just you know, I did like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, just to, so that when it arrived, I would have some idea what I was doing. And then I just drove my M2 out at Willow Springs a couple weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. How was that? So fucking fun.
2: Well, your M2 is like how many horsepower? Six
0: hundred. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that's a tiny little car too, right? It is it's perfect it size. Is. It what do you think rips. is bigger, that M2 or like an older, like a two thousand M3, like a E46? Mm. What is bigger? Is it a bigger car? Or is it the
0: same size car? I would think that the well, if it's an older M, mm, I think the M2 would be a little bit smaller. I think. Really? I think so. It must be so nimble yeah it, it it does handle well but my favorite are those those uh caymans yeah for like for like the small fun like sporty drive i i think that's the best one and you had one of those before you The gts i did i had a 981 gts and uh i sold it and i missed it like right away really yeah i, I don't know why i was just like oh, i'll just get something else and like within a couple of weeks i was like i fucked up and, and you I, just love the this stuff. I just love it. It really just—I was telling someone today. Uh, yeah, I was telling Richard yesterday via. Uh, I, he was like, "What's it like?" I go, "It's honestly like a go kart." Yeah. You feel like you're driving a go kart, you know, but like in the best way—super low to the ground, really connected, really raw feeling, and so much like so incredibly balanced. It was like the most fun canyon car, you know, in LA taking those canyons like late at night leaving the comedy store go up there. Yeah yeah Super yeah I used fun. to
2: love going up Laurel yeah. yeah
0: yeah really fun man Those those are a thrill to drive and then on a track Jesus Christ
2: Do you ever drive an electric any electric cars I
0: I got to drive I've driven a few Teslas and I got to drive a couple uh Taycans the Porsche electric cars. That's
2: supposed to be really good
0: unreal I drove the the 4S my dad got a 4S and then I drove the Turbo S, like their fastest one, uh, at the Porsche driving experience. And the guy was like, pin your head back, bro. Like, pin your head back when you do launch control in this thing. And as, when he said it, I was like, okay. And then he walked away, and I didn't. And <laughs> right away, I was like, huh. And like, I was like, oh, fuck. Neck. Oh, yeah. Like, that's hilarious. I mean, that's like zero to 60 in like two five or two. Yeah. Four, like Unnaturally fast, you know. Yeah, that's what my Tesla does. That's really fucking fast. Yeah. It might be fat. It might be two point two seconds or something. It's really insane. Mm. You know what's weird though
2: that they call it a turbo.
0: Yeah, that's all I know. It, and anybody is like, what? But that it's because that marketing is too. Stop being so German. Yeah, come up with a new name. Please. Have you
3: seen these Lucid car? What is it? It's they're calling themselves Tesla's competitor, but it's like a luxury EV. 1000 horsepower. 1000 horsepower, 500-mile batteries so that what? they're claiming. Wait, is this yeah. vapor? No, I, so they aren't out yet, but they have started showing production as far as I know.
2: They started showing production?
3: Yeah, like people have been wondering like is this vaporware Who's, or whatever? Right. Who's behind it? Uh that's Jeff the, Lucid Motors, I don't know. I don't honestly know, I just Did started you ever hearing think about
0: that about that it was strange, like that a guy that rich and powerful, how crazy it is that his phone got hacked, or that right that do you he, know the story? well, I know like
2: do you know what happened how he, his phone got hacked?
0: wasn't it like g- the girl's brother no. Or no
2: no, that's what they thought it's a pegasus uh software and it was uh used by uh m b s Saudi Arabia. Really? Yeah, they sent him uh sent him a a link on WhatsApp.
0: On WhatsApp. Yeah, I remember he, that. He
2: clicked on it and it downloaded it into his phone. But it's in it's all detailed in the movie The Dissident, it, Brian this documentary.
0: Like it doesn't part of you go. It's crazy that, that 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 something that simple happens to that let like yeah, status that level person. person. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like in my mind, I was like, wouldn't he have like a phone that we don't have access to? And like, right, some new you phone. Know? Yeah, like yeah. some type of security that like we don't even know about. Like he, owns I bet he does c- now. I bet he does too. Yeah, I yeah. Bet he does now too. He, I'm sure he
2: he's very. Aware of what could go wrong if you say the wrong thing on the text message. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Signal exists for. You know. Yeah. That's uh, I, that's what I use that messaging app. What's that? It's an encrypted peer-to-peer encrypted messaging app. And so it's like it, yours. Yours is encrypted coming to me. Mine's encrypted coming to you. And really? It doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't. It's go, its own app. It's its own app. Oh,
0: because I have a different one. What do you have? I have an app that does that too. I think it was Telegraph. Uh, I think it was Cubans. Um, oh.
2: Mark Cuban's? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I think it was the one he was behind. I downloaded it and I started. I used it with like one or two other people, and as you, like when you read it, then it goes mm-hmm. away. Dust. Yeah. Dust. Is that what it's called? That's what this says? Oh, Mark Cuban's texting. Yeah,
2: him. you can do that with uh, Signal. Signal. You also make phone calls, encrypted phone calls. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, because people are realizing that like, hey, these big tech companies, like their access to your your stuff through applications, like even iMessage, which is more secure than Android Messages, because Android Messages are what they call SMS, Mm -hmm. and uh, iMessages is its own thing, and what it does is it goes through a server, and that way it can be on your phone, and you can also get those messages on your iPad or your laptop if you use Apple for those things, but um, the problem is it's going somewhere else, like it's somewhere, not just on your phone. Whereas Signal is just on your phone and it goes to your phone and my phone. It doesn't go through anybody else. Oh, and it's encrypted. So you text through that? Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's know, pretty cool. Yeah. So important messages, anything where it's like financial, anything where, yeah. you know, you, you should probably do it through that. That's good to know. Yeah, and it can go away. You can also have it vanish. That's great. Yeah. It's um. It's like there's this one dude that I know is a tech guy who's uh. You know, very wealthy coder guy, and we were talking about something. And I said, "I'll send you this link." He's like, "Don't, don't send me that." He goes, "Send it to me on Signal," like he didn't want me to send him a fucked up video.
0: Oh, and like on uh, his regular phone. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you kind of get the sense that you, you you know, you hear about things being leaked. All I mean, Mm -hmm. you see it all the time. Yeah. everybody has that fear. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But that was because of, um. Jamal Khashoggi, who was a reporter for the Washington Post, oh, yeah. who they wound up murdering, and that's yeah. all. Doc, it's all. Take. Uh, it's all. Um, in that doc. In the documentary yeah. where they explain exactly. Yeah, because he what goes we, to
0: the Saudi consulate in or the embassy in mm-hmm. uh, in Turkey, right mm-hmm. in Istanbul, mm-hmm. and then they fly in a team. Yeah. And fuck him up. Yeah, they knew him him. he
2: was coming, and, yeah. and and there's an audio recording apparently of it, and it's heavy duty shit. It's heavy duty. And the the documentary is intense. Have you seen it, The Dissident? I,
0: I, I saw part of it. It's really good, man. It's really good, and it's really shocking. Yeah. You know, and then. I watched his other one, too, the one from a couple years ago. Icarus. That was great. Great. No, he's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, He was on recently, a couple months ago, talking about The Dissident. Yeah. He couldn't get anyone to stream The Dissident. Really? Couldn't get, no. Amazon wouldn't take it. All these other streaming services wouldn't take it. Wow. Yeah. The the only thing you can do is have it for sale.
0: That's a powerful reach they have, man. I think it's fear. Of course. I mean, even
2: Jeff Bezos. So think about it. Jeff Bezos gets taken in by this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Sends him this link. Dick pics, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Bezos' Amazon is not streaming it. Like, no, nah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Are oh, you going to film? Okay, good luck with that. Oh, yeah. You can
0: just put it up. I don't want any problems. We're mate. not going to yeah talk about it. Yeah. Just a sit there. MBS, man. Yeah. It's like the, the Suge Knight fucking... Yeah, man,
2: I mean, he didn't he lock a bunch of his family members up? He a, got rid of a bunch of
0: people, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. And he's like supposedly the most progressive of those guys, yeah, he, and he's in, you know, like, women can drive and all that and shit. Yeah, he's, like he's
0: American educated, right? Yeah. Like he, yeah, he spent a lot of time here, and yeah, he's like the forward thinker, but still ruthless.
2: Yeah, well, it's a different world over there, yeah. you know? Di- you imagine you probably have to be ruthless to maintain power in a, a different environment. Definitely. Like you can't have progressive policies and be in the Mongol Empire and in fourteen hundred or whatever. No, you just, like yeah. you have to, you have to play by those those rules.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, that's li- and living in a country like that, that's got to affect your mentality, yeah. right? You know, like when you know that the people on top will not so quietly handle you and anyone else who gets too far out of line. I mean, like that's, China. Yeah. China yeah. just
2: says they have they ghost billionaires. Yeah, and they like, and we talking shit and they talking shit. There's labor camps, man. There's oh, active labor um, camps. Sure. Yeah. So the same with uh, Russia. Mm-hmm. That guy who's uh, Putin's number one critic. They, All
0: his critics go away. They go bye 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 bye. Yeah, the guy's in a what labor camp somewhere. happened to that journalist? He got sick, man. Everybody gets sick here.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> you know, people die. Yeah. But that Jack Ma guy, he's uh, one of the best examples. Richest man in China. Yeah. Runs the their version of Amazon, yeah, Alibaba, mm-hmm. right? Said some stupid shit. They didn't like it. So vanished for three months. Yep. Came back. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. You know, did he change the tune? Oh yeah, he You have to. Yeah. What do you want to die? You know. I mean, I don't know what they did with him. Who knows? You know.
0: He definitely went away. Yeah, he definitely vanished, and they started taking apart his company. Such a mysterious, like you know, world. Like when when you think about China, the, the sheer magnitude of it, mm-hmm. and the fact that there's no like, it's not open internet or anything like that over there. It's
2: and it's huge, huge, and yeah. so
0: many people, so many fucking people. You ever see the list of the uh, population, like uh, by city and. You realize that there's unless you're well versed in it, you're like I've never heard of ten of these cities, and they each have over twenty five million people in them. Like th- that's how many people live in China. That there's cities that I'm like never I've never heard that said before, and that has twenty five million people living there.
2: Ari's stories about going over there are fucking wild. Yeah, he said you know in the mainland mm-hmm. in the, that people
0: would just be taking shits in the street, uh, and just yeah. pull their pants down in the and mall. Shit. In the mall. In the mall, there's signs that are like, don't shit here. Because like people that are from like the rural parts are so accustomed to that, that they'll go into like a shopping center and just take a shit on the floor and keep walking. And so the signs are like, st- and you can see those signs, they're all over. Yeah.
2: What do they expect is gonna happen? What do you think the thought process is there?
0: They're like, well, I always shit, you know, when- <laughs> and walk where I'm- when I'm home, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. No
2: toilet paper.
0: Just shit. Just Pull shit. Pull your drawers back up. Hold them up. Yeah. Keep moving. And they're like, you can't shit here. That's a fucking gap, bro. Yeah. there's They shit like- um,
2: <clears throat> Chinese it, visitors welcome Disneyland to town by defecating in the bushes. Hmm.
3: What is this? China- Disneyland Shanghai, just so you don't- think Oh. In America. Is that
2: someone shitting on the concrete right there?
3: Yeah. That's what it looks like, at least.
2: Is that lady shitting, too, with the water bottle?
3: Mm, don't think with so. their phone? I think there's someone hanging out in the park. Yeah, but Maybe she yeah. just finished.
2: I don't know. Something's going on there with her. They're blurring her face out. Yeah. <laughs> Disneyland <laughs> Shanghai ready to open next month. The infrastructure and smaller aspects of the resort have been coming online over the past few weeks. The brand new metro station opened up late April. Bah, 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 bah. The Chinese government owns a controlling stake in the Shanghai Disneyland Resort has placed numerous requirements upon the resort, like... Or on the resort, the new rail station being one of them, and a large urban-style park called Wishing Star Park. Yeah, Where's the shitting part? The shit. Come What's with the, the shit. Oh, numerous people posted shocking photos on social media of guests climbing through the bushes, leaving piles of trash everywhere, carving their names into lampposts, and even allowing their children to defecate in the bushes. Oh, their children?
3: Nice. That's what Ari said, too. It was a lot of kids. <clears throat> a lot of kids shitting? Yeah.
2: Children leave, relieving themselves in public has long been an issue for
0: the
3: rapidly
2: yeah. urbanizing Chinese
0: Many rural Chinese still use crotchless pants and no diapers on their children. so
2: whoa yeah just shit anywhere, little ones.
0: Just shit man.
2: These tendency what does that mean? these tendency wow. tendencies while becoming rare, still do occur in China. Oh, I like how
0: they're doing that, softening it up
2: while becoming rare yeah they're getting better at it.
0: Jesus man <clears throat> taken. Man taking shits like that in public.
2: Are you worried about China taking over the world?
0: Um, taking over the world, I, I've definitely thought about the fact that it, it there's a something about China where you feel like it's just a couple incidents away from something really significant yeah. happening, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know, you, you think about like our debt and like just a conflict away. Not right? only that, like agreement away from something really bad that could happen. Controlling stakes in so many U.S. businesses. So many, and also how much real estate yeah. is owned by China here? It's they, China people, Chinese state, and and citizens own like more of New York than Americans do. Really? This, yeah, yeah. Then than in Manhattan, yeah. New
2: York with that new uh, the new tax laws, they're oh they're God. so fucked. I don't understand why they would do that. Don't they know that people are already thinking about moving and are already moving? People
0: are moving like like we've never seen before. Like yeah, everyone's splitting. Like that's the thing is like the pandemic gave you in a, in a way like types of clarity, you know, like if, because we sat in it for a while, it really made you think about, like, why am I you, here? Why am I here? Yeah. Why do I live here? Can I live somewhere else? Where else could I live? Yeah, Do I like it here? Or am I just used to living here?
2: I've been doing that forever, right? Whenever we would go on the road, I'd be like, I
0: could live here. Oh, I ask myself that every time I'm in a city. Yeah. yeah.
2: But I was always, like, kind of not really serious. Mm-hmm. I was always, like, kind of think I should. But but you know what? The the podcast and the store and everything keeps me there. Yeah. And it took something like the pandemic to make me go, that's it. Yeah. I'm getting out. And then coming here and seeing how they handled it. As opposed to seeing how it was handled in l a and then also the lower
0: population number that's a big difference and the thing about you know people always like really they latch on to to, to the tax conversation of it and I always think that think about ta- like i've never been somebody who's opposed to paying wh- whatever taxes are right, but when you pay t- like a certain tax like california the 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 equation that you ask yourself is does paying this feel like it's worth it like that's that's what you ask yourself i'm not opposed to paying it but do i feel like i'm happy to pay it because i live in this fucking paradise you know right and that's the thing that you end up going like oh no i don't i don't feel like the equation makes sense you know like i don't see the result of it here where i go like oh, I, i'll tell you why taxes are so high here because it's fucking awesome yeah. it doesn't feel like that you know like i i remember being in amsterdam like a year and a half ago, and being like, "Fucking, I don't care if they take eighty percent. The city's amazing. You know what I mean? Just like it's such a beautiful city. Like, right. You just walk around, you go like, take whatever you want. Yeah, I want to feel like that.
2: They're not. It's not cleaned up. It's like the, the amount of money that they're getting and the f- amount of incompetence that they're. Dis- That's what I'm saying. Displaying. So you're like, I don't want to fucking pay that here. The thing is, like, nobody wants to be the mayor of L.A. Yeah, most successful businessmen don't want to be the mayor of L.A. So you got to get a guy like Garcetti to be the mayor of L.A. Mm-hmm. It's a tricky job, you know. That's a thankless job. Thankless job. Because when a... you're doing great, nobody knows who the fuck you are. Yeah. And as soon as something like the pandemic hits, and you're the one who's deciding what should be closed or not closed. Yeah. You're fucked. It's a fu- I mean, that's
0: a fucking that's a tough job to manage Los Angeles.
2: Yeah, but it's it's interesting like political pieces that get moved around like. Garcetti, after Biden got elected, for literally, I mean, like weeks and weeks, uh, people were camping out on his lawn protesting him, making sure that he didn't get an appointment to the Biden administration. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There there were marches to to his house of like 30,000 people or something one time. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Imagine? No. And so he's got all
2: these armed guards waiting outside his house. Keep people from storming the gates. Oh, you and feel like that pulling a them out of bed.
0: Terrifying feeling. Oh
2: yeah, but what's crazy is like, what did he do to them? Like he's not really other than shut down everything, which yeah. he did. What did he do that's so horrendous? And what they were mad at was what he didn't do. Like they they were like, you didn't, you know, you didn't do this well enough. You didn't take care of the homeless people enough. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't. And it was like more progressive stuff. Like you didn't. Like what's he, What were their specific reasons? For doing that to him. Maybe the they,
0: homeless situation is out of control in Los Angeles. But
2: people there's the crazy thing is like people support it staying the way it is. Like there's there's a considerable group of people that think like the unhoused mm-hmm. should be allowed to camp out in Echo Park. Well they I should mean, be able to do whatever they want it, because
0: it just feels like it's uh like just completely lawless and, and without any regulation. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Like it's just it's it's spreading. Like you see it everywhere. And actually, I think it feels sad. You know, it is sad. You see
2: tents all over the place. It's also there's no real solution, and it's never been navigated in our time. Yeah. So in our lifetime, there's never been a time where there was hundreds of tents all over Los Angeles, thousands of tents. Yeah. The, at this point, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of eighty thousand plus. You know, they don't really know. It might be a hundred. In all, in Los Angeles, homeless people. Wow. Yeah, you get to a certain number, it's like. You've never had to deal with this before. Did you see that um, uh, that piece on uh, Netflix that, about that uh, the Cecil Hotel?
0: I I I I saw I started it and I, I didn't I don't know I just didn't get into it. It's pretty interesting. It's kind of a trick because the girl
2: spoiler alert the girl who they're looking for they think was murdered actually was off her meds and wound up opening. Ah. They, they believe this is what happened. This is the. They believe she opened the water tanks on the roof and climbed in and drowned, and that's how she died. That's okay. where they found her. They found her in the water. She was tank. high. They, I don't they, know if she's high. I think she has. Uh, she had some mental illness, right. and I think she was medicated, and then
0: she got off her meds. But the because I didn't know anything about it, like there was a bunch of murders there or something. It's just in a shitty part of town. It's
2: in Skid Row. Uh. So the Cecil Hotel, like, and one of the couples that was on the documentary is pretty funny. They're a British couple. It's like, so we found it online, and it looked the Cecil Hotel. It's in downtown Los Angeles. It must be a nice place. Must be lovely. Uh, Downtown. Must be downtown. Must be lovely. Downtown's
0: a real that can really trick you. you Yeah. Downtown can sound like it must be really nice. Downtown Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Downtown New York. Oh, downtown. It. When people, I remember when I lived in L.A. for just a couple years and. Kind of starting to get understand how the city works, people would come in, friends would be like, I want to go downtown. And I'd be like, No, you don't. <laughs> like, and they're like, What? And I go, this is not what you think of as downtown. It's not, it's totally different. I mean, there's parts of like that, that south kind of area that they built up real nice, kind of like around near the Staples Center and stuff where like the condos like exploded mm-hmm. and priced. But I mean, there's parts of uh, downtown l a that are fucking really rough. Man. I think before the pandemic it was starting to come up, and they yeah. were try they were starting to try to figure
2: out how to deal with all the poorer spots because every time they would sort of gentrify an area they would make a shitload of money on these condos and yeah. and people i think like the idea of living air quotes downtown. Yes, they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Well, it this, sounds
0: sexy. Like downtown just sounds
2: cool. What was interesting about this documentary on the this Netflix thing on the Cecil Hotel was not even necessarily this one case that they were highlighting. But it was the what happened with Skid Row in the first place. That Skid Row, which uh, I first discovered, where I first experienced, I should say, when I was filming Fear Factor, because we were filming Fear Factor downtown a lot, because a lot of these buildings that we would use were abandoned buildings, so we would be able to like put scaffolding on the roof and dangle mm-hmm. people off the roof and <laughs> such a, bunch a crazy of show, ridiculous <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. Thank, thank, fucking knock on wood, we never killed anybody on that show. Right. I was real worried about that a couple times, really. The last season in particular. The last season, because they're like, NBC's back, or Fear Pactor's yeah. back on yeah. NBC, bigger and better than ever. And they went way further. Like, yeah. way, that was when the cum drinking episode got, kick, got us kicked off the air. come drinking? You didn't know about that? Come Cum drinking? Dude. I did not know this. They played horseshoes to see how much Donkey Kong, Donkey cum, that's what I said, Donkey cum, they had a drink. Donkey. How cum. much cum did they drink? Uh, t- a, mm-hmm. a, a beer stein? No. A massive amount of cum. Did yeah. you smell it at least? Oh, yeah, I smelled it. These <sighs> these girls are chugging chugging jizz right there. Oh. Look at me. Back of my hair when I had oh. some hair.
0: And you're so enthusiastic about I it. I had to
2: be. I'm trying to help these people
0: win. Yeah. Are they vomiting? Do do they? Oh, the girls uh, yes. Do that, right? Yes,
2: they all vomited. Oh, I okay. think everybody vomited. There you oh, go. Yeah. yeah. And they had to drink piss, too. And. What? Yeah. See, that guy's drinking piss, and then the guy next to him is drinking jizz. Look how much it is. I like how they plug their nose, too. Where they That's just... so much cum. Mm. It's so much cum.
0: That's like three of my loads. Yeah. That's a fucking big ass load. That's here. like
2: two of mine. Wow. So I feel you. Yeah. Man.
0: <laughs> I come a <laughs> Can you lot. If you I come a lot. Not Did like you? that much. But I you? Always? Yeah. Really? Do you save it up? Dude, I, I remember like being in high school <laughs> and you're talking to friends, and they're like, yeah, just, you know just kind of rub one out here, and then uh, like in the bathroom or something, and then I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what do you, what do, you do with all the cum? And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Peter North over like, here. Yeah, and they're like, uh, I don't know, it's like fucking just wipe it down with a sock. And I'm like, a sock? I need a fucking <laughs> towel, man. Like, I, I shoot monster loads, bro. Like, a, like as much to fill up this coffee cup? You know how you you have a contraction? Yeah, Like, how my, many of those you got? Minimum, because you know they vary sometimes. Yeah. Minimum would be like 12. And then sometimes 12. Sometimes like 12 se- pumps? Sometimes like 17. So one, two, yeah. three, yes.
2: four, five, six, seven. Eight. Is that how you got your wife? She's like, yes.
0: She's like, is this going to be every time? This is a fucking <laughs> disaster. I mean, every girl that I slept with was like, this is so much cum, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, Bert's here and it's like, no, no, I shoot the bigger loads.
0: No, he, he gave me the title. Did he? <laughs> yeah. How do no, you know? No, we because just guys... talked about it. We came on each other's faces and he's like, that's way more
1: cum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no.
0: <sighs> wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And I used to like shoot it into like the boxers I was wearing and then I would just be soaked. Oh and I my would just God. throw them under my bed.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> and your mother pulls yes, them out like my what mother was the like fuck
0: this thing is like cardboard. What is this? <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Bunch yeah. of cocks not. Jeez, that is fuck so that got pulled? Yeah, that's what that's what got us
2: cancelled. Jesus. And man. what happened is I think it got leaked on TMZ or something like that. Yeah, and then it got online, and then once they real people realized it, they actually did pull the episode, but then canceled the show.
0: Wow! Yeah. By the way, I do love the Shooting Stars. I keep seeing them. Pretty dope, point. right? They're very cool. Yeah, it's really it's very wild, cool, right? Yeah. Stars on the scene. Have you seen? Because I've I've been like big on th- like a few things, the, the that F one show. Have you seen zero zero zero?
2: No. What is that?
0: That is a series on Amazon Prime, that's a one, it's eight episodes. Uh, reportedly, the budget was 160 million. What? Yes. It's shot in Calabria, Italy, Monterey, Mexico, New Orleans, Senegal, and Morocco. It's like a fucking epic, it's the guy that made *Gomorrah*, So like oh. the, that Italian uh, crime saga. And this story, it's like it has the Calabrian mob, the cartel in Mexico, and then a, a shipping broker in New Orleans, and it's like each time you land in one, you're focused in one area. They have their own storyline, characters that is like unbelievable and incredible set pieces and action sequences. Like where you're like this is epic. I mean, uh, epic. I'm gonna
2: write this down. So the number zero 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 uh,
0: zero zero zero. The word zero zero zero, and okay. not to mention the 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 music, like the score. It's this is it. This Amazon, is it. give me some volume, dude it's incredible oh, so it's all in the subtitles? not all, no Has, they, they, now, that was in <laughs> Calabria and now we're in Mexico
2: so some of it is in subtitles? So yeah, some of it's in Italian some
0: of it's in Spanish some of it's in English there's, there's scenes in French in Arabic
1: This company ceases to exist. My Dude, brother it's... will personally escort
3: the load from start to finish. We want to meet your Mexican vanish. I mean, just like that shipping freight. Wow. There's not proven rules that buyers and sellers are connected by brokers.
0: I need you to tell me. Dude, this looks. It's amazing. Incredible. Right, it's incredible. It's it's one right. of the most <clears throat> incredible things I've seen. I'm, that that How theme song is the first. This? The theme song is the first thing I learned on piano.
1: Really?
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, that's what I sent to the piano teacher.
2: Wow. Okay. Um, zero, zero, zero on Netflix.
0: No, on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime. Yeah, sorry. Prime Video. And then. Um, that's why I don't know about it. A lot of their uh, shows, d- they don't get much publicity. I know. And this thing actually came out, I think it came out right before the pandemic. It
3: says, yeah. It, it first aired in Italy in February of 2020. That's a month before.
0: And then I think, you know, with everything happening, it kind of got... Buried. Yeah, and I I have that thing too where I, I have the uh, that thing I'll notice I've noticed it's happened to me before where I'll just go to Netflix and then I'll be like is there something here that I want to watch or not and I'll forget about all my options you know what I mean like yeah you're like oh yeah there's these other yeah. platform, like streaming platforms and they each have like incredible libraries now
2: well I found out about um, um, Amazon Prime because of marvelous Mrs
0: Maisel. Yeah, which I yeah. Really got into I, d- I never saw that But I heard a wonderful I movie. really
2: liked the first Two seasons And then I think It kind of like I lost it Whatever yeah. it is For whatever reason It yeah. just stopped
0: being Appealing to me It's a, It started seeming Less real or something I was watching Handmaid's Tale Which is like So dramatic And they would do like Dark episodes Where you're like Jesus Christ That is so fucking So dark And then they would have Like a little bit Of an uplifting one you'd be like Alright I'm back And I watched I think a, Two seasons of that And then I just kind of Fell out of it. I watched
2: one episode. I'm like, check, please. Oh man, it, like, it gets. I don't need this. In it my gets life. heavy, man. That's the problem. I don't need.
0: Yeah, I know
2: fake heavy shit in my life, especially yeah. during the pandemic. No, I know. It's like I, I wanted Adam Sandler movies. That's yeah. what I wanted. I watched Fun, all man. the Adam up until Uncut Di- Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. which is fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, you seen that? mm-hmm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like all the other ones are so fun. Yeah. And it's like, ah, we tricked well, that's, you. Well, that's definitely not a Sandler
0: <laughs> movie, though, right? Like that's those brothers. You know right. what I mean? Like he's in it, but like. Yeah, but it's not still. A, not a happy Madison right. production for right, sure. Right, right, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's saw, so many
2: series. There's another one called The Expanse that I started watching recently on mm, Amazon. I haven't seen that. A wild sci-fi show. Really? Yeah, that everybody kept recommending to me. And I was like, Really? How good is it? Really? It's good. It's really good. It's really good, and the special effects and the way it's put together, it's like um, about a bunch of miners, like like mm. sci- like uh, the, you know, living the, the future and space. Yeah, L- just it, like a really good sci-fi. Spe- I saw the show. Uh,
0: I saw the movie that you uh, I care a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I really liked it, but I. Didn't love the third act as much. I was so like, I love revenge. You know, mm-hmm. it's fucking coursing through my veins all the time. Like the idea <laughs> really? The, yeah, I love I love the idea of revenge, and and just the concept. And I love revenge stories because revenge just feel it, it, it's real, true revenge is justified, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like somebody would you know, did something and they des- they deserve what they're getting. And I felt that story building towards, and I and they were seeing it that that she was going to get hers and. Obviously, you can ultimately say that she did, but the way. Yeah, and and the way that it was happening, I was like, oh, this is about to get so fucking good. Especially with like the older, spoiler alert, sorry, uh, with the older woman that was Mm -hmm. being, like when she was like, you have no idea what's about to fucking happen. Right, right. I was like, now all hell is going to break loose. And it kind of did, but not. To the extent that I was hoping for. You know?
2: What is that movie that's out now? I haven't seen it yet, but it's one of the top movies on iTunes. It's uh, about a woman who pretends to be incapacitated. Promising young a- woman. Promising young woman. I saw that, yeah. too. How's that?
0: It's really good. I heard that's really good. It's really good. It's really cool. I mean, and that's
2: like a good revenge movie. Right?
0: It, yes, and it has a very, there's a, there's a real dark mm. twist. In it. I don't want to give okay, away. Don't, don't it away, but it's, it's really good.
2: Yeah, people yeah. love revenge movies, man.
0: Yeah, revenge is like it's part of like the human experience. Yeah, is like you you did something that is like it was wrong. You wronged me in some way or to somebody, and like especially when you set it up with like family, you know, mm-hmm. like somebody's dignity and like their like their children or their parents or something. You set that up, man, and and they deserve the revenge. It's, it's such, the
2: ultimate revenge movie John Wick.
0: Yeah. That's That's the the ultimate revenge. I mean, that's why I think some people connected with that. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Because in the beginning of the movie, you don't have any idea who this guy is. You think he's just this handsome Keanu Reeves who lost his wife.
0: You don't know what's going to happen. Spoiler alert.
2: Yeah. And then when the Russian mobsters kill his dog and steal his car, oh. it's like, oh, it's so boy. on. And then
0: you're like, <laughs> it's so funny how connected we are and how much we love our dogs, I you know, know, especially in this country. But you're like, yeah, dude, kill like hundred people. Yeah. That I fucked up your dog. Everyone. Yeah, kill everyone. Yeah. And then the other DiCaprio one, that's a great, that's revenge. Which one's that? The what is it called? The the rev. Oh, Revenant? the Revenant, right? Yes, yeah, yes. The sun, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. All right. What do you got and, there? Uh, uh, the new guy Ritchie movie. I only saw the trailer of it. I think it's out now, but it's a revenge story with Jason Statham Ooh, give in me L.A. A, let me see this. He's give lots me. of badass guns and shit. Some day, yeah. We ain't the Predators. It seems like he prey. took a job uh, guarding money trucks so we could kill everyone. Uh, uh, looking for the guy who killed his son or something
2: this like is that. Your uh, temporary side uh, guy Ritchie's movies are good. always Pistole awesome.
3: Do you have a problem? I don't
0: know. Do I? Does Guy Ritchie have one bad movie? No, he, what he does so well, I think he does two things so well, is that everything's stylized in a very cool way, you know, like, every shot feels like a cool fucking, like, cinematography is awesome. Yeah. And then he writes, like, aggressive, funny dialogue well. Yeah. Like, you know. Like no, a proper fucking fucked. What do you think? Fuck. Like yeah. the way that he writes, like a gangster or like a bad guy talking shit, just sounds cool. Yeah, like he writes dialogue cool for people, where you want you want to, you want to hear them keep speaking.
2: It's a fucking interesting guy. Yeah, super smart guy. Legit Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt. He is. Yep, I did not know. Legit that. Henzo Gracie black belt. Wow. Yeah, there's like levels of black belts. Like not that it's a disrespect to have a black belt from a guy who's unknown. Yeah, but to get a black belt from like either Hickson, Hickson Gracie's—that's the probably the biggest one—or mm-hmm. Henzo Gracie. Those are those are two huge black belts. What
0: kind? Of, what type of uh, like timeline are we talking about? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years of regular training. Really? I was a brown belt for eight years. Really? Yeah, because I wasn't training as much as I should have been.
2: Yeah, because uh, busy. You know, constantly. And doing is it things. one
0: day that like you go? Yeah, and you're just like rolling on the mat. One oh, so day,
2: uh, I just got, you know, they made an announcement. Eddie Bravo made an announcement, gave me my black belt. Wow. Yeah. Same thing with John Jacques Machado. You know, one day, showed up at training, and I got, now I got a black belt. It's no wild.
0: Yeah. That, that's got to be a pretty crazy feeling, huh?
2: It's a weird feeling, man, because there's not that many out there, you know. It's, uh, to be able to do it while you're doing other stuff, you know, it's not like um I was a young man who was just yeah. only trying to pursue Rolling jiu-jitsu. Ta- yeah, yeah. Like, I got my black belt in Taekwondo after, like, two years, two and a half years. Dude, I wasn't
0: that far from a black belt in Taekwondo really? as a kid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. How old were you? Fucking, like, nine or something. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Those are weird. Yeah. yeah, that's real controversial. Um, You know, it's controversial in the sport. It's controversial as a martial art. Master Hong Kong Kim. Yeah? Yeah. The thing is, like... You do teach children that in achieving new ranks, like it's goal setting and mm-hmm. you get rewarded for it and it really does pump
0: you up. It means a lot. Yeah. And it makes you better. It really does. It was good for me. Like it was really good for me to like just, I don't think I was particularly great, but I'm saying it was really good for confidence yeah. and, and like, yeah, it was great activity, man.
2: My instructor would not let people get black belts when they were kids.
0: He was probably smart. Yeah,
2: he would. he didn't believe in it. And he also made me fight men when I was a kid. Like when I was 15, I fought in the men's division. Wow. Yeah, he put pressure on me to do that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you can fight men. You should fight men. I was like, okay. So like well, 16, 17, I was fighting grown ass
0: men with beards and shit. That's gotta be, is that intimidating as shit when you start?
2: <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, it was, but. I was so brainwashed. And not in a bad way, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like I was, uh, I was all in. It was the only thing in my whole life up until that moment where I didn't feel like a loser. Yeah. So uh, I was a troubled young man. So to have this outlet, the first outlet ever in my life where I was not just getting positive feedback, but you know, I was winning. Yeah. Like winning tournaments, like, like quite a few. So it gave a, you an identity. It was my identity.
0: And that's the thing about as a, as a, especially, I mean, I can't speak for a young lady, but as a young man, I feel like that's something that every young man, you know, really strives for. Like, what, like who am I? Yeah. What am I? I mean, yeah, I really latched on to, like, my identity being a football player. Mm. You know, middle school, high school. You were a handsome buck if back you were, then. Like, I've <laughs> seen his <laughs> pictures. Like, yeah, full head of hair. Full head Lookin of hair, good, thick. But, I, I mean, I really thought, like, like, if you, like, tell me about yourself, I'd be like, I play football. Right, right. What else? Because like, it's
2: a cool thing to say, right? It's
0: a cool thing to say, but also, like, it makes you feel like I'm part of, like, I have an identity. Yeah. You know? And, I and like, I think that fighting is probably similar to that, where you go, like, this is who I am. Yeah, it was everything for me. Yeah. it's
2: like, all of a sudden, I was a thing. It was before I was a nobody. And then all, then all of a sudden, like, you know, I was a black belt. That's, yeah. And then I was a state champion. Then I was a multiple-time state champion. then I won national tournaments and then it was you know it was everything yeah the thing the thing that uh fucked it up for me was really trying other martial arts and realizing how helpless I was yeah I still, when I started kickboxing like I was boxing these guys and getting lit up uh, really just lit up I'd go to the boxing gym and it, it was really because of my friend Joe my friend Joe Lake he was a um I was teaching at uh Nautilus Plus in Revere Massachusetts it was a gym and they had this, uh, separate big room of the gym that didn't have, uh, anything going on in, cause a big ass gym. Mm-hmm. And, uh my instructor um, decided to uh, run classes out of there, and he asked me if I wanted to take it over as like a satellite school. Mm -hmm. So I was teaching when I was 19. That's young. Professionally, so here I am teaching, and then I ran into this guy, uh, Joe Lake, who was a boxing coach and a longshoreman, this really big fucking tough Irish guy. I've talked about him before. He had his finger bitten off in a street fight, so he took his toe, they took his toe off, and put it in the where his finger used to be. What? Yeah, and curved it permanently so he could always throw punches, because otherwise, if it was straight, it's not going to fit in the glove, and he wouldn't be able to bend it. So when you'd shake his hand, his hand always had like this like hook, w- and that's his weird toe. little toe that was touching you from his. Uh, <laughs> that's
0: that's someone who's built different. <laughs>
2: He's a savage. Yeah, awesome boxing coach too. Fucking tough, tough guy. So he. He came and he watched me uh was kicking the bag and he was like he goes, oh, "I want to fucking learn how to do that." And he goes, "Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a boxing coach. How about I'll I'll teach you a little bit of this. You teach me a little bit of that." I go, "Yeah, let's just do it." And then immediately from working out with him, I started realizing I'm like, "Oh shit. I thought I had like good hands." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, my hands are s- bullshit." Yeah. And then then he started bringing in professional boxers for me to spar with, and amateur boxers. and like, Oh, great. Yeah. I was like realizing two things I was realizing at the same time. One, that this idea of me being this elite martial artist, I was just, I was elite at a sport. Right. This Taekwondo thing. And then I, I got, once I became a kickboxer, then I felt more confident that I could use it because mm-hmm. I knew how to use my hands too. But that took like a couple of years of learning. But then. I sort of started getting brain damage. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was sparring a lot. I was sparring a lot. yeah, And I was sparring with guys who were better than me, so I was getting hit a lot Mm -hmm. with boxing only. And uh, I was getting a lot of headaches. Really? Yeah, it was not good. Like I very distinctly remember one really hard sparring session that I had with this dude. And um, I was laying in bed, and my head was just throbbing. Just bang, bang, bang. Like with every heartbeat. You know, pulse that was going through my body. My head would have a new throb, like boom, 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 and I was poor, and I was living in this really shitty apartment, and uh, I had no future. And I was like, "What am I doing with my life? What? What am I doing? I'm giving myself brain damage." Like I was teaching Taekwondo, kickboxing, getting ready to do some kickboxing fights. I wound up having like three kickboxing fights, and um, realizing that like there's no future. There's no, few, like I couldn't take Taekwondo seriously anymore as a competitor mm-hmm. because I knew how easy it was for these guys to corner me. And like once, if I didn't kick their head off, if I didn't hurt them really bad with a kick, uh, they would corner me and just beat me up with punches. And I was like, oh no. And so I realized that I had to move more and then eventually I got better with my hands so I could protect myself more. And then I discovered Muay Thai. And that was an even bigger problem because then I had all these ideas about, well, at least I'll kick the shit out of you if you want to kickbox with me. And then I found guys that were literally traveling to Thailand that were living in um, this uh, part of Massachusetts. Uh, I think it was Everett where these guys were. And they were traveling over to Thailand and fighting in Thailand and coming home with these gnarly scars, man, because they were getting cut open with elbows. And they were doing a lot of leg kicks. And and then I realized, like, oh my God, it's so easy to kick someone in the legs. Like, my legs are so vulnerable. Like, I thought I was a good kicker. Because in Taekwondo, you couldn't kick the legs. You could only kick above the waist. Uh So I couldn't take it seriously anymore. Not that it's not a good martial art to learn how to kick, because all the stuff that I did back then, I still do. Right. I still train with it. But it wasn't, as itself, it wasn't a good enough martial art. Right. And my my
0: fucking head was throbbing all the time. I feel like a lot of people probably experienced what you did and didn't go, I should stop doing this. Yeah,
2: but the good thing about not having a dad growing up, not having a, like I had a stepdad, but my not knowing my dad, is I never really thought anybody was going to rescue me. Right. I had no confidence at all that it was going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so me lying there in bed... I'll never forget that thing. I was like, I, gotta, I, gotta, I can't do this anymore. i got to stop. i got to figure out how to stop. And I still didn't stop until I got TKO'd in my last fight. I got dropped with a left hook.
0: And <laughs> you, knew, you knew?
2: I knew I wasn't training hard enough. I knew I was doing comedy at the same time. Mm-hmm. I had these fights, the kickboxing fights I had after I'd already started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of on the fence. And you know what's interesting? Like There was one guy who said something to me. It was kind of a shitty thing to say, but I realized he was right. Um, we were both open micers and we were both about six months in and uh, We were just talking about comedy or something like that And I'm I i do not remember the context of it, but I remember him saying to me and we were not in an argument or anything Which is you know, I didn't get mad at him either, but he just goes yeah He goes you started out pretty good he goes But then it seems like you just like kind of fizzled out and you haven't really you haven't really gotten any better
0: that stuck with you. And I was like, yeah.
1: oh.
2: I, you know when someone says something and you don't even go, fuck you, man. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's it, right. He's right. Yeah. I knew he was right. Yeah. I didn't get mad at him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't argue. I, I just
0: like. Do you feel like a shockwave for a moment. Yeah, probably. I was just
2: like, like, he's right. Yeah. And then I was thinking about what I'm doing with my life. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? And then I wound up fighting after that. Mm-hmm. I had like the, the the kickboxing fights after that. But, he was, I, but I knew. I'm like, if I'm going to be a comedian, I have to just. Re- and so. When I had my last fight, the, one of the first things I did was when I came back and I knew I was going to fight again, I quit teaching. Mm-hmm. I just quit my school. And my manager was like, what are you doing? Or my uh, my uh, instructor, rather, was like, what are you doing? You're going to quit? I quit teaching at BU. I had a teaching job at BU. I taught accredited course. It was like you get pass-fail-A. It counted for your GPA. For Taekwondo? Yeah. It, wow. Yeah, I taught it there for a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't do it anymore. I have to stop doing everything with it. Like I still worked out. I would come and work out, but I was like, no more teaching. No more teaching, no more competing. Because it was
0: too much of a distraction and also it was dangerous.
2: It was both, but I was realizing that I had to be all in as a comic and the only way I was going to be all in as a comic, even though I was terrible, yeah. Right. six months in or whatever yeah. I was, I wasn't good. I wasn't like, this is my shit. Do you know when I
0: quit my job? When? The day after I got a manager. I had a like a... Post production job that paid well, like for you know for my age and and had and had like extra uh, uh, what's it called like benefits um, not benefits but um overtime so like you can make like pretty good money and you know you're in LA trying to survive and you know making I don't know I think my rate was like fifteen hundred a week plus overtime so, really yeah man for wow. like for and and we just started a new show like in post and I got a manager and like the next day he was like um, He's like, I got you an audition. You get an audition for this. It was an Eddie Murphy movie, right? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I have an Eddie Murphy movie audition? He was like, yeah. So I go to my boss. I was like, hey man, I have to hang it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit and like do this thing. And he was like, really? Like, okay. And you know, he was cool about it. And he was like, wow. I didn't, you know, we just started this new post job, so this is gonna run for like, let's say four months or something. And he just gave me this great rate and everything. And I was like, yeah and then uh so i quit and then i called my manager and i was like yeah i'm uh i quit my job today and he was like why <laughs> <laughs> and i go cuz i have an audition tomorrow <laughs> like and he was like okay and i go like so what else are we going to do he's like well that's it for right now i mean like i'll you know try to get you some more stuff but this is our first day
2: when was know? that in relation to when i met you
0: a year before wow yeah
2: so, but how long have you been doing stand up? i when started you
0: quit? I started in um April of two thousand two so this is my nineteen year anniversary and then i uh I quit that job in two thousand six. I met you in two thousand seven
2: yeah, that's when we were doing the so, tour
0: yeah so i I met you five years after I started Wow, yeah
2: yeah, it's
0: a that leap the sink or swim the sink or swim. Works though. I mean, it works. I've we have we all we each know a number of people who you go, like, yeah, dude, make the leap. Yeah, it's time to make the leap. But
2: we also know a bunch of people that you should probably get out of the water.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like that George St. Pierre thing about fighters, Remember, right. He's like at the gym and he's like, I yeah, know, but they'll get mad at me. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, there's yeah. people who you go, like, you really should think about it. It's something.
2: such a, a narrow window. Like that, people. You know, you have to have the right personality. There has to be so many things to to make a lot of things have to line up. And as a fighter, I think it's probably even narrower because you can make it as the thing about a fighter is it's it is narrower. You know why? Because you can make it as a professional comedian and do well as a middle act, and you can work a little. We all know guys who are. Essentially, professional comedians, but they don't have a big following. Yeah, but they do. But they're competent. But they're competent, and they can they can do the job. Like you hire them, they'll do twenty minutes. They'll kill. Yep, they'll do good. Um, but if you're a fighter,
0: yeah, and you're just competent, that means you're grist for the mill. Oh yeah, it's not good. That's and that and if you're like somebody who a bunch of people, uh, like have gotten you know beat up basically like oh yeah, yeah he's fought you know these all these top contenders and mm-hmm. never beat one jesus christ Like yeah. your your brain is just minced meat man like
2: yep and you're getting hit more than it's, you're hitting it's way
0: higher stakes than the comedy part and you,
2: know? you don't last long like yeah. as a like we know guys as comics that are you know doing okay that have been doing okay for 10 years yeah Right? Yeah. This is not the case with fighting. No.
0: If you're doing okay right.
2: 10 years later, you're fucked.
0: You're really fucked. You yeah.
2: probably, you got vision problems, brain damage problems, joint problems, back
0: problems, neck problems. Talking to some of the, uh, fi- I've talked to a, you know a few fighters that are a little older now, and when you start talking to someone, you're like, fuck. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm seeing the brain damage right yep. in front of me. That's yeah, a scary thing.
2: You, you see it, <clears throat> and then you see them a couple years later. And it's way worse. And one of the things that happens is they all their words sort of jumble together. Yeah. You know? There's uh, like they're t- gonna go to the thing take care of this guy fucking Like, what? Well, like, what did you just say? What did you I don't know what you just said? Yeah. Like this is crazy. This is crazy. And it just it gets worse and it gets worse and then they keep fighting and it gets worse. And then one day, you know, they're they're you know, they have to do some sort of therapy. They have to do something. They have to figure out how to how to get by. And you know, a lot of these guys are like severely depressed too. Because if you're not supplementing your hormones, most likely just due to getting hit in the head a bunch of times, your endocrine system shuts down. So your body really, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's a real problem with football players. A real problem with um, the soldiers. A lot of soldiers that especially door breachers. You know, they like stand back, boom! That impact of that is just rattling your dome. God damn. And over and over and over again, a lot of these guys wind up needing testosterone therapy. That's one of the, the great things that um, Dr. Mark Gordon has done with his Warrior Angel Foundation is provide these people medical relief, and he's done a lot of it for free. Like fighters, but, yeah, but, but fighters, but also uh, a lot of soldiers. Oh, and um, oh yeah, and with uh, Andrew Marr, who's those, they've been on the podcast a couple times. They set up this foundation, this Warrior Angels Foundation, to take care of these guys and one of the big things is their hormones are all gone really yeah your brain just your brain just stops you get rattled <clears throat> like we were talking last night about this boxer that i know who fought a bunch of wars in the like the early 2000s and now he's zero testosterone it's, it's, he's like constantly depressed he's in wow. agony and your your body stops producing it
0: it's just because it's so damaged hmm yeah that's You're, fucked up
2: it's your your pituitary gland your pituitary gland is like this little tiny thing in yeah. there. And, you know, you get rattled a few times and it just stops working right. Man.
0: I, had a, I did a podcast with um, a, a guy who played in the NFL who I played against in high school. Whoa. Keith Evans. And I told him, I, I was like, because like, my, my football memories stop there, you know, like it was done after, at high school. I was like, you know, hitting, like, hitting you is, a, is, is so clear to me like I I still remember how different it was than hitting other people, you know? Because it felt like a fucking bank vault door (laughs) slammed into you, you know, I was like, I mean like, he played on a shitty team, and so like we always beat them, but he would always have like the craziest game, we're like, fuck this guy's an an animal, you know? And, And it felt like a tank, like a tank, like just a door slammed in your face, and even like if you were in the backfield and you tackled him, you were like, Fuck me, man! Like it was. He was just. Diff- I mean, obviously, he was different. Like he went. He went on to play ten seasons in the NFL. Imagine if you're a guy that's
2: built like that, and you don't want to do that, but that's the best avenue
0: for you to make money because you're just built so like a gorilla. So many, so many yeah. guys like that, and I mean that that end up are probably like. There's only a percentage that go. I love this more than right, anything. Right. A lot of them. It is that. Like this is the thing that I'm going to make a living doing. Yeah. You know, and I'm, and also I'm gonna make a crazy living at 22, which right. is so crazy. You know, right. don't you're, you have more respect for, the, for that now as you're, uh, you know, a, more like an older, more mature guy, and you go like, can you imagine handing me a me a check, <laughs> at 22 yes. for like, $19 for sure. million dollars? Yeah. like that. if
2: I got a check for 1,900
0: when I was 22, I was like, oh my god, yeah. I'm rich. I, I remember being in my 20s, being like, these guys just, why are you spending all that money? You know. <laughs> I'm 41. and I'm like, oh yeah. Well, just fame. Imagine being a
2: famous 20. One of the things that I've realized. You're a kid. Yeah, yeah. From doing this podcast, talking to a lot of people like Demi Lovato or Miley Cyrus or any of these people. Super famous. Rob Lowe. People that grew up famous. Yeah. Not just super famous, but super famous when they're child. Yeah. Demi Lovato was on Barney the Dinosaur when she was seven. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. And that's a crazy thing to do to your children. It is. And you don't ever get that back. No, you can't. You can't imagine what it's like to be a normal person because you've never been a normal person, and you can never be a normal person. It's over. You've your developmental cycle you went through while being stupendously famous, mm-hmm. which is nuts. It's, like you, it's terrible for them. Demi was fucking hilarious, man. Yeah? She was really funny. She was talking about what a cunt she was when mm-hmm. she was a kid. Because, like, her parents would tell her, like, you're grounded. She's like, bitch, I pay, I pay the fucking bills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny.
2: <laughs> but she was funny about it. She called herself yeah. a cunt. Yeah, that's funny. It was, it was really funny. But she's it, she's very um, aware of what she went through. Yeah. Know? She's aware that it's kind of crazy. And now she's trying to sort it all out and figure out who she is. Pers-
0: like, I can't imagine taking my either one of my sons being like you have an audition and like, i want you to get on the show like you know i, I realize whatever that's Brian, not i know guys that are going nuts they're in their 40s and they're just
2: starting to become famous or in their 50s or just really? just starting to become famous starting to lose yeah. it yeah yeah just just their ego's out of control they always want to talk about their career they always want to talk about people that are attacking them and then you know they're engaging with I, people i think online. we know some of the same people oh, i think we do too <laughs> just people that get completely wrapped up in that world where it's yeah. like just the the trappings of fame are too, it's too much.
0: They know? have, some of those people, maybe all of those people, just they don't have enough stuff that grounds them. When yes. you realize how lucky like we are to have families yes, and like, real friends. Yeah. You know, that shit really fucking contributes to a quality of life. It does. It really does. Yeah. And also, there's some of those guys and whatever, girls too, but I'm just saying like guys I know where you're like... I you do a really bad job of surrounding yourself with, like, the wrong people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have, they don't see that their surroundings are negative, you well, know? Well, you know
2: what happens, one, one of the things that happens with a lot of those guys that we're talking about is that they want to be, air quotes, the man or mm-hmm. the woman, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is they surround themselves with people who are kind of like sycophants. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not, they're not peers, Right, yeah. yeah. One of the things that I think has always been cool about our group of friends, yeah. is that we're all peers. Like we're we're all doing great. Like yeah. everyone, whether it's Bert, you, Ari, you know, Diaz, everyone's doing great. Right. Like everyone has successful podcasts. Everyone does successful tours. So we we yeah. can hang out and talk shop. Sure. There's and when if we do shows together, we're really kind of doing it because it's fun to do together. It's fun. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that don't do that they yeah. they bring these people that are subpar with them everywhere they go. I know. Yeah.
0: Now, I, I learned that. I learned that like firsthand like going on tour with you with Russell Peters. You know, even with Jay Moore where it's like he would you guys would bring people and you're like I hope you kill. Like kill hard. Yeah. And then you go, "Oh, and then the show is over and people go like that was a front to back yeah that's what you And want. then I I always remembered that that like you want the show to be awesome. Yeah. yeah.
2: I learned that from uh well, I kind of figured it out from shame from yeah. uh, I wanted people to bomb uh-huh. And then I was just embarrassed with myself that, yeah. I, that I wanted people to bomb. Like, right. And that wasn't even when I was going on the road. It was when I was in Boston. Yeah. And I was in my
0: 20s. You wanted them to bomb.
2: I wanted them to yeah. bomb. I didn't want them to do good. I yeah. wanted to
0: do good. Right. I
2: wanted it all for me. And then I realized, like, what? why are you even doing this? Like, you got into comedy because you love comedy, and now you want to be the only one who does comedy good? Like, that's so stupid. Right. And then I realized, like, oh, I'm weak. I'm just being a bitch. And then yeah. I sort of equated it to martial arts, whereas... With martial arts you must have good training partners. This is the only way you get good. Yeah. You have to have like especially when you're 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 mirroring yourself on these other people that you're training with like the higher level of gyms or schools always produced the higher level of competitors consistently, because these people always saw these killers in the gym and they go, oh, that's what I have to do to be elite. I have to be as good as that guy. Whereas if you were at a school where you were the top dog and everybody you were sparring against was a scrub, you had this distorted perception of what you could do. It's it's big, particularly for striking. It's very important for striking. Yeah. Because you have to have a, a real understanding of timing, like how fast someone is and yeah. how hard someone can hit, and what's dangerous and what's not. And some guys just didn't have that because they they were in. So I realized that from I had that in martial arts, but now I didn't want that in comedy. And why didn't I want that in comedy? Well, it's because I was weak. Yeah. And so I, I shame made me recognize like this that makes is sense. Terrible. Yeah, that this makes this is terrible at it. And I then you realize all these years later
0: that like the bet like the best nights at the store or even on the road. Were the nights were like that somebody created that wave and then everybody wrote it yes and everybody just fucking destroyed and you're like, well, That's that was the most fun night
2: i learned that from working with diaz because yeah. uh nobody wanted
0: to work with diaz
2: like when when diaz before diaz really became you know air quotes joey diaz like everybody knows him now yeah when i was working with him in the late 90s like nobody wanted to follow diaz yeah but i knew that like that would be probably the best way to get really tight as a comedian was to always do shows with him because he would kill so fucking hard and then you could just if you were laughing if you enjoyed it you would ride the wave but yeah. if you were nervous then yep then you would eat shit
0: that's really that's very true that lesson still holds true in in all comedy yep if if you're nervous about the guy in front of you and you get like you get worked up about Oh my god, the crowd! Oh my god, they love! Oh, he's killing! You're gonna fucking eat! You're dicks. gonna eat shit! And then if you are, if you're enjoying it, you really do ride it. Yeah, yeah. I've
2: I've had some terrible moments where I ate shit, and it was always because I was thinking more about eating shit than mm-hmm. I was about enjoying this person's act and yeah. laughing and going out and having. Because if someone's really funny, like you're laughing before you go on stage, this is the, the best.
0: perfect frame of mind. It's the best because you want to be. This is the truth for acting too. I talk to Shea Wiggum about this, that like the best acting he said comes from uh what is it? Um, relaxed but focused. But you're loose. Mm. You're loose, yeah. but you're focused. And I was like, Oh, with stand up that's true too. You wanna be loose but focused. Yes. You know? Yes. You don't wanna be tight. You don't wanna be too loose where you're not even thinking about what's going on. But you wanna have it in your mind, but you don't wanna be you know. Yeah. You want you wanna feel like, all right, man, this is gonna be But you're locked into what you're doing. But you're locked in. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that's the thing. That's a great way to describe it. Loose but focused. Mm hmm. I
0: think like I think my best sets have come with that that kind of mentality. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm pretty loose, but I'm I'm dialed into what I'm doing. Yeah. And like I'm coming off of like, you know, maybe last weekend I did six, seven shows and then I've done four this week and I'm on I'm dialed in. Yeah. And I'm loose. I'm like, I know what I'm doing
2: yeah i i imagine i mean i've never been much of a runner really especially not a distance runner run hills and shit but yeah i always imagine that like it's the same kind of thing like if you want to run marathons you got to run all the fucking time to, be mm-hmm. able to do a three minute marathon or three hour marathon rather so i think that's sort of the same thing with stand up like you yeah. have
0: to you got to do a lot of stand up to get loose at stand up dude it took like so i just had my first back-to-back weekend a couple weeks ago mm. in in a year and a half you know i used to just tour 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 I'm so used to being on the road all the time and I did Phoenix and then Omaha and then by the fifth show in Omaha I was like this feels like 2019 you know like yeah you're back oh yeah I felt like really doing clubs yeah 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 yeah. getting loose getting loose and um, I'm supposed to I mean if everything continues to improve inshallah then um, I'll you know, announce like big dates later, later in the year. I hope it all happens, man. Uh, I'm so excited to get back out there, man. Coming back baby. But the clubs are fun. They're really fun right now. Yeah. They're like Most of the clubs I've been doing are like three quarters capacity. Mm-hmm. They're all excited to be out. I'm excited to be up there. Yeah. It's the most fucking fun time I've had in a while, man. Yeah. And these Spanish shows were the shit, dude. I so bet. fun.
2: It's so cool that you could do that, that you have that capacity. You could not just speak Spanish. But you could do stand up in Spanish. I
0: mean, it's it's taken a lot of work, a lot more work than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Is it the same bits? Uh, some like right now, I'm doing probably forty five minutes in in Spanish, and you know, in English, I'm doing like sixty. Um, and some of it's stuff that I've didn't do in in specials. Some of it's brand new stuff translated, and some of it's like older stuff that I've never flushed out and i'm doing it in spanish so it's like a, a mix of everything it's not the exact set i'm doing in english but like the like crowds have that feel you know when you go abroad like you go to australia and there's it's hard to explain like to articulate that you feel their appreciation that you came that far yes yeah. like every, I, I did australia last year and i felt like i was like every time i i go it's hard to explain there's no one saying it but you feel like they're they're going like, "Thank you for coming this yeah, far." Yeah, yeah. The Spanish shows I'm doing it to obviously like these Latino audiences, and it's like the same kind of feeling. Yeah, like they're they're they so appreciate that you're doing it for them in Spanish. And it's like it's a pretty cool thing, you know, to experience. That is pretty. It's pretty dope that you, I mean, there's how many people can fucking do that? I mean, yeah. I mean, a, a few. I'm definitely definitely. How many? Not doing, I mean, uh, let's see. Well. We're, Richard uh, Villa was who was opening the show. Could def, can, he's done it. Um, I'm sure that. Um,
2: oh, you got to get a Spanish opener too.
0: Oh yeah, like so he oh, like and I brought Christina Sanchez. So the the two of them opened the show, um, and I mean who's bilingual? Like Felipe Esparza did t- the English and Spanish special. Um, I'm sure Gabriel could do it. Um, but it's it's definitely a handful. It's not like tons and tons of yeah, people. Yeah, there's probably like a dozen on Earth. Probably yeah. That's pretty wild That's so wild You know it's fucking super Like speaking of this kind of thing Is uh, Eddie Izzard Oh yeah With like fucking like English, French, and German Yeah And he's just like I'm Learning sure German are, to do stand up in it Jesus Christ Yeah Brilliant Brilliant Brilliant
2: mind. Very unusual person Yeah Prefers to be called she now Yeah sorry she. I, I don't know I mean It's still Eddie So it's like yeah. I did I'll just say Eddie I did Eddie's uh, show When uh she was running. I don't
0: know how many marathons. That's back, also, to back That's also that's a unique human being. Yeah, Fi- like fifty and fifty days. I, I, I yeah. for the second time because I remember when that yeah. was a few years ago. I was like, yeah. what do you mean? I didn't even understand that somebody could do that. But not you only know? that, how like,
2: about do it without training? Like, sh- not in shape. So this t- t- toes falling apart. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you just say Eddie's brain because when I say brain. her brain, because. Eddie still yeah. likes girls.
0: Eddie does. Yeah, really.
2: Yeah, Eddie fancies the ladies. Nice, as Eddie describes it.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> so it's like, hey, whatever, man. When you're that funny, when you're that talented, and that Eddie's driven, really, nobody gives a shit. Really, because it doesn't seem like a gimmick. It's just that's who Eddie is. Yeah. You yeah. know, when Eddie yeah. did my po- yeah, that's it. So oh, twenty six day, twenty six marathon. Is this what now? Oh, this fall? is no, ten weeks ago. ago. This is when I was. On the show, did
0: Eddie yeah. have implants? Get implants?
2: It looks like it, doesn't it? What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. I guess so. Wow. All right.
2: Nice. <laughs> nice. People are different.
0: People are different, man.
2: No, yeah, Why not, man? Who gives a shit? I don't give a shit. It's um a weird thing to do all these goddamn marathons.
0: That is wild. In, the, in your fifties. Yeah. Like pounding on the joints. And you know, I, it's obviously amazing when anyone does it. Like Cam does it and uh, Goggins, and you're like, what the fuck? You ran 100 miles? Like, what are you talking about? But at least those guys live that insane that life. lifestyle. Right. But Eddie's not. It's comic. Come on. Yeah. What'd you do this year? I ran 50 marathons. What'd you do? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, this was that Burt's thing. He wanted to do 1,000 miles in a year. He did that last year, and then yeah. he upped it to 2,000. He was like, I think I overshot. He's like, really? I got, yeah, he's like... He runs so much, but his belly just keeps getting bigger. It's, only, it's all it's all related to to diet, all of it. You think? He, well, I mean, like, you know, he's, he is working out, and he is running. Yeah. It's definitely all diet, and but, he knows it, too. But
2: that video
0: of you guys when you were playing basketball and you yeah. see his pregnant belly? That was his biggest. Really? That was his biggest. Well, one of... Because I remember... We were talking about it and he said that What is that? Uh, that's, Jesus that's Christ.
2: It. The hair doesn't grow in between those two zones. Isn't that strange? Yeah. Does he shave that? I no. So. No. What is that weird gap? I
3: thought he shaved it. Just fucking
0: It's a weird gap, peak male physique, man. Yeah, he um he just it's, you know, it's wine on the treadmill wine at night. Yeah. Bottles of wine. He'll drink, he'll drink like two <laughs> bottles. of Really? Wine. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll eat like he is like a fucking dog where if you're like here's a treat you know was he doing ice bath yeah. yeah
3: that's just moving
0: i gave him we were podcasting like a couple of weeks ago and in the middle of it i just hand him a chocolate <laughs> like that's wrapped up he's like what is this? he was like his, he was telling a story he's like what is this and i go it's, a it's like a spanish treat and he was like oh and he just starts unwrapping he's like and he's like what the fuck man like he just got so <laughs> distracted <laughs> by the treat you know and that's how he is like if you bring if you bring any treat, pizza, don't anything in the room. His brain just switches. You well, see it.
2: What drives me crazy is he's on high blood pressure medication.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. And he just
2: like, well, I'm on the medication. Might as well just keep doing exactly. At what At least I'm he doing. goes to the
0: doctor. You know, I just which is crazy. I talked to someone last night who uh, I'll just spare them, but, right. uh, but who's older than than us, and he's like, you know. I haven't been to the doctor in 35 years and what I, and i go you said that like it's cool like you're like you're bragging about it man And he was like you talking about stanhope no different person but i was like uh, you know that's not like a great thing he was like yeah 35 years and i go you're not worried about like this x y and z he's like oh yeah my brother-in-law's got colon cancer i go how do you think he found out <laughs> found out the doctor <sighs> like you needed to get Checkups, man. I was talking to a guy who had colon cancer. You know how he found out? He was
2: shitting blood for 10 years. 10 years? 10 years. And he was like, Yeah, he he ran a marathon, and when he was running a marathon, blood was squirting out of his asshole while he was running the marathon. Dude, come on. Like he'd stop, drop his pants, take a shit in the woods, leave a big puddle of blood, keep running. Is he alive? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you get chemo, surgery, the whole deal. Yeah. But it's like 10 years of shitting blood. That never woke you up? How about 10 days of shitting blood? How about yeah. 10 hours of shitting oh, blood? Oh, yeah. You'd be like, yo. Yeah, what's that? Blood out of your assholes <laughs> I always panic a sign. when I eat beet salad. Oh, yeah. I and I that. forget.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had beet juice one time, and I was like, I have stomach cancer. Yeah. God, I was certain no. of it. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. The idea, like, and th- those people who do that are, you know, it's like a denial avoidance thing. Yes. Like, if I don't go, I won't know that anything's right.
2: bad. Yeah, and they just they feel something And I'm sure weird. it's,
0: like, related to some, like, childhood trauma, you know. Mm, like holding in your poop. Some, yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy that works for me doesn't. <laughs> shoot, he poops once a month. <laughs> Get the fuck <laughs> out. I swear here. to God. Is this Lindsay? No, any. Any poops, like, once a month. And I go, what, what are you talking about, man? And he's like, he's like he hates shitting. I hate it. I hate, and it's all related to like some story. Wow. And then he um, you know, like I'll be like when was like we we're having a meeting. I was like when did you when did you shit last. He's like, I don't know. I go, this week? And he was like, I oh, know, I haven't shit this week. Mm. And I go, did you shit last week? He's like, no. What? And then I asked him, Come what's on. it like when you do shit? Oh my god, it must like, be madness. He's like it is fucking. He's like rail thin. And he's like really? it, yeah, he's like it's like six flushes and like, you know, he's like the fucking whole apartment stinks. <laughs> it's like a real disaster man
3: wasn't ari like that yes. ari I've heard, had that i think it was yes. on your podcast he told those nasty stories yeah
0: that, you know that i i was with joe is here it was here it was at cap city i was at cap city working with you <laughs> We're here with with ari and red Band.
2: oh in the fucking the homer simpson's mouth yeah his mm-hmm. bottle i it's like pulled a cheeseburger brian aside and i was
0: like hey man this is really really terrifying and like <laughs> that guy's gonna die And he was like, I go, please don't tell him. And he was like, okay. And I walk on stage and I get back and Ari's like, are you worried about my asshole? And I go, yeah, I've never seen anything like that, man. I go, are you not worried about that? I mean, it was like prolapsed, hanging out of him. I go, "Yeah." he goes, I just put like a tissue in there. And I was like, this, I mean, this is some shit that I've never heard of, seen, experienced. And and how are you not worried? And he was like, no. Not worried about. It. He's mumbled something. I was like, "Dude, you he have was, to go to a doctor."
2: He was going through a
0: rough patch, but that was a real then. yeah. That's alarming to see. It was not good. No, it was the most. It didn't look like any
3: hemorrhoids
0: asshole I'd seen before, and I'd seen a few. Never seen yeah, anything like it. I
2: remember we were like, "What the fuck, dude?" And he showed it to us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it looked like someone had vac put a vacuum to his asshole sucked it out and was like, check this out.
2: Oh, like, oh, like someone gave his asshole fake lips.
0: Yes, injected his fucking <laughs> his asshole lips. Speaking of prolapsed assholes,
2: that was one of the videos that you sent me that I was like, What in the fuck am oh. I looking <laughs> at? One of the videos that <laughs> you they wrote sh- back to me, you go, Do you play this on your show? And I was like, Yeah <laughs> These two dudes were fisting each other. Oh. Oh. And um, the 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 craziness their body had turned inside out like a sock and it was sticking out of their asshole and then this guy is rubbing their two assholes oh. together
1: yeah they, so this
2: guy had these two dudes butts like left to right and then he was fisting them mm-hmm. both
0: and then, and then he pulls
2: out. out and their insides come out with them and one guy you were saying the doctor who saw the video said he's, our
0: doctor friend was like that guy's 15 minutes from being dead yeah. yeah, he's like like the the purple coloration. He was like that guy could be dead for sure in a few minutes. Yeah,
2: how many guys die from fisting? Google that. Oh. Let's look at this up. How many guys? How, why, why are you moaning like I that? I don't think that's all reported. the things we've talked about on this podcast.
3: In order for me, that's I'm gonna get in trouble later for looking this trouble? shit up. Go, duck, duck, go, bro. <laughs> okay,
2: Come stop on. using Google. There's Signal, man. The
3: spies. The,
0: uh, you know
2: they hear that uh, Zuckerberg got busted using Signal. Really? Yeah, he was using Signal.
0: Okay. Is this an app? Yeah, signals an app. An app okay. Yeah,
2: but he owns WhatsApp.
0: But, oh
3: right. Facebook but WhatsApp
2: works. is taking Facebook gets the data from WhatsApp. It's oh, not he's really secure. He's like, I don't want to. Yeah.
3: Like, mm, I'm doing dirty shit here. <laughs> uh. Are you gonna really report that you died from? I mean you can't. But like, how's well, that gonna? Th- there might be a reported. stat on it though. We should
2: probably know, like, how yeah. many people die doing BMX jumps? How many people die fisting? Mm. It's probably it's risky activity. Yeah. <laughs> how many people do you think? Let's guess. I think it's. Let me guess.
0: I mean I'm going to guess a year? A year. Worldwide, worldwide that we know about it's got to be it's definitely triple digits. Triple digits. I think so. <sighs> but see the thing is reported because it it definitely happens more than is reported. Right. You know?
2: Hundred people plus, I think so, dying fisting accidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. Seven that's, billion people. What is people, it? Man. Probably eight now, right?
0: Seven and change. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to even find this. Well, what yeah, if, you I do. mean, what are uh, you doing? Stop Jay. being
2: scared of your Google. Look, whatever Google search you have, it's I'm, I'm responsible.
3: I'm, on, for I'm, 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 it, know, I'm with the DuckDuckGo now, so I'm like I'm trying to think really hard. How would you find this answer? How
2: many know. people die from fisting sure, every year? That doesn't work.
3: So fisting deaths per
0: year. How about,
2: how about fisting how about, deaths 2020? That's a rough year for fisting. Maybe we have less suicides because more people were dying fisting.
0: <laughs> what if the, uh, the, the, the word instead of fisting is just like anal trauma deaths? You
2: know. No, let's find out fisting first. Let's not sell ourselves short. That's true. You know, we're going to negotiate. Yeah, We'll start out with a real high bid. We'll work our way down.
3: What you got, Jamie? I mean, it's like it's, it doesn't even want to tell me. It's like heat-related deaths. Are you sure you don't want to see car-related deaths? Are you sure? <laughs> okay,
2: like, let's ask Siri. How many people die from fisting every year? I didn't find anything on the web for how many people die from fisting every year. They're trying to keep really? this from us, man. You really didn't find anything, Siri? Blind bitch. They're trying to keep this from us. Try again. What would I say?
3: I mean, I have one report of a vaginal fisting as a cause of death, mm. not anal and not one? male. I mean, it's just like uh, it's like in a journal, on a like r- medical journal, <laughs> <laughs> where they actually wrote the whole report about how it happened.
2: That's a weird thing to do studies on.
3: Yeah. I went
2: and watched from-
0: a bunch of surgeries one day and they were all vaginal dick surgeries. Oh, boy. This is for your show? Nope, when I was a freshman in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you do that? I thought I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't know I was dumb. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, (laughs) I went to the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, and my uncle, uh, who was a urologist, sent me up with the urology department there, and uh, they they took me, I saw 13 operations, and the first one at like 7 or 8 a.m. was like dragging. I just see this lady's legs, you know, spread wide open, and this just old loose puss, you know. And the guy, he goes, uh, "Hey, man, don't say anything about, you know, what's down there because she's awake." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then he went in there, and he was like, "Oh my god!" And he had found like a softball-sized cyst in there. And he was like, "This is so notable—the size. That we need to document this for, you know, uh, journals and stuff." so they brought in another crew with cameras took pictures of it measuring it i was like oh my god and then they so- punctured it and it was just like losing oh, and i was like smell i didn't get the smell i didn't get the, but the visual was incredible he's like and then he's just talking to her he's like how you doing up there she's like good he's like we're taking some pictures and she's like okay how old was the lady uh like 80. oh jesus yeah
2: softball side cyst in the cooch when you're 80 years old yeah
0: enormous oh my god they still have that visual cysts are weird man they are they are what's happening why is that and it's still an un- that that's still unanswered like a lot of them they're kind like, of oh, just up your body was like yeah we're just gonna keep a fatty deposit right here yeah yeah why what caused it we don't know it doesn't go away no you can have it removed some you people
2: can... have them on their heads you know you follow dr pimple popper yeah Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) you roll your eyes and look down. Yeah,
0: some of that stuff.
2: I will go on her page once every couple of weeks or so and just get lost for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, what the satisfying?
0: Some of them really satisfying.
2: Real satisfying. Why is
0: it satisfying to watch them pop zits? I don't know. And some of those like cysts, you're like, what? And you ever see the like the guy like you know you're saying like uh, ten years I shit blood. Yeah. And there'll be, like, a growth on someone's- Yeah. And you're like, is there a football under your shoulder or something? And then he's like, I'm getting it removed today. How long did you wait, man? Well, how about those
2: dudes whose balls grow up the size of, you know, like, literally like a wrecking ball? Yeah. Like one giant ball of whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Hanging between your legs, stretching your sack skin out. And then they just eventually have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? How long are you gonna wait? Like there, why yeah. are you not waiting? There was like I mean yeah, why that, were you that's got
0: to be mental illness. If you have like a hundred pound scrotum, you're like well yeah. you know. There's a lot of those. I guys, put it though. on a shopping cart and I just kind of walk around. That's it's what like, they do. Yeah.
2: yeah. You have to put it on some sort of a wheel yeah.
0: wheelie. But thing. I don't think you're of sound mind if you're like that's the solution. Just push it around. Maybe you're just scared to get your balls cut. Maybe. But they're probably
2: broken anyway. I, I don't I,
0: think anything could function normally.
2: I mean, how are you? Imagine his loads, though. Yeah, if you're shooting 17 shots, <sighs> Man. that guy's like a fucking Uzi.
0: Maybe.
2: Just <laughs> emptying, just it doesn't even squirt out; just pours, pours out like a yeah. fountain, like oh. one of those little babies. You yeah. know, the baby on the fountain, yeah, the cherub, yeah, with yeah the, the, the water. Just and it's a constant out of stream. A yeah, yeah. How about this guy? This guy? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I remember Living with the world's biggest testicles. Like, look at that. Look at they're all chafed and shit. So he's rolling over in bed. So he's scratching them. It's, isn't it weird that YouTube will show the sack skin,
0: yeah. but you
2: can't show cock?
0: That is so strange. Isn't
2: that weird? Like, you can show part of that. Like, look, oh, my. I'm looking at this oh, guy's yeah. giant sack, and I can't see his, his pecker. And this is how he eats. He's got eat on like, his ba- I thought he was going to put <laughs> it on his balls. Well, he's got a napkin over his balls. Yeah. His balls and his cank. Like Oh, man. This poor bastard. Man. I know. But didn't oh, here's another like, guy. That's oh, him. Same, same okay. guy. I thought, was a, I thought it was a different guy. Yeah, you shaved his
0: virgins. head? Yeah. He shaved his head? Yep. Yeah, there he goes. Yikes. But oh I mean, God, the they wild. can't offer him anything? Didn't they? Well, they offered him they a television show, bro. I thought bro. when I
3: was going to get to this video, it was going to be like he had surgery, but no, I, I guess not. No, we kept the balls to get well, the show. You remember if the- You got uh, a choice. What
2: are you going to do? You want to be a regular guy? You want to be the guy with the biggest balls on TV? Come on, we're on TV. You know that
0: guy in Mexico who had the world's biggest dick? Huge dick. But it was- It's really his penis was inside a growth, right? So in other words, it looks like an elephant trunk. Oh. And they're like, oh, when they did the CAT scan, they're like, no, here's his penis, and this is like a, a, I mean, I'm, you know, not medically getting it right, but it's like a growth of skin over it. And they were like, oh, we can actually reduce this and give you like, you know, quote, a normal penis? Didn't want to. How
2: big was his dick?
0: Like three and a half feet.
3: Yeah, you can, i sure you can well, I, that. I was sorry, but they, uh... Jamie's so scared to Google these things. You my, notice? This, uh, update on this story first.
2: Oh, man who had 132 pounds scrotum removed is finally optimistic about the future as he prepares to have more surgery. More surgery. I like that
0: it says... Is that the same dude? Yeah, mm-hmm. but look, he was removed for free but was still not happy. So he, he said
2: his one-inch penis left him with no chance of finding love.
0: I'd say your ball bag was kind of preventing wow, it, too. Wow, but that
2: is madness. Imagine you have a huge set of balls and a tiny, tiny, tiny dick.
0: Yeah, that's a real small dick,
3: man. Well, I had a picture of him with, like,
0: without animal. it, with his dick. Oh, there he is. Oh, look yeah. at him. He's he looks normal. fairly normal. He doesn't yeah. look happy. Well, he doesn't does look happy. One step at a time. Yeah, um, yeah that ah, that Mexican uh, dude. He's Mexican with the with the penis. You'll see, and and the and the doctor was like, well, you know, for free, like to give you a, like a life, because oh, that's it, it was nice. his thing. His thing was not; it wasn't. It was preventing him from doing anything. Right, it was, it, it was down to like his ankle, man, and but it was it was a growth over his penis, it, and he didn't.
3: I, this is not the guy, right? It's someone that's else. That's him. No, that's him. Oh, this this the article says it's fake.
0: No, I saw a documentary It on says it, was, it really was actually a daily mail, six though? inches long.
2: Mexican man thought to have the world's biggest penis. Well, is yeah. accused of exaggerating, as scan shows it's actually only six but inches long. This is uh, it. That's the, the point. Okay, yeah. yeah. A so, foot shorter than he claims. Six right. inches right. is point. his is penis
0: 18, is nine. in that that.
2: Oh, skin. hold on, no, no, Go back up. Go back up. Go back up. Look at this. He stretched it using weights. It is now thought to be the world's biggest. A radiologist said that Mr. Cabrera's penis is actually only six inches long. See they're
0: See Oh he's obsessed with his penis size. Of course he is. They didn't want to
2: get a giant hog. Look at him. Yeah. So that's a growth? How come it doesn't say that that it's a growth? Oh boy. (laughs) So they (laughs) thought he was carrying something as he went through
0: the airport, remember? Yeah,
2: they're like, what is that? And they're like, what is
0: that? He's like, go go grab, come grab. But that thing doesn't get hard or anything, man, you know? Says who? Mm -hmm. Shut the fuck up. I
2: touched it. Let the guy... (laughs) Maybe it's just you. You're just not sexy.
0: Put it back up again. Let me see that again.
3: Oh, he pees out of his foreskin sometimes. Yeah,
2: man. I wonder. Here's the average Um, penis size. He'd rather have a penis bigger than the rest of the people. Dr. Jesus David Salazar Gonzalez. (laughs) Look at that guy's name. Jesus David Salazar Gonzalez. In Latin culture, whoever has the biggest penis is more macho. It's something that makes him different to the rest of the people and makes him feel special. Why would you even
0: print that? Duh. Just write duh right there. See, he's like, I'm happy with it. I I am
2: famous because I have the biggest penis in the world. Mm. I am happy with my penis. I know nobody has the size I have. The sheer size of Mr. Cabrera's penis causes him a number of health problems, including frequent urinary tract infections because not all his urine escapes his lengthy foreskin. He keeps his colossal member wrapped in bandages to escape chafing. He's also unable to sleep chest down and has to put his penis on its own pillow to escape discomfort during the night. An active sex life is off limits to him as his penis is too much girth to have intercourse.
0: That right there makes it not worth it. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Some people
2: ask if I put on condoms on it, and the answer is I cannot. I can never penetrate anyone because it's too thick. Well, Look then. at that. So, where does it say that it's a growth? I it doesn't say Well, in that. that, but like, that's what the, you know. Clitch, this is a clickbait. The, yeah. No, like,
0: the, but the article is like, right. you know, it's, a, it's his penis is inside that. Growth. Oh,
2: Hold on. Scroll about, scroll down again. Oh. Look, it says, I would like to be a porn star. Scroll down on it i like to be a porn star, and I think I'd make a lot of money over there, and when people are not like over here, they are more liberal, and they don't care about what I have in my pants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, dude. So he wants to go to the U.S. and spend the rest of his life over there with Mm -hmm. his giant dick. Good luck. There is a lot of women. I don't feel sad, because I know in the U.S. there is a lot of women. One of them will be the right size for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He could find someone that could accommodate that thing. <laughs> so is it but it's a growth. Yeah. That's what that that's what the scan revealed. They're like, oh, his mm-hmm. penis is in here. And this is a mm. growth that kind of, you know.
2: But did he make that growth that from I getting don't know. his dick
0: stretched? I don't know about that part. I just know that I watched that that doc and they were like, Yeah, dude, you're you know, you can have a normal regular life. dick. Yeah. He doesn't want the regular dick. No, well, it's for,
3: it's, it's, when he's a teen he's fifty four now, and when he was a teenager, he started wrapping weights around his penis to make it longer.
2: Oh, so he turned it into that thing.
3: Jesus Christ. You practice, this practice would place tension on the skin, and it got even tears in it. So. Oh my God. His body would naturally repair the small cuts.
2: You don't have to do that. And naturally repair the small cuts. That's what it says. And it just gets thick. Oh. But there are people that do that. I've seen little devices they sell online. I mean, I didn't go to the website and order it or mm-hmm. anything. No. But I've seen these little things where they uh, they strap things to your dick to stretch it out. Yeah. And you can put weights on it, and guys weight their dicks down. Dudes get dick injections
0: to, like, thicken it up, but I don't know, man. That seems real risky. It's
2: a tough move. Yeah. You're taking a big chance. You're taking a real chance. You get an infection in your cack. Uh-uh. Can't so this, But this is all the kind of stuff that you would have on these your mom's house. Lives, lives yeah. And nice. uh, that, that, that you, fisting. You, look I mean, how you, you
0: perked up. That double fisting video is, I think, in the first one, first or second is it one. Really? Yeah.
2: And how did you guys handle it? Did not well.
0: Did you know well. about it before? It, I did, but no one else did because it, w- it had been sent to How did to me, Christina handle it? Not well. She was like, oh, no, it turned <laughs> away. And I think she might have walked out of the room. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go well.
2: So the, the whole program is consists of a bunch of different things. And yeah. how
0: many have you done so far? We just did number five. Wow. And, then, and so
2: has it evolved over the time that you've that? Yeah, been doing I mean, it?
0: the latest one was so, it was the tightest one. I mean, it had a great, like, it had an opening, cold open sketch where I, you know, she was in that, um, we, we went to a plastic surgeon, and I was like, you need to help me out with this. Like, I wanted her to be a bigger tits. and da, da, da. So we had, like, a setup, cold open, and then when you cut to the live feed, she had all the work done, like the prosthetics and the tattoos, you know? So we had a sketch <laughs> to open it. And then we had, like, you know, uh, other segments. There was, like, this, this guy that, sh- that she had found on TikTok that, that became, like, somebody that we would play clips of, and she went on, a, like, a date with him, and we shot that. Um, and so that became, like, a, a, a sketch on the show. So people who are, like, into, like, the YMH world, I think if you're, like, a super fan of it, you know, it, it, it's entertaining. And then Marcus King Band, did a set, so we had th- that shot. Who's that? He's a fucking badass, man. He's a-, a guitar singer, you know, a rock star, man, in Nashville. And uh, I actually did Conan with him a few years ago, and he's got a baby face. And I was like, who- who- how old is he? Is he like 15? And I think he wasn't, like, maybe he was 18 or something. I don't know, like, really young. And he shreds and sings like a fucking ain't Like, one of those people, when you hear him sing, you're like, that that voice was putting you, you know? Wow. Like, that's not... That's not like oh I'm training to sing like this. That's Marcus King, and okay. uh, yeah he's dope man, and his band is, is amazing. So they he played a a set for us that we shot. We we went to Nashville and, sh- and shot it, and then that was part of the YMH Live episode, and then we had we had Krista Stefano uh, came on who was hilarious, and then. Um, and then we eventually got to the heavy segment, which was like the closer. And that's you know? what you you. So it was like three and with... a half hours like live streaming wow. show. Wow. Yeah.
2: And so you bring in guys like Chris DiStefano yeah. and different to sit on the couch. To... Yeah,
0: different cows. And uh, one of the <laughs> earlier ones, my parents Zoomed in, and my mom was trashed, and it was amazing. Like, she was a mess. Dude,
2: when you recorded your mom farting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did she forgive you for that, or was she mad at you? I, it cost me a lot of money, man. <laughs> Really? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Because uh, when I recorded it, I, ca- I recorded it. And there's you know there's that moment where she sees me in her eyes. But she's like, you yeah. are not my son anymore. Like, <laughs> you know. And I had it. And the next day, I was like, I have to be able to share this video. And she was like, are you crazy? No way. And I go, mom, I have to. And she was like, Not, you'll never be my son if you do that. And I go, what if I paid you? And she was like, how much? And I was like, oh, here we go. And then the, the negotiation starts. She's like, I want two first-class tickets to Las Vegas. I want uh, this. I want money to gamble. And then I was like, fine. And then I can play the video. And she's like, I need new luggage. And then it was like, I mean, it's very Latin mom, believe me. Like, <laughs> there's the, that's what she knows <laughs> I'm recording her. But, yeah. It was just, you know, it's like,
2: so you just randomly caught her farting like that dude so does she do it all the time
0: yeah but usually like <laughs> my whole life yeah yeah like really long ass like crazy farts like, Holy shit. like
2: you have long jizz she has, has long, long farts. farts yeah
0: very incredible oh, it's it's Very, very Latin. Nice. yeah but she like her when when i i was i remember i you know that's the magic of these having that that uh, icon, the camera icon, is that, I had said something to her, I was like, oh, do you, you got one cooking? Like, you got a fart? I bet you can't fart right now. Like, just <laughs> randomly. And I just happened to put my hand, I was like, oh, here's my phone. And I just hit camera and she turned and like braced the counter. And I I had hit record and it was like magic. And I was like, this is a 9.2 second <laughs> fart. I and mean, this is really incredible. And, uh, yeah. So how
2: much do you think it wound up costing you?
0: Um, let me see, I mean, there was plane tickets, hotel, gambling money, luggage. And then, like, I bought her, like, nice luggage. And then we walked by another store. She's like, they have the backpack. We match. we gotta go get the backpack. I'm like, I just bought you fucking five new bags. She's like, yeah, but I don't have the backpack in the strip." So, I mean, it's probably like $8,000 or something, you know, something like that. That seems worth it totally worth it. And then <laughs> and then people were like we want to hear her fart more. So oh, no. I think they set up fartmistress.com like as a site to oh. to just plead with her to fart more. Oh my god. And they were they were saying like they were going <laughs> to make contributions <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> they were like let's get basically a fundraiser. Yeah. Uh,
1: fartmistress.com. Uh, yeah. Fartmistress. Please <laughs> encourage
0: Tom's mom to fart. Make fart. Well, and people the, would send in messages with this. The yeah. farting
2: thing is a. There is a whole fetish group. There is guys yes. that are
0: really into farting. We you know we talked about it, and we had them. People wrote in, and they said like the the like w- the theme we saw the most in that was they like the hot girl, like the turn on. These guys said was the pretty girl doing the dirty stinky thing. That's what they're. Mm. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I, you know, like I get it intellectually. Like you are saying. She's so beautiful and she's doing this nasty thing that was their that was their turn their kink for it you know
2: It's a weird kink
0: It is it's I mean it, and I I imagine that it's probably I, all of those I think come from childhood right Yeah so, cuz
2: some guys like girls to fart on them I like girls to fart in their face and stuff
0: Yeah I've seen those uh, yeah. That doesn't do anything for me though
2: No, no. I don't
0: understand it the f- shit as in gen- like all the kinks I kind of go like even if I doesn't turn me on I go oh I see when you see like people turned on by shit, I'm like, yeah, you lost me, man. I don't yeah, know. I can't do shit. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's a
2: weird one. Like, uh, there was always like this rumor, this famous Hollywood star who shall remain unnamed mm-hmm. who liked women to do uh, what do they call it when the guy shits on a glass t- girl shits on a glass table? Yeah, I've heard of this. There's man. a there's Hot a,
3: yeah. a, what's it called? Hot Carl was without the table, but there's like levels of it with the
2: Yeah, table. but there's a thing they it's like fish bowl or something like uh, that. I forget what it's called. We, where someone lies on the table, underneath the table, glass table, and they look up, and their thing is like watching the girl's asshole open up Ooh. and just drop a stinky shit right on the table.
0: I mean, I can get why well, yeah, well, you'd watch that, but it doesn't get my dick hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, ugh, it's like <laughs> No, no, at nah, all. not at all. I'm like, ugh, it's a crazy move. That's man. when my dick goes. <clears> throat> throat> yeah, it's no. a weird move. Taking someone, someone taking a shit doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's odd.
2: Some yeah. guys can't even handle, like a, like a buddy of mine told me he went over to his girl's house, they were about to get nasty, and he went to her bathroom and she had a floater, and, and he, he said he just completely lost interest in having sex with her. What, really? Yeah, yep, just like, wow. I can't. He was like 20-something. Okay, you know, I was gonna say Young and stupid. Yeah. But just he had this idea of what this was, and then he goes in there and she, uh, a turd, bleh, can't do it. Yeah. Just a floating log.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's life. What are you going to do? It definitely wouldn't. Uh, that's fine for me.
2: Are you worried that you're going to run out of videos?
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's that you you don't run out of videos. You go, you always want to change the, kind of the theme. You yeah. Know? And then you also don't want certain themes. So, right. But, you know, we try, that's why we try to to re- raise the entire production value. Yeah. Shoot. So it's like it's not – that's the last segment. Like, that was probably a 30-minute thing in you know, three a three-and-a-half thing. But – Yeah, it is. People are like, what happens is the people who are getting these YMH Lives, they go like, let's see what you got on the heavy segment.
2: When are you doing the next one?
0: We're going to, we're actually shooting one. um, Like we're going to shoot it, not stream it live, shoot it and cut it and release it, but we're doing it in front of a live audience, and that'll come out in May. Oh, my God. Um, Excuse me. Um, And then... uh, I think we'll probably take June down and then maybe do one in July. Well, when you do one out here, can yeah. I sit on the couch? Yes. All right. I'm I would in. love for you to. Really? You're yeah, in? yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I want to do it. Done. Yeah. Yeah, and I will have them find the heaviest. <laughs>
2: I'm already scared. Oh, you should be. Yeah. Oh, I'm we're already gonna, scared. We'll,
0: we'll try to break you. <laughs> please,
2: please do. All right. All right, man. Um, Thanks for being here, brother. Hey, it was, I'm, it, I'm so excited that you're moving here too. Me too. This was a lot of fun today. Yeah, it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. It's uh, it's old school. Yeah, and uh, we got to talk all those other losers into moving here too.
0: Yeah, and that's dude, the problem. Uh, a lot of them are doing it. Yeah, a lot of them it's are. doing it. Not taking a lot of arm twisting. Well, I
2: can't wait to bring you to uh, what we're, what we're going to build. Yeah. I got a lot of shit happening It's fucking exciting man. It's so crazy Yeah It's But I'm really psyched That you're here Me too man It means a lot Thanks Alright Bye everybody